Hey, how you doing, man? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, all good. I'm so sorry. I'm sat here thinking, oh, he's running a bit late. And then I thought, oh, I haven't sent him the Zoom link, have I? Sorry, mate. I'll do a podcast. No, I was sat here going, has he got to send me an email? Has he got to dial my email? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, how, how does this all work? Yeah, yeah all well. good, man. All, all good, all good. It's frantic at the moment. Just just manic. I have... I don't, I don't know what your situation is, but I, um, obviously January's tax month for me, and oh, it's just been a bloody nightmare. I've got an accountant because I just, I can't get my head around it. But I did, every uh, year, I did my first one this year. I'm just going to turn the volume up. No, um, um, I, I am recording at the moment, mate. But um, I will, I will start whenever you're ready to go. So don't worry about, you know, saying anything you don't want to say at the moment. I won't slag everyone off while I'm here then. <laughs> no yeah. worries, no worries, no worries. Um, no, that's fine. I, I did my first one this year and I did, I mean, you can record this or keep this in. I don't, doesn't really mark, no mark, worry me. Um, but I went through the whole thing with my accountant and basically came back and they went, you've, you're five and a half grand the wrong way, pretty much. So you can spend five and a half grand. That's what I heard anyway. <laughs> I was just like, yes, sweet. Let's go and buy stuff. Bite bits. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> or, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, all good. And then literally I went a bit hardcore with this whole thing. I bought a microphone. I've got a 4K webcam. These shelves weren't here the other day. Love it. So you'd set oh, up the backdrop. Everything. Mate, I um, love it. You're... Basically, I'll get onto it in. Oh, we'll drop some hints and whatever. But I bought a monkey bike the other day, <laughs> right. and I, I haven't told anyone. Um, <laughs> the only people that know, Mac from Leeds knows, yeah. and uh, Ollie Ray. Okay, no one else knows. So Ollie monkey. told me to put a monkey in the background, <laughs> and then we've got a, a cheeky little leather whip. What's that for? What's the leather whip for? Because why not? Just sort of. have you got a butt plug in there as well? You're going from TMS. That's not of. on the shelf, but you know, <laughs> if I look like I'm sitting uncomfortably, then you know. <laughs> Hang um, on, let me get the app. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, right. Um, but yeah, I did all that, and then the that, sorry, that's what I was going to say. Is I bought. I've got a huge studio light here. I've got this microphone on a boom. I've got everything sorted. And I thought, well, I'll I'll use my headphones that I use for work for the Zoom meetings. Left them at work. Oh no! So about an hour ago, literally about an hour ago, I was running around trying to find headphones that work. I've got my Samsung ones wherever I've put them, which are wireless, yeah. like Bluetooth, wouldn't connect to the PC. So these are three pound fifty headphones from down the shop. They've got a little um, diamante in them. Oh, nice, nice, pretty hot, Tasteful. right? Pretty hot. But yeah, um, I'm ready to go when you are, mate. You're ready. You're ready to do your own podcast. You're, you're fully set. Oh well, I've decided I'm going to start with a beer. However, I have a bottle. Like of Ulan, nice. No, Tam Navon. Oh, no, I saw the ULN. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> Tam Navon is beautiful. Beautiful. What are you drinking? What you got? Well, I've got two on the desk, which I think I'm starting on a Jura. Um, which is a Jura journey, but I'm an age statement kind of thing. And then I've also got a bottle of this stuff. Oh yeah. What's that like? It's one of my favorites. Is it? Like it, it's really smooth. Um, I'm trying to think what I'd compare it to. It's very similar to Irish whiskey. Right. Um, like, a, I had a red breast 15 last year. Shh, there's laws against that. You can't say that. 
yeah so sorry you haven't moved up north yet it's fine <laughs> um but yeah the I, I had that last year and i destroyed it in about three weeks and uh they're like 80 quid a bottle and my mum bought it for me for my birthday and i was just like yeah mum that's gone <laughs> she was like what <laughs> but yeah um so i've got this i'm calmed down now i've got my headphones with the diamond excellent tape. have you have you had your nervous poo I was debating whether I needed one, another one. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of, like, oh, it's going to be, I'll keep my missus out as well. She's at her parents. I told her I she can't come in banging and crashing around. Um, I am so lapsadaisical about all this now. It's just like, all right, got a podcast now. Just add fish and chips for dinner, right? Run up, grab a bottle of whiskey, off we go. Oh, I'd, uh, I've literally just scoffed a bagel. So, uh because I was thinking, if we're not done until like half eight, nine, ten, or whatever, yeah, it's going to be. I'm going to be smashed, like sitting here, not eating yep. since lunchtime. Just like Tupac, do you know what I fucking hate about this industry? <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I normally end up. I normally finish these like nine half nine. I go downstairs, and yeah, I've had three or four cans of beer by that point, and you're like. <clears throat> Pizza or like nachos, something like that. Straight darling. on, straight on, just eat. Yeah, <laughs> darling. If I told you you're looking really good tonight, <laughs> my wife goes to bed. My wife goes to bed at like five o'clock at night. She's she's a proper early to bed. So yeah, she's she's always she's, long gone. Is she not on nights? Or, like she she's still working in the force, isn't she? She is, but she's um she's sort of office based now. Right. Um, so yeah, she and she works from home most of the time. So she she has to go in maybe two days a week. So yeah, she's got a, a real cushy number at the moment. Long may it last. Jealous. Yeah. Jealous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I spent. I can't really say too much. I've been working from home. Working from home today, just like wiggle the mouse, carry on editing. Wiggle the mouse, <laughs> carry on editing. But, yeah. Are you are you another one of these bloody YouTubers who can edit a video in like a day? No. No, it, you, you it take takes me the well. I'm better now. So I originally started this. I, well, we can get into this. You can. You'll have to cut back to the bit before we started and like all this sort of stuff. But if you're um, happy with what we've covered so far, I'll just I'll just go from the get go. Just yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fine, that's fine. And <laughs> just slag everyone off. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, uh, I'm such a nice guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can do the intro. Do you want to do, do the intro and then I'll just. I can ramble on for hours. Right, folks, if you haven't figured it out yet, this is Sam Vincent, Sam V Bikes on YouTube. How you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, really good. Thank you, mate. Really good. Awesome. Awesome. We started this a little while ago. So, you know, welcome to the podcast. If for some reason you've joined it at whatever we are, I can't even see. I don't know. What are we? About 10 minutes in, five minutes in, whatever. So, um, yes. What were you saying? How long does it take you to edit? Um, so basically, when yeah, just realise that we've been chatting for ages, yeah, and just, we'll go until like nine pm, and then go, oh, we should probably start this podcast, shouldn't we? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started on my work laptop because I work for not to go into it too much, but I work for a media company, and we do like the CG in adverts, basically. Oh wow! So all of the laptops and computers are all pre-fitted with. Uh, Premiere Pro, Photoshop, and all that sort of stuff. So I started doing it. Like uh, I had a, an old Drift camera, mm-hmm. you know, the Drift 1080s or whatever. Yeah, they are. yeah, yeah. I started I used, with them. Yeah, I used to use them to go into work, mm-hmm. uh, just commuting into London. And uh, yeah, I just one day I got home from work in the lockdown, 
I'm going to go green laning on my tracer because this would be funny. Like road tires, a bike that doesn't have any off-road heritage or anything. Just, yeah, funny. So I started doing that and then I edited it on the laptop. But the laptops are built for emails and Teams, basically. Mm. So it's got eight gig of RAM or it had yeah. four gig of RAM. So well over. it took me like... Cl- cut and then careful i said that <laughs> cut and then sort of move the clip forward or like ripple delete or whatever yeah and it'd take five minutes just to go yeah and then the rendering took like hours like uh-huh. almost days so i built a pc and it's way quicker um but yeah it's still i can't the i don't know if you you probably didn't watch them because they were a bit naff but i did like the 12 days of christmas thing where i just did like that, I I had a quick look at I sort of skimmed. Sorry, inter- I skimmed through some of it. I wanted to sit and go through your channel and have a right good look at it, but I've don't do I, that. Yeah, like I, like I said to you, I was up all night blooming editing. I literally finished this week's vid. Uh, I think it finally finished rendering at about quarter to five. So then I was like, right. So I sat down. I, well, I had a shower because I'd not washed in two days. And, um, <laughs> I sat down and I, I started beating through your well not I should watch how I phrase things. G- G- I started G- watching over that good. <laughs> it's the beard, it's the beard yeah. and the quaffer here. That's uh, what does it. Yeah, so I started watching the vids and I saw one of the vids, one of your most recent ones, where you said you lost subscribers because yeah. of the twelve days of Christmas. Yeah, I that was. I'm not going to do it again because I sat there going about three days before December. Yeah. I went. I'm going to do 24 days of Christmas. This is going to be great, and I'm going to do yeah. like a new video every single day because people It'll go like, viral. Yeah, like fucking. I, I swear quite a lot, so if I just randomly sorry. swear, sorry. Don't worry. Yeah, you'll say say yeah. that when I'm like three whiskeys in. You prick. Yeah, <laughs> that's light. Try me. <laughs> um, but Got this yeah. to get through yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was, um, yeah, I just sort of. What well, I can't even remember what I was saying. What was I saying? Uh, the, the 12 days of Christmas yeah. oh, oh Christ yeah um, so I thought yeah I'll do that and then I realised there's no way on earth I'm going to work five days a week edit and film all of these videos and get them up and respond to comments and all that sort of stuff and come up with 24 ideas mm-hmm. so I ended up doing 12 and they were the first one wasn't too bad I cheated heavily on that like to the point where i sat there going this is the first second third fourth fifth <laughs> like that kind of stuff and just cut it in and barely anyone noticed that as well which i was quite impressed with um so i just started doing that and they took me a couple of hours to edit at max <clears throat> but everything else just takes i don't like it i watch it like 10 times mm-hmm. and i'm just like this is shit like, or I'm bored. I, I know I've yeah. watched it 15 times, but I'm bored, so I don't like it. Um, yeah. But the worst one by far was my first day of Wild Atlantic Way. Mm-hmm. That one took me, like, alongside work, I must have spent four solid days on that. Yeah. Like, actually, four solid days editing it. Yeah. And then I look at your travel videos, and I'm like, why is this so good? I'm such a dick. <laughs> Honestly, my my vids take me anywhere from three to five, sometimes three to six, seven days. I just I don't I don't understand how like Chopsy and Rich and TMF and folk like that they just seem to batter videos out in yeah. in, a, in a day or two. They've got them done, and I'm like, 
How the fuck do you do that? I don't I don't know how you do it. In in the nicest way though, like I I, I watch all of those guys anyway, but you're you can watch your video. This is just gonna be me blowing smoke up your ass for like 40 minutes. <laughs> do it, do it. But yeah, do it, please. Um I've just told you I've beaten my one off to your video. <laughs> so you know. Um uh but yeah, like you, Richie, TMF, Lamb Chops, they're all like their videos are very how you'd expect them from like a decent YouTuber. Whereas you watch mm. yours, you're like, damn, this guy's put a lot of effort into editing. Like there's there's stuff that comes up on screen all the time. And there's chop mm. and chop and chop and and edit and music and all this sort of stuff. And the music goes with the, the cuts and all that sort of stuff. And you can tell. Um, I mean, TMF's done it absolutely spot on. Yeah. Like his his process, get a bike, do the f- top the first review, yeah. do the top five things. Do I'm like, you're such a dick. How do you get away? I'm really, <laughs> I'm really envious of of Andy. How he's he that is his style. So yeah. it, you know, pe- that's what people expect. People come yeah. to his channel because they expect that. Sometimes yeah. he just uses one camera. And his phone. In fact, a lot of the time, it's one camera and his phone. And like, he almost, he almost. Glo- we have a little WhatsApp group, and he almost gloats when I'm like, you know, I'm on day fucking four of this boxy vid, and he's like, mm, just did mine today. In fact, I think I, what's he say? I think he said he's got two videos a week already done, edited until April, already uploaded and scheduled and ready to go. And I'm just like. I'm I'm I haven't even finished today's video yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is going up in an hour and I need to render it. Yeah. It's already late and I haven't even started yeah. uploading it yet. <laughs> I just I I've I try to and I think I've um this is not me promoting it or anything, but I've literally just set my Patreon live mm. because Ollie Ray literally just went, Why haven't you? You're a moron. Like all these all these names under the sun. And I, I didn't want to do it because I can't promote, I can't put up early content mm-hmm. that's sort of early, early, if that makes sense, like worth yeah, yeah. paying for the content. Because some days I'm literally editing it the day before it goes live. Yeah. So I can't say I'm going to give you a, a video a week early because sometimes the videos come in and I've just got 10 or 15 videos to go. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've just got nothing. I'm sitting there going, I need to film something cool BMW. <laughs> can, I, can I ride a bike? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's, I, I do, the guys that have got it nailed, like um, Royal Jordanian. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watch his. Yeah, where I, he, I don't anymore. I used to. Yeah. He commutes into London yeah. and just films stuff and like chops it all together. Doesn't really have to talk, doesn't do anything like that. And he just absolutely, like, what's he got, like 1.4 million subscribers yeah. or something stupid? Yeah. But again, you know, he he rode that wave, like like TMF and Baron Von Grumble and that. Uh, you know, well, Baron, Chris sort of started it, didn't he, back in 2012, 13 to 15, 16, whatever, with, with Baron Von Grumble. He sort of, he introduced and and well not introduced but he really popularized the that sort of standard moto mm. vlog content the american content like yeah. just riding your bike and chatting shit really and then andy you know andy really started pushing it i think it was about 2017 16 17 tmf started mm. doing it and he was grinding out three to five vids a week and he yeah, did so that for like two or three years that's that's i mean that that is really the it's a phenomenal level yeah oh. Wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. Full, I think also full respect. The um, I mean, we'll get onto it probably when we're drunk and want to rant about stuff. But like the money 
that you get just starting for mm. like the amount of hours you put in. It's probably the worst paid job on the planet. Absolutely. Like when, when you're sort of starting. And it's only it only gets sort of tolerable, I suppose, when you get your sponsors and you get your patrons and stuff like that. Yeah, Patreon. Patreon for me is uh, the biggie. I've I've actually dropped most of my sponsors now. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I, I just I just have two. I've got Cali Moto and I've got um, uh, Canary Moto Tours. They're, they're my only two sponsors for the for the YouTube channel. Um, just because I, I don't I don't know it 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 sort of it was a gamble because I was kind of mm. hoping that you know I was starting to do my tours again this year and as long as the tours sold then that would fill the void of not having the sponsors on board anymore and you know the tours have sold really well they've all sold out so that's a fantastic year but um yeah I just didn't I didn't like the added pressure of being committed to producing sponsored content mm-hmm. like um I know they won't mind me saying I've still got a very good relationship with within of now mm-hmm. e- even though you know we've we've parted ways but um you know, obviously they they have a financial commitment or they had a financial commitment to me as a channel. And for that, they expect a return. They expect promotions. Mm-hmm. They expect, you know, uh, vids with their content in it. Um, and they expect reviews of the various mm-hmm. products that they send my way. And, um, you know, I've always said, I always say to everybody, I'll, I'll be as honest as I possibly can in my content because people aren't daft. People smell bullshit. Yeah. To, to but also frank. I think it's that one thing of as soon as you recommend something that's naff or you say this is great you're you're i just realized my lips are bright red it's it's not lipstick i promise i just just wanted to look really good for you it's that 15 year old red yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) um but yeah the it's if i did my first ride out last year and i had a load of people go do you actually like halverson's do you mm. actually use your custom fit guard like earplugs? Mm. All this sort of stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, like I had Halverson's and custom fit guards before they even knew I existed. Mm-hmm. And before I even knew or knew I was gonna do any YouTube stuff. Yeah. Um, but it does it, as soon as you recommend something that's not like perfect and someone calls you out on it, then mm. they don't trust you anymore. Your integrity's um, gone. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a yeah. better way of saying it than me rambling for 10 minutes. <laughs> But yeah, um... I, I also think like you, you just have to be honest, you know. And if you're always going to get people who will say black to your white, that mm. that always happens. But I think as long as you can, it maybe justifies the wrong word. Yeah, yeah, justify. You know, if, as long as you can say, well, this thing here, I think it, it does this, and I don't like that because mm. of this. However, I do like this. You know, as long as you try and be open about it and honest and balanced in what you're saying. People can't really complain, can they? So they can. Have you not well, seen they, the they, comment section? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and it definitely it definitely does affect like you as a a trading brand on YouTube. Yeah. You know, I I I seem to have fallen out of favor with a lot of PR companies out there. Um, I can only assume maybe 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 I'm just maybe I'm making a big deal out of something that's not actually there, but I don't. It's probably because when I when I was getting invited to launches and stuff, I'd I'd always turn them down. I'd never go because that's mm. that's just not my cup of tea, you know. But uh, you've probably figured that this out as well. That the PR companies that handle manufacturers a lot of the time they work with other companies, you know, kit suppliers, helmet suppliers, just tire people, all that sort of stuff. It's a very 
close-knit little niche world, the motorbike world. So I think is if if you sort of put one nose out a joint, you you can the rest of them can follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of them. I I know I'm still I'm still massively out of favour with the team that do Suzuki. I know that for a fact. I've been told by lots of companies <laughs> have, have approached me and said we were told not to do anything with you, and it's like oh, for God's sake. <laughs> what, what you should do is you should get something like stupid like a Jixer and ride it around the world. That'd be really good. It really, it really disappoints me that that bike isn't going to get the recognition that it. It really. I don't. I'm. I'm not genuinely not fussed about me. I'm really not fussed about me. But the bike, the bike is fucking incredible. What that bike yeah. did, and it, yeah. it deserves to be like put on a plinth in a Suzuki HQ, and for them to throw everything they've got on it as an organization behind it but they, they won't. won and the suzuki brand's got the jixar brand's gone now like, i can't it's, believe that that's yeah i've got i've got i've never ridden a jixar like oh. literally never ridden one but yeah, yeah. i well because i walked into my local suzuki dealer when i was quite young doing my first couple of reviews and i'm walking around this bright blue jixar with my mate and the guy sales guy comes over and i bear in mind i've turned up on a uh, 700 tracer so 75 horsepower (laughs) like i've got the average gear kind of all that sort of stuff and i'm just like yeah i'm really interested in this i really (laughs) would like to take it out for a test ride kind of thing and he just went um but it's a shame like i don't understand i mean if anyone from suzuki's watching this i love your bikes (laughs) and i would like to so do i so do i we both love your bikes (laughs) almost as much as my bike like almost (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah it it does it does baffle me but then i guess it, it depends on if you're going to say the truth and there's something bad about it are they going to go actually well what if i give it to someone that i know like chopsy loves sports bikes he's mm-hmm. got a jig or has he still got a jigsaw uh yeah he does yeah he's got yeah. A, a track bike now yeah so if they bought out a new one they'd go chops it as an obvious yeah. one he's going to love it yeah. and he might whereas you're like you're not the normal sports bike rider, I guess. Mm. Like See, so- that, that hurts me because I was, you know, I yeah. I was nothing but sports bikes. Like I wouldn't go anywhere near adventure bikes, and now I'm like Mister GS now, and that's starting to get me. I'm like, mm. give us a couple of hours and a few whiskeys. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have you on the phone to KTM ordering a Super Duke. Honestly, I I I nearly was. I nearly yeah. I nearly bought the Super Adventure when when I had that one for two weeks. I I was seriously considering it. And Do you know yeah. what the the worst? Th- well, the most regular comment I get, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on uh, YouTube or whatever, is how reliable has it been? Yeah, and I'm like, well. I get it. Like the Super Dukes are like they have issues like their TFT goes black and the switchgear leaks mm-hmm. for some reason. The Super Duke GT is pretty much the same because it's the same bike with a fairing, essentially. Mm-hmm. Someone's gonna kick off about that in the comments. <laughs> it's not the same bike. Um <laughs> but the Super Adventure is just like it, it's an, an iteration on. And like a guy messaged me the other day saying he didn't know whether to get the Super Duke GT or the Super Adventure. And I went, well, if you're going to get the Super Duke GT, I would wait for the new iteration because they're going to put the new switch gear on, the new wiring loom, the new up-tweaked engine kind of thing. So if there mm. was any reliability issues, you're better to go for the newer sort of 
iteration of bike newer wiring loom and all that sort of stuff um but yeah i've i've had what have i done now 22 and a bit thousand miles and basically faultless i'm gonna say it like that so, <laughs> oh, he's got, he's had the, i bet he's had loads of oil leaks have you had no issues at all then no so you said basically you were very careful to yeah. put basically in there yeah the engine fell out and the rear wheel fell out no. <laughs> Um, so the only issues I've had with it It's my fifth is... frame. It's my fifth chassis. Six yeah, engine. Yeah. Triggers broom kind of thing. But yeah, <laughs> it's completely fine. I've done 22,000 miles. It's it's just going to go forever. Um, but no, the... from the dealership. Yeah. Yeah. It's been Sorry. in the dealership for six months, so <laughs> yeah. they're not my mileage. Um, but yeah, the... I, the mirrors, the glass came away from the backing of the mirrors. Saw that, yeah. Which yeah. you probably saw, because I was just... I was riding down to my parents in Cornwall yeah, and I noticed it. I was like, oh, "Why is there a vibrating noise when I accelerate?" And I just stopped at a set of traffic lights and just did that on the mirror. Yeah. And it, oh. and then the rest of the two and a half hours I had left, That's I was all just going, you could look at. This is really annoying. <laughs> um, but cool. I emailed KTM and just went, "Guys, this has happened. What's going on?" And he said, "Yeah, come in in the new year. We'll replace them," which mm-hmm. they did. Um, I fitted a throttle spacer, which snapped a cable to the heated grip. I don't know whether it was me or not, but one of the heated grip cables snapped whilst I was fitting the throttle spacer. Don't know how. Um, But yeah, those are replaced. And then the only other thing that goes wrong is if you start it too quickly, you Mm -hmm. get preload error. So you know, like you turn it on and then it does its little fancy... Look at me, I'm a super engineer, ready to race. Yeah. Di- then, diagnostics, Sam. Diagnostics. Oh, God, you're so professional. You've been in this industry way too long. Professional, full-time, you know. Yeah, reading the spec sheet. <laughs> yeah, they said something about diagnostics. Um, but, yeah, if you turn on too quick, the preload error comes up. Really? Or, yeah, so it's just... So That's all what mine did all the time. Oh, really? The press bike. Sorry to keep interrupting, but that's exactly what the press bike did with me. Too eager, mate. Oh. You're too Pre- keen. Premature. Just, yeah, <laughs> same. Got all excited. Oh, I'm yeah. going to ride the KTM. My, miss, my missus keep using that word. Why does she keep using that word? <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you She wait, doesn't want me. Yeah. <laughs> She's got better taste then. Um, but yeah, so if you turn it on, I normally wait until um, it's a, the logo comes up saying whether the oil pressure, oil temperature is low or cool mm. or or normal. And if that comes on, you just then start it and it's fine. Um, the only other time that comes up if you're is if you're on a trip and you've got a load of weight on the back, but it's not enough weight. Yeah. What's 20 but, and a half stone like? Is that okay? Is that all right? Massive. You should do some rowing or something. <laughs> um, but if you if you're sat on the bike, it's fine. But mm. if you had, say you had uh, roll bags and a tent and all sorts of stuff on the back. And then you're on a slight incline. For some reason, the preload error sometimes comes up with that. But it's like, I assume it's because it thinks this is too much weight for the bike, but not enough weight for a person. Mm-hmm. So something's off here. So it thinks you can still ride the bike. You can still do everything you want. The only thing you can't do is adjust the preload. Like, that's literally it. Sam, you're really not talking me into KTM ownership, I've got to say. I mean, the guy... Go- <laughs> A guy messaged me. This is really funny because I was talking to Mark from Leeds about it. Mark from Leeds. Um, MFL. I, I have to do that every time I say his name. 
And every time, if he rings me, I just at the top of my lungs, Mac, run leads. <laughs> and he's just like, Yeah, I'm at work. Can you not shout that in my ear? Um, What's that? You want yeah. me to do it again? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I heard, what was that? Mark from near Leeds. You're not actually from Leeds, Mark. Stop telling everyone that. Um, but yeah, he, oh, I was chatting to him over Instagram and this guy messaged me and he just went, When I put the, this was when I put the 22,000 mile thing up on my story on Instagram yeah. and he messaged me saying um what's it like for a, a sort of reliability and I went yeah yeah it's great and he said because I've got a GS or GSA and it's done 15,000 miles and it's falling to bits actual quote and I was just like really like but then everyone I speak to this is going to sound really bad but everyone I speak to with a GS has had problems like it, and I'm convinced this is like whether like it won't affect me and you because we ride all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm convinced it is people not riding their bikes mm, because, be. you know, on the KTM forums, it's hilarious. Someone will go, oh, fucking KTM, the battery died again. And you look in the comments and they rode the bike like three months ago. Yeah. Like, of course it's going to go flat. And then the only time they have ridden the bike, they had a heated jacket, heated gloves, heated grips, mm. And their fog lights on. 20 minutes down the road to the calf. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's Starbucks. <laughs> um, so I'm sure it is that mixed with them not looking after the bike mm. kind of thing. Because it doesn't matter what temperature it is outside, how long I've been riding. I can start my bike on the drive, roll it to the bottom of the drive, turn it off and on again. Mm. And it starts straight away. Mm. I've What was the, just before the snow, a few weeks back, I went outside. The dashboard said minus eight on it, and it started instantly. Like yeah. it, it wasn't. It was no different to starting it in like fifteen degrees. Mm-hmm. So, but apart from that, I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm the same. Like I've had. I've had three GSs now, and I've done well over a hundred thousand, more like probably 120,000 plus miles on, on those three bikes. Mm. And I've not had a single, a single issue with it. Oh, um, there was one where there was one time when, what was it? I think it was a butterfly valve in, you know, in the, in the exhaust, mm. the, the servo that the, the butterfly valve, I think had jammed open right. or shut. That's it. And basically every single bike I've ever owned bar my last two GSs, but every other bike, all my Jixxers, they all did that. Tuono, mm. it did it. You know, if you if you ride a bike enough, it shit gets in there, doesn't it? And it just uh, clogs up that butterfly yeah. valve. Yeah, that's the only issue I've ever had. But I think it's because you ride your bikes. Yes, you don't yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't leave them in the garage for three months on end. Or like two months. I do know. Yeah. Shush up. This isn't working for my argument. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to interrupt, folks. I will be quick. It is sponsor shout out time. We are sponsored, as always, by Ultimate Add Ons. Bit of a blurb to read out for them. Ultimate Add Ons are the premium manufacturer of mobile phone and action camera mounting solutions for motorcycles with a kit for any bike and a proven track record of creating products that keep your devices safe, secure and easily accessible. The Ultimate Add Ons product range is ideal for any rider from the commuter to the round the world adventurer. 
Why shell out on an expensive GPS system when you could use your smartphone, keeping it charged and within easy reach to take photos of your travels at the same time? Ultimate add-ons, waterproof, shockproof, and dustproof tough cases are available for all flagship smartphone models and are designed by riders for riders. Find out why Ride Magazine gives Ultimate Add-ons their coveted Best Buy certification. Keep riding this winter with Ultimate Add-ons. It's all about the journey. Now, folks, if you head to ultimateaddons.com and use the code TEAPOT110, you'll get 10% off. I've got an affiliate link for them as well, which I'll leave down below. So if you're listening to the podcast, check out the show notes. If you're watching the vid, have a look at the vid description. And obviously, with the affiliate, I also make a slight commission off that cost you nothing more. So a massive thanks to Ultimate Add-ons. We are also sponsored by, as always, the Influencer Store. Influencer Store handle all my merch. You can see up there, I've got loads of hats, there's hoodies, there's all sorts of things. So if you head to teapot1.com, head to the shop, you can check out all the merchandise and that is all handled by the folks over at the Influencer Store. The Influencer Store helps you build your brand, big or small, providing you with a solution and apparel. We help you to increase your fan base while supporting you with starting your own influencer clothing line with nothing more than just an idea or design, and there are no hidden costs. For more info, come check us out at theinfluencerstore.co.uk or drop us an email at online at influencerstore.co.uk for more information. Again, there'll be links down below, folks. Lastly, a big shout out to all of you over in the clan, over on Patreon. As always, folks, I keep saying this, but it is true. I literally could not do this full time without your support over there. So a huge heartfelt thank you from me. If you'd like to go that extra mile and help support both the podcast and the main Teapot One vid channel, then head to patreon.com forward slash Teapot One. Again, links down below. A massive thanks to each and every one of you who's listening or watching the podcast. I love doing the podcast. I really do. And I love getting all the feedback from you from all the various different guests that we've had. If you could be so kind on whatever platform it is that you're listening or watching the podcast, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify in particular, you can rate the podcast on there. Obviously, a five-star rating goes a long way to help boost the podcast up through the ranks. And if you're watching the video, just give it a like, give it a comment, and both video and audio, if you share that with everyone that you think might be interested, that would be a massive help. All right, folks, let's get back to it. But yeah, it's um, I'm, I'm sure it is, because everyone you speak to that's had a problem, mm-hmm. besides the, the oil leaks and or whatever, like water leaks and stuff that occasionally come out, yeah. Most of them are just people that don't ride their bike, or when they do, they ride it like it, it's stolen, <laughs> and they don't let it warm up, they don't let it cool down, or anything like mm-hmm. that. And just the, um, there's a guy that I used to see at Bike Stop, my beloved Bike Stop. I'm going to go on about them as well. Um, but he used to come down on an XR and a thousand XR. Of course, you knew who that was. Um, and he. He had a 2019 model, which was pre-facelift, and then he bought a new one. And he bought the new one and didn't trade his bike in. I don't think he did anyway, but his new one was in... He had it for seven months, and it was in the dealer for five. Jesus. Like, it was every couple of weeks he'd turn up on his old bike, and like, or or on a test or loaner kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I don't know what, what's wrong with this bike. Maybe it's a sort of built on a Friday kind of thing. 
And uh, I went from here to Finchingfield in Essex. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh God, this was must have been a couple of years ago now when I first got my bike. He was coming the other way and on his back wheel. <laughs> and it was just... That. And I'm like, yeah, that might be why his bike was breaking yeah. all the time if he rides it like that. But yeah, who knows? Uh, we I had a, a mate of mine years ago, and he bought one of the first. I think it was the the cross cross uh, plane R1 when that first came out. Was that 2009, 2010, yeah. something like that? And his bike within about four months, certainly less than six months, the engine was fucked. It was <laughs> done. Right, and, and he took it back to um, uh, I think it was P and H or wherever it was. He he took it back to the dealership that he bought it, and they were just having a look, and they were like, "This the engine, the engine's fucked. It's like you, it's like you're riding it with no oil, but there's oil in it." And uh, what it was was, I mean, he got the engine replaced and everything by Yamaha. They did it all under warranty. Oh, wow. but, but what it was is he literally spent most of his time on the back wheel, literally almost. Most of the time, so he's just on the bike. start it of oil, and he just he, just no oil was getting around the engine. He's an absolute <laughs> lunatic. Go on YouTube, and there's just videos of him doing burnouts at Ace Cafe. And you're like, I don't but know I, why it's wrong. Do you know what I think it was? Is like when he got the new engine into the bike, he 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 left the dealership on the back wheel, and he knew the salesman. And like the the salesman apparently had said to him, "Is like, do you?" Do you ride the bike like that all the time? He was like, yeah, mm, yeah. And she says, that might be why there's no oil getting around here. <laughs> oh my god. I wish I could do that. Oh, me I mean, too. like me I've, too. I've, I've, I think um key word there, think I can wheelie my super adventure. Because that thing, like in rally mode, rally throttle mode, if you're quite aggressive, very aggressive, it'll power wheelie in fourth gear. Mm-hmm. Like third gear is my prime. I do this on a runway, obviously. Obviously, on public road. Obviously, because that would be irresponsible, dangerous, yeah, yeah. and illegal. So uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, illegal, especially, especially mm-hmm. that. Uh, uh, but third gear is so easy to because you accelerate hard and it just gently comes up and it just sits yeah. there and you've got traction control on, so it saves you from going too high. I got one of those on camera a couple of months back, and it was like this high off the floor, <laughs> and I was just like. Oh, Shit! <laughs> like no, you, you felt you were like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I thought I was falling off the back of the bike. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like it. Oh god, I'm so good. And then it's like this high up the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ba- yeah. Barely could decompress the suspension. Like, Still oh. a wheelie. Still a wheelie. Yeah. The front's off. It's a wheelie. Yeah. One inch or right. I thought I was going to make another joke there. I'm not. I'm just not even going to go. <laughs> Look at that already. Jesus. I've nearly finished this. I've got, I've got to get this whiskey uh, underway soon, but I've, I've got a wee bit left of this beer. Um, Sam, I suppose we should actually, um, we should talk a little bit about your channel, shouldn't we, before we get into these questions? Because there's, it's all right. What is, what's that whiskey called again? Hib- Hibiki. Hibiki. It's a blended Hibiki. Japanese whiskey. Oh. And it is smooth. Smooth. I've like seen the, I've seen the bottle, but I've never tasted it. I don't think it's not. Um, you know, like your Lafroigs and stuff have. When you open a bottle of Lafroig, it smells a little bit TCP. Mm-hmm. The original sort of whiff. This is. <laughs> this lets your eyes go. Yeah. Can I ask? Yeah. Do you do you do water or rice? Neither. Good man. Yes. Nothing no, at not. all. Just straight. 
I'm going to ruin a whiskey. Yeah. That, um, I'm exactly the same. I'm like, no, just whiskey. Thank you. I bought a bottle. So every year, I mean, I say this year, like, this is still mm. a bottle for my mate, right? And he hasn't picked it up yet. <laughs> I won't I won't show you the writing on that because that is very rude. Um, but I bought a bottle for a mate of mine that doesn't really drink whiskey for one year for Christmas. And it was... It was nothing special, special. I think it was like a Jura 12 or something like that. So it was one of the ones you can get in Tesco that's 35 quid. And if you've got a club card, it's 12 quid because Tesco love that. Um, and I bought it for him because he was just like, oh, you love your whiskey. I really need to get into it. And I gave it to him. The first thing he said was, what do you say? Put this with Coke or lemonade? And I was like, here's a bottle of TCP for you to actually drink. <laughs> Um, Here's some MD twenty twenty, you monkey shoulder. Like some really cheap stuff off the shelf. <laughs> Tesco didn't even want to sell this. It's that bad. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm gonna crack. I'm gonna crack mine open. So, oh, see, Town Hall. Th- this is a first for Brewtime Podcast. You're welcome. Oh, oh God, this stuff is. Have you have you tasted this? Oh, it, it's amazing. It's so smooth. Just order one while I'm on the phone to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On the phone. God, I'm so old. Um, yeah, right. I need to I need to restock my shelf because I had... Slash. The... Slash. And good night to everyone else. Ooh, wow. That um, is nice. I had some bad, well, I say bad, like average kind of whiskeys on my shelf. And obviously when you're used to, most of these people buy for me for my birthday or for Christmas yeah, or whatever, same. which is fantastic because then I don't need to spend 80 quid on a bottle of whiskey. And um, yeah, then I had some like cheap stuff that I bought off the shelf in wherever it was. So drinking it like this tastes like shit. I need to get some, when's Christmas? And I had I had no whiskey on my shelf until a month and a half ago. And then I've just got, I've now got seven bottles, Good effort. which is just like perfect. Right, and then, road, um, road to Sam's house. Yeah, I know. Well, also my mates want to do whiskey nights all the time. And I'm like, well, if you want to do a whiskey night, I'm not bringing my good whiskey round. Yeah, you <laughs> like, get them in. My my best mate calls them session whiskeys. He's got session mm. whiskeys where he just uses them to get drunk. And I'm like, you're not doing that with my lovely bottle of whiskey. Like, yeah. Bottle of Glen Torrey 18 or something. And he's just like, oh, yeah, let's get smirched. Yeah. One know. sip, chuck it away. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah. You are were going to try and do stuff. Are you a cigar man? I don't smoke, but I I have had cigars a few, quite a few times in the past. And I... This is going to sound really poncy, but if they're good ones... I can mm. smoke them, but if they're not, I'd rather lick the floor. Like <laughs> there's <laughs> that's the safest one of those things I'd rather do that I could use for this podcast. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's um yeah, if if they're nice cigars, then yeah, hundred percent. But I try not to because I'm fat enough as it is and you, unhealthy you, enough as it is. You properly notice a difference, don't you, between like a five pound cigar and a 30 quid one, 40 quid or or up. I mean, it's ridiculous, but, you know, some cigars are triple digits but, <laughs> and yeah. the rest. But, um, yeah, if you if you spend, like, at least 20, 25 quid and up, you, you get a really nice cigar. But 
It's quite a chunk of money, isn't it? Literally to set yeah. fire to. Yeah, uh, but I mean, the the one thing that's a beneficial thing about cigar is that you can have half of it, and that's enough. Mm. And then you have the following night, you'll have half of it or whatever, as long as it doesn't go like, get moist or whatever. Moist. Um, didn't didn't realise you were weak. Yeah, I am. Sorry. But it's fine. I've got whiskey, so it's fine. <laughs> I could have sat here going, oh, Bruce, I'll, yeah, I've put some um, full, like some fat-free Coke in my whiskey. And some, I don't like it too strong. You, you, you could have, but I would have been so nice talking to you anyway, sir. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> folks, that's the end of this yeah, week's yeah. podcast. <laughs> Technical difficulties. There'll be yeah. no podcast this week. Yeah. What do you mean, Bruce? I can hear you completely fine. There's no technical. <laughs> la, yeah. la, 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 la. Right. Like, give Sam. it time. I was just going to say, give it time. You'll be up in Scotland, moved up in Scotland, a oh. couple of bottles of whiskey, a couple of boxes of cigars, sitting there with a good view in your background, not London. Yeah, 20. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you'll be fine. Anyway, carry on. Let's, and let's and actually I'll be dead do within the year. Yeah. yeah. Sam, but, um, yeah, what a year. What a great yeah. year it will be. Screw it. <laughs> tell us tell us about you and how you got into all this malarkey. Uh, started it lockdown 2020, I think. I think it was May 2020, because I'd, I'd got, like I said, I did that um, Green Lane video on my tracer, mm-hmm. uh, which was just me. I think it's called An Idiot Goes Green Laning or something <laughs> like that. So I did that, and then I thought this is quite funny. I'm, I didn't. I got like twelve views on it, so I wasn't. None of it was. I want to do this for YouTube, kind of thing, or to give up work and all that sort of stuff. So I just got a little bit of warmth there. <laughs> Good to breathe in. A, whis- a whiskey bump. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Trying to do that not through the nice microphone. <laughs> um. So I did that, which was fine, and then I started getting a few. A few people coming back every week. Every time I uploaded a video, it was nonsense. It was crap. Like the the one thing that bugs me about my channel was one of my best performing videos is me doing. I did eleven and a half thousand miles on a set of uh, Michelin Rose fives, mm-hmm. and it's got like sixty thousand views. I'm like, why? And it's like you open it up, and there's a point where I'd done the intro so many times that I was fed up and I didn't want to do it anymore. So I come in and sigh. I'm like, so this week, and I was like, and everything is all, the lighting's awful, the audio is awful, but it's one of my best ones, so I can't delete it. Isn't that infuriating when it's like yeah. that? Like, I no, this is it. shit. Do not yeah. give this in recognition. Stop shit. watching it. Um, <laughs> and it, yeah, so I started doing a few videos and it got quite interesting. And then I thought, my dad and my dad's a biker. Mm-hmm. he didn't want me to be like obviously for various reasons but i bought a bike and hid it in my girlfriend's shed for three months and then told him about it um <laughs> i know i know he'll be watching this as well him and my mum will be watching this um when it goes out not now because that'd be really creepy um <laughs> but the i'll tell you about this as well I, I go off on tangents as well so sorry this is going to be a seven hour long podcast the I was longest say, this may be the first four hour podcast yeah, and the rest it'd be right because i use this to go up to scotland <laughs> um but yeah the we were sat here and my parents live in cornwall but my dad used to commute back and forth to cornwall every weekend because he used to work in in london which is mm-hmm. yeah fair play to him kind of thing but yeah we were sat here on like a wednesday night or whenever it was and i just went 
we were eating dinner on our laps on the sofa because we didn't have tables. And uh, I just went, Dad, I bought a boat bike. And he was just, I'll have to do it from the side. You'll get to see my sparkling things. And he just sort of stopped eating and went, that's pissed me off and carried on eating. <laughs> and I was just sitting there like, shit, I'm going to wake up castrated and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, since that, great. And I thought um, the best thing for this is that I can, if I get good enough at this, then we can use it to show or to document our trips kind of thing mm-hmm. without making it too cliche. I think there's a lot of people that, especially now that I talk to, that say they wish they'd have documented more with their parents before the parent passed mm-hmm. away or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started doing it kind of for that. Um, then we went into lockdown 2.0. And I just started doing garage videos to kind of get better at it. Mm. And there's just, I mean, at that point I was earning no money, like literally nothing, getting 40 views a video, um, like real, they were crap, replacing a bearing on a head bearing on a Tracer 700. Let's watch this. Let's watch me fuck this up, (laughs) cut it, and then pretend I haven't fucked it up. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I started doing all of those. And um, the the only reason I carried on going bar buying GoPros and stuff was I got the repeat people coming back every mm. single week. And there's one guy and I, I have to, Michael McClurney, Michael McClarney, I don't know how you say his surname, but he's about 70 odd year old guy. He tells, he comes back every single week and he's watched pretty much every single one of my videos. Brilliant. And the, we have conversations that are like 20 comments long. And he's just like, how you doing? How How's things? How's Emma? Like, how's the bike going on? So it's, it's like he's my granddad, if you yeah. know what I mean. But yeah. yeah, so I just sort of carried on going. And then it's kind of taken off a bit, taken off. Um, it's kind of got a bit more traction this last year mm-hmm. since I got, well, to be fair, the year and a half since I've had the super adventure, it kind of, it was a thousand, then it was 1500, then 2000 and it kind of picked up from there. So that was a seven-hour message of me how I started this channel. Isn't it weird though that like certain bikes can really trigger a bit of growth, and wait, mm. they can trigger some growth. They can trigger a bit of growth in the channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they can do that too. Please, yeah. please, but, um, please grow. <laughs> the Super Duke car that did that. Wow. Yeah. Best Viagra going that bike. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, like like for me, I, I I've. I, I own one of the most popular bikes out there, you know, the tractor, exa- exactly, which is why I've not, I haven't done much content around that bike. You know, I like, I go loads of trips on it and on GSs and I do a lot of stuff on it, but I don't, I don't do vids or I hadn't done vids like, you know, how to take the fairings off of a R1250 GS, how to fix. Crash bars to an R twelve fifty GS, all this sort of stuff. You know, yeah. like I've not, I, I have, in retrospect, gone back on some vids, some trip vids that I'm like, ah, oh, you know, this should get, this should get more than what it's getting. So I have started like loading the title and keywords with the clickbait the shit out of it. Well, kind of, yeah, and mm. it, and it and it does work. You know, like you you do notice yeah. more traction because well, you've mentioned whatever yeah. it is in the title. My biggest video still to this day on my channel is a video that I did on my on a 1250 GS. I've ridden them three or four times, and it was literally just a review. Best bike <laughs> in the world. Yeah. 
Oh, give it a couple of hours. Um, <laughs> we so I did that video, and in comparison to my super adventure, but on the thumbnail I put, "Did I make a mistake?" And in the opening, I said, "In this video, I'm going to I'm going to ride the 1250GS and see if I've made a mistake buying my super adventure." Mm-hmm. Oh my god! The amount of people a that have told me that I'm wrong and I did make a mistake. And it's got like a hundred. I mean, it's nothing compared to a lot of people, but it's got a hundred and something thousand views, hundred thirty thousand views yeah. or something. Good. And every time it goes out, or like there seems to be every couple of weeks, it go or gain a couple of thousand views, and I get a load of comments on it, and then it die off again, and then it come back, and then it die off again. But it's the GS, and it's, it is. It's the the problem with it. And I'm saying this as a KTM owner. I was going to bring my KTM keys down just to dangle them in front of here. Um, <laughs> but it's a fantastic bike. But And every single thing about it is amazing. And that's the reason it's one of the best-selling or is the best-selling bike. But as soon as you say anything negative, oh, oh yeah, you can't do that. Oh, there's some diehard <laughs> fans out there. Diehard. Oh, God, yeah. oh yeah, 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 totally, yeah. totally. But the, I, I the, can... go on. No, go on. I'm chatting um, too much. <laughs> I, 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 I agree. I do. I do think overall, the GS is the best out of the big adventure bikes. But for me, it's the best. It's the best one. Full stop. But I definitely think the super. I definitely think the super adventure S is the better riding bike. It's mm. the KTM is definitely much more engaging. It's much more fun. Mm. It's more. It's more of we'll go. It, that bike will. Put a grin on your face, uh, you know, and 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 your trousers. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. The, Whereas um, the GS just, it's almost too refined. It's almost too good. Yeah. Uh, that's that sounds really wanky. It's too refined. It's not too good. It's too refined because it takes the edge off of riding. Sometimes you kind of you kind of have to push the GS a bit. I find you have to push it a bit more to get anywhere near the level of excitement mm. and adrenaline that you get from the likes of the Ducatis and from the KTMs. The thing that, so two parts in response. One guy, I don't know where I heard it. I'm going to pretend that he messaged me and we were having a really in-depth conversation, but it may well have been on one of your podcasts. It may have been on a review. I don't have a clue. But mm. one guy said on a GS, you remember what you're doing so like the scenery where you're going and whatever on a ktm you remember the ride yeah which is very true like i mean the gs is phenomenal but i think the second sort of part is i think please if you're watching this tom randerson who's the manager of bmw down the road please don't hate me forever um he with the bmws they're fantastic in so many ways but even with I rode the S thousand R, what a year ago, two a year and a half ago, something like that, and it was phenomenal. It would like it was so quick, it was so nimble. You could throw it into a corner, but it felt very perfect. Mm. And I was like, well, I want to feel like this is about to throw. Is it going to throw me off, or mm. is it going to wheelie? Or no, no, it's going to wheelie exactly how much the traction control wants it to wheelie. Yeah, and the only sort of the only character from it is the pops from the exhaust and the kind of i don't know the i when i rode the s1000xr 
my dad was on a trip with his best mate. And he doesn't see his best mate very long, very much. And uh, he, he told his best mate about me doing the YouTube channel. He was like, oh, it's really good. Like sold it up kind of thing. And mm. the first video that went out that night was me riding the S1000XR. And I, I rode that like a, an asshole. Like I, <laughs> I was, I'm talking stupid speed. I cut out a lot of it, which is the worst part. But I'm, that video could have been, that video could have been half an hour long. It was about 10 minutes because I cut out everything because yeah. it was just like that kind of thing. Um, but that's, it was only fun for me over 8,000 RPM. Yeah. And that's the problem because when you're on 8,000 RPM on an inline four that's got 160 horsepower, you're doing 90, 100 mile an hour. Easy. And it's only just starting to come alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's where you want it. Whereas the Super, um, super Adventure, I'm doing 15 mile an hour, giggling like a child because yeah. it's just popped and banged. And then I've nearly been thrown off the back and it's doing this and all sorts of stuff. And it's hilarious. <laughs> um, so th- that's why I, that's how I justify it anyway. <laughs> that's why I don't want it in line four. I, I agree with you. Yeah, inline fours just don't do it for me anymore. Sad to say. Although I'm I'm getting I am getting the jigsaw back on the road and, and I'm really looking forward to riding that again and just seeing if, you know. Well, is, is it gonna be the same as I remember? You know, you'll, you'll have a it'd be comfortable to ride now because you'll be able to lean on your gut. <laughs> on the By then the gut will be gone. I'm back rowing now, mate. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I'm sticking at it. Third yeah. year, third year on on the trot. I'm gonna stick at it this year. Yeah, I, I go to the gym probably four or five times a week, and I've been saying that for about four years. <laughs> and it just doesn't happen because I go, "Oh yeah, sweet, I've done the big arm session yeah, today. Yeah, Come yeah. home. Do you fancy a Domino's, darling?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've just had fish and chips, yeah, but exactly. Friday is treat night. Friday yeah. is treat night. Yeah, yeah. every um, Friday. Exactly. Yeah, every Friday and maybe a Saturday. And you know, if you've had a busy week, maybe a Tuesday. Tuesdays Wednesday. are awful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday just to help you over the week. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, dude, we better get on with some questions because yeah. there's a lot. Um, and we're already an hour in. Are we actually um, God. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this so, is this is sorry, this is everyone. gonna be this is gonna be a four hour or this one. Oh, right. Christ. Folks, we're gonna start with the clan as always. So a massive thank you to everyone that supports the channel. My plug over at patreon.com forward slash teapot one. First one. Forward slash Stephen... bikes. <clears throat> Oh yeah, uh, well there will be links down below for yeah. Sam's Patreon as well, obviously. <laughs> if you're feeling flush. Uh Stephen Spencer, question for Sam. <laughs> what sort of bell end puts diesel in their bike? Yeah, Tell I everyone. Knew that, I knew there was gonna be some of these. I maintain <laughs> that those blues look very similar. B- <laughs> BP, if anyone any representative from BP is here, you need to change your pub colour. So I was a I don't know if you've heard this, but basically I was going up to Scotland. Um, I'd taken two days off, Friday and the Monday off work. And I was like, I'm going to do a Scotland trip purely for content. It was like, I want to get away. I'm fed up of working. I'm just going to get away. Everything's going wrong. So I just need to get away. (laughs) This is just like the start of it. Everything's going wrong. So if I go away, nothing will happen. Uh, And I pulled over 200 and whatever miles into the journey to fill up. You've got green, black, blue pump. Blue mm-hmm. pump is premium petrol, and it big writing that says premium petrol. So I'm like, yeah, great. Car comes up behind me, and the guy in front of me leaves. 
Mm-hmm. So I went, oh, I'm a nice citizen. I'm going to move forward to the next pump. Did the same thing, picked up the blue pump, not realizing that the backing of it was dark blue. Started filling up. Guys pulled up next to me on some bikes, chatting to them. And I just sort of turned around, looked down. This is a weird color pump. Looked up and see diesel written in really small. Like it was like, I think I'm small. This was tiny, right? So it was like this big and it said diesel. And I just looked look down, looked back up like three or four times. Like, am I doing this? Oh, still no. filling my bike up at the time. No. I'm still going. And I just went, ah. Oh. Fuck! <laughs> it's just really loud, and the, to the point where the guys next to me, "What are you all right?" And I just went, "I just put ten liters of diesel in my bike." Like, ten liters. Yeah, two two hundred and sixty oh. miles away from home. Um, so I pulled over to the side of the road, um, went into the shop, and they went, "Oh no, like we don't have anything you can use to siphon that out." Here's a card for a guy that come out and pump your tank for you. You were very quick with that. Mm. Uh, called him up, and it was 150 quid call out fee plus 80 quid an hour. And I was just like, no, absolutely not. So I went in there. Um, I just sort of said, like, I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to have to because I'm not paying 200 odd, 250 odd quid mm. for some bloke to come over and go, hey, you're a moron. Here's some, here's give me money kind of thing. And uh, so I spent the next three or four hours on the side of the road taking my bike apart. Luckily, on the KTM, they have... It the, just fell off. Yeah. The tank, the fuel tank had fallen <laughs> off hours ago. I didn't need it. I didn't even fill anything up. <laughs> One of the uh, bolts had rusted anyway, so yeah. the thing just Luck- came off. Luckily, the electrical problems were all over, so the fuel pump was <laughs> fucked. Um, but no, the, they've got the what I call the ball bag tanks. So the ones that hang over Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the fuel pickups are right at the bottom. So all I actually had to do, I was tempted to make a video on this, be like how to not fuck up your bike because learn from me. Um, You should have. You should have. Yeah. Guess what? That would have done well. My GoPro decided that was the file it wanted to corrupt. Like I literally, I made a 20 minute video at the side of this BP garage Like and I've got pictures and video or had video of my bike where it was all the sand on the floor where this woman had like little woman had just come up and spilt sand everywhere to soak up the diesel. Um, but yeah, so they've got the pickups at the bottom. So I essentially just took off the crash bars, took off the sump guard, um, took off the bottom panels, and then just basically pulled off the lines mm. and drained it into. I bought two jerry cans which were two and a half litres each because they didn't have anything bigger. I put 10 litres in. Oh, no. Did that go on the floor? Oh, right, yeah. That's good to say. How many did it take? Yeah, exactly, right. Um, But, yeah, so I did that, drained it all out, went and put – I drained – well, I went in there and went, I don't really want to have to buy two more jerry cans that I'm going to use for five minutes. And the bloke was the most unhelpful guy in the world. But the woman, one of the women came out and said, well, we've got some of those, um, well, I don't know what they were. They were old fuel cans out the back. Just use one of those. Filled that up literally to the brim. And that's when it stopped. And I was like, oh. um, And then I went and put 10, well, I put a couple of litres of petrol back in. <laughs> it's like triple checking before I pulled the trigger. Yeah. And then swished it around, drained that out. And then I did the same thing again, but filled it up and it started. And I was like, I, 
I could have soiled my pants with certain fluids that come out of men when they're happy when that started. I was like, because you're, I mean, but also, do you know Pete Brownsmith? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He messaged me and went, you know, KTM do really good breakdown cover and they would have just come and done it for you. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, I forgot I have that. And, yeah. So, uh, and I, stupidly, I put it on my story and I left it in the video. Like, I explained it in the video. I'm like, why did I do that? Like, just everyone's mugging me off for the next, like... I didn't know. I didn't know KTM had uh, breakdown recovery. Obviously, yeah. they, it's good because they need it. But um, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't. It's tongue in cheek. You know, it's tongue in cheek. I love KTM. So I genuinely so, do. I genuinely we'll, we'll do. Be a not K- enough to we'll buy one. Yeah, KTM but... owners club in a couple of years' time. Don't you worry. <laughs> Maybe it may well happen. I'm holding yeah. out for the new the new GS. But if it's if it's no good, then yeah, I'll I'll switch allegiances. No problem at all. I just I'll go wherever the good bike is. I'm not caring. Um, yeah, uh, back to the GoPro. Isn't it great that they do that? I fucking hate GoPros. Like, I, if anyone watches my channel, you'll know that I detest GoPros because they are worse, they are, they are worse reliability than a KTM from eight years ago. So, why are you using them now? Get a DJI because the DJI doesn't look as good. And like not not actually form because that'd be really shallow and like stupid. But the the footage side by side, and the the problem is because I work in a visual effects industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we the term that's used in visual effects industry is called pixel fucking, mm-hmm. where a cli- a client will come in and be like, "Oh, that's really great, but I want that horse to be there rather than there," and like overly analyze everything so it's pixel fucking but they mm-hmm. teach you even though i'm not an artist or anything they teach you to look out for that kind of thing yeah. and my my dad is also or was before he retired he was a digital colorist so he would go essentially like like you do on lightroom or anything like that but very expensive version of it he would go in um essentially color grade the tvs and he did he worked on doctor who for years and stuff like that wow did the original film of love, love actually really there you go yeah and uh he told me I, I was like part of me is sitting there going you know the film where that woman's naked did you like really mm-hmm. like, did you have to lighten up her parts did you <laughs> but yeah so you sort of learn to really pixel fuck everything so that's why i i love my insta 360 but the quality yeah, is not good enough. But then also, no. none of this matters because as soon as you put it on YouTube, it crushes the quality anyway. But yeah, like the when but you put a GoPro, GoPro, put a GoPro Hero Eleven next to a DJI Osmo Action Three or whatever it's called, the new one. Yeah, yeah. The Osmo doesn't look quite as good. Yeah, I think that. And I can't I, I bring so. myself to lower the quality. Even though most people will watch it in 1080p, mm-hmm. or like they'll be watching it on their phone on the toilet, I can't bring myself to do it. But and also, I was talking to—he might not want me to say this—but I was talking to Andy Mancam about it because he's just gone that way, and he said he's having just like similar issues with the audio. Mm-hmm. So I just can't. But then, yeah, the GoPros are fantastic when they are fantastic, and then they go, "Hey, sweet." Guess what? You know that, that four-hour footage that you've got corrupt. Can I ask? Do you use the the white enduro bat- batteries? 
and you're mm-hmm. still having issues. Yeah. Right. Okay. But the other thing that's really good, I don't know if you knew this, but you know when you buy GoPros nowadays, they go, here's a hundred pound off, but we sign you up to our subscription. annual subscription. Mm-hmm. You can get your GoPro replaced for nothing. So when I was that same Scotland trip, I this is gonna be like seven hours. This is literally gonna be seven hours long. <laughs> when I did that same Scotland trip, I was wild camping i on the third or fourth night i was wild camping on the top of sky like literally on the edge and i was checking going through my footage and all of it was like all the audio was clipping and i was like what is going on so i got my app open on my phone and started watching it on there the audio was all screwed the audio on the audio on the good bits had no video like it was just black video. I'm like, what is going on? But it's, I think it was the media mod had got wet in the rain. Mm. And it's the one thing I didn't take a backup of. I mm. took, I took spare microphones. I took two GoPros with me, eight batteries um, and all, like all sorts. I didn't take my audio recorder and I didn't take a spare media mod. Mm. And I came home, like I literally rode home from the top of sky I woke up the next morning on the edge of sky and went, fuck this, I'm going home. When was wrote, that? When was that? Back end of last year. So oh, like when? September, October. Uh, not August. The reason I'm asking is because the video that, that will go out, well, tomorrow morning now. In you, it, I think you were up there similar time. We were up it, in sky yeah. right at the very top. And there's a bit where we're, we're coming down this zigzaggy road and we look over at the top of a mountain and there's a guy in a, I think it's an orange tent, but there's a tent right at the very top. And someone goes, look at that geezer up there in the tent. And yeah, I just at, thought, well, I wonder if that's Sam. <laughs> look at that knob up there. He looks like he's crying. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I have had that. I've had that with GoPros many times, um, the corrupt ones, or you get back and there's no audio or, yeah. as you said, audio and no video. But... Since I moved to these white enduro batteries, I, I've like less than half a dozen times now have I had the corrupt files. Oh, um, thankfully. And you know, there's now software that can recover it. If you, oh, um, is there? yeah, oh, you should have you, told me that six months ago. <laughs> I, well, yeah, um, there's a company called Wondershare. I'm right. not, I've got no affiliate to them or anything like that. I don't make any money from it whatsoever, but they do software. They do Wondershare Repair It, which is the one I use to to try and, and rescue corrupted files. doesn't always right. work, but a lot of the time, I would say it's probably 70-30 in favour of recovering at the moment. Uh, they do another one called Uniconverter, where you can convert files to any any format at all that you like. And then one I've had to use today is Recover It, where they'll, like, you say you've, like my example, I deleted the bloody drone footage from the Kyle Scoob Bridge in the Scotland. I had amazing footage where I tore off in front of everybody, got to the bridge, jumped off, got the drone up, and I filmed Simon Weir and all the guys on the tour majestically oh, coming down, crossing the crossing the bridge, beautiful landscape pictures. It was amazing. It, I remember looking at it that night thinking, fucking nailed that. I've deleted the footage, can't find it. So I, I had to put the SD card, I had to use this Wondershare Recover It, and it's not found those files, but it's found files from like two years ago that I've deleted and like reformatted the SD card umpteen times, but this thing could still find some of that footage. It's um, I, That's incredible. I'm going to have to look at that because I think um, I could have done Wondershare, that. Wondershare, it's called. 
this sounds like a different type of website, doesn't it? Um, but I, the thing that really bugs me with the SD cards, because also I, I now only use SD cards that I've bought straight from SanDisk, uh-huh. because the ones I bought are Amazon do like, oh, get a two terabyte memory card for 15 quid. Mm. Like, Brilliant, all right. And it's always crap. Yeah. Um, there's so many counterfeit ones now. Yeah. And I, I ended up doing that. But yeah, there's a couple of times where, so when I did, when I got my bike remapped on the way home, I was in a 40 mile an hour restriction and like a national restriction on a private runway. And I got to the national sign and I thought, what would be really good at the end of this video? I've done the video that it's done, but at the, the last clip of the video will just be me. Bang. Up on the back wheel, nationals, yeah, through the national signs and giggling at the end. And it was a perfect video. Got home, didn't record, but yeah, so I didn't put it in the video. And uh, about a month ago, I got back from Cornwall where I'd just done this recent trip where I just did like the uh, Atlantic Highway in Cornwall, Mm -hmm. and it's on there. I'm like, what, where's that come from? haven't recorded like recovered it or anything and it was just there so i sat i went through i've got like a one of those cases and i've got 18 memory cards and i just oh, went through no. all of them put them in please please no please please no oh <laughs> but yeah um this is i was just gonna say this is where i was i don't know if you can see that that is where yeah, i was yeah, camping yeah. on sky so it was just like uh make sure there's no pictures in here that are dodgy <laughs> You're 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 ignorantly just yeah. flipping through the pictures. We're like Sam, maybe you shouldn't be yeah. showing everybody these pictures. Bruce, do I look big in this photo? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like that, it oh, was dear. literally on the edge of sky, and I just sort of sat there in the morning. And I mean, in hindsight, I should have just stayed up there and just enjoyed myself for a couple of days because yeah. I had I came back on like the Wednesday or whenever it was or the Thursday, and I had off. I would plan to be there until the Sunday kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I just, I came back and I was just like, fuck this, fuck YouTube, fuck. Like, all really, really hated it. So I did, that was 633 miles in one go. And that's, I got at the end of that, and it took me 10 hours, 12 hours, something like that, with stops. But that is, and this is going to sound really like me, wet dreaming over my bike kind of thing but i sat there four or five hours in and i'm just like on adaptive cruise control i've got my music playing through the car uh, through the garmin i've got my heated seat on i've got my heated grips on i'm comfy and i'm just like chilled i'm like this is so easy and like and then i got 10 minutes from home turned everything off turned off the adaptive cruise and i was like ride like an absolute c word <laughs> and like it was okay there's a there's there's a tesco uh big a lot you know everyone calls it oh it's the big tesco that one there's one up the road from me and there is a long sweeping corner followed by a national restriction road down to a roundabout and every time i come around the corner it is third gear back <laughs> and i'm like fully loaded to, with gear to 60 miles an hour yeah out Off. on both wheels and um it just got to the end of that road and then i realized my tent has like slipped most of the way off the bike Oops. and i nearly lost it around the corner like, i've turned around the uh, roundabout 
and I felt the tent just go. It's <laughs> like so nearly lost the bike. Um, but yeah, that's the thing I love about the bike. It's it's a uh, you, you can get you. I mean, I don't know how long these videos take for you to edit, but I got up to the Lake District from here on one tank, which was two hundred eighty-five miles on one tank of fuel. One tank of fuel, sixty-five mpg. And oh, bear yeah, in mind, is, is that a thirty-liter tank? Twenty-three. Wow. So it's not even that big. Like if it was a thirty-liter tank, then you'd go well. If you didn't do that, you're a moron. But yeah, 65 MPG, 285 miles, and I still had 30 miles of range. And then I can also do a tank in 130 miles if I'm riding spirited. And then also, like the thing that I love about it is you do a long, long journey, you fill it up, dump all your stuff off, and then you go and ride it around the roads like it's a super juke. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's good, Bruce. Buy one. That's, that, that's of, the look. That's the look I needed. It, that's the oh, actually, I might, uh, I might go and test ride one again. Uh, I don't. I, I just don't know. I don't know. Every everyone for me, everyone is moving to to adventure bikes now, mm. and I'm just like, mm. I kind of feel. I'm almost thinking, I'll just get the beast back on the road and just you know that will be my bike. I'm just I'm a sports bike guy again. I don't what, know what age is it. Uh, 2011. 61 plate. So I would worry personally, A, well, a couple of things. A, that is the bike that you did your trip on. Like that is a special bike to you. Have I, have I told you about this trip? Yeah, no, you haven't have mentioned Like we're talking about oh, like a Wales trip, right? <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah, went, yeah, Dover, Dover. Yeah, Starbucks. That's Snowdonia. One. Yeah. Yeah, I did my long trip. It was 30 miles to a different Starbucks. <laughs> I went to Blue Water. It was amazing. Oh, don't. That's an awful place. Um, but yeah, that is the bike that you've done your big trip on. And I think that is obviously, I'm saying this like I've been your mate for 20 years, but obviously <laughs> that's the trip that you promised your mum you were going to do. You promised yourself you were going to do. You spent years mm. planning. There's more sentimental value in that bike than everyone in the comments is going to be like, fuck off, we want to get back on the road. But um, if all I would say to you is if a car pulled out on you and that bike was written off, would you be more disappointed than if it was your GS? Um, oh, God, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, if if the bike got written off, then I would keep the bike and I would just, I would just rebuild it back to, you know, something yeah. that, that, would just be a little trophy, you know. I, I, I just wouldn't ride it again then. But I, I'll never get, I'll never get rid of the bike. You know, even no, if, no, 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 even if I not. do a track day on it and and smash the thing up, I'll bring bring it home in a bucket. And you know, it's still the bike that I went round the world on. And and that's what, that. What I'm basically trying to say to you is keep the GS, keep the Jixer, restore the Jixer to the point where you can ride it to shows and you can use mm. it as press and everything. Then buy a super jig. <laughs> I am I am very tempted with the Super Duke. It's so very. good. It's I love it. So good. I love like, it. But but the adventure bikes, just as you highlighted there, the adventure bikes make everything so easy. Yeah. So I I can ride it to Romania on the adventure bike, carrying all my kit, 
And then when I get there, if I want to go and do some lanes, I can push a button, put it in, you know, in in um, enduro mode and scratch it down some lanes if I wanted to. Or yeah. I can take it to a track and do a track day on it. I just, I love that about the modern adventure bikes that they're so versatile. But imagine, imagine I do if you like had a, sports bikes too. Imagine if you had 160 horsepower in rally mode. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> come I know. on, come on! I've got you. I've got you. <laughs> There's nothing I can say. It's it, it's it's definitely the better riding experience. Definitely, the KTM is definitely the better riding experience. There you By go. the I'll end of this you. podcast, I'm going to have you saying, "I might go and buy one." You know, I'll be down to about there, and I'll be yeah. online, online on KTM. Go right or P and H. I'll buy one. Where's bot? Do it. Mark, um, do do you speak to Dave Ashpole at all? Uh, Instagram. I, I literally had a message from him on Instagram saying that he'd just spoken to you and you were yeah. off for a nervous poo. And I was like, yeah. that's exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. He's um he's a GS man through and through, like Mark from Leeds. I chat to him quite a bit. Um, but I I am convinced he is not a GS man at heart. And I think there's there are a number of people that I have I said to the guys at KTM when I went and got my mirrors replaced, I said to them I should start invoicing you because the amount of bikes that I've sold off KTM, and I, I I know I can get a mark I'm not sure on. I reckon he will buy an enduro bike. I don't think he'll go super adventure, mm-hmm. but I reckon I can get Dave. I reckon I can. Because <laughs> he's just like, he was telling me about all these times where he did stand-up wheelies and he does motocross and all this sort of stuff. Um, next time you speak to him, ask him what happened to his GS in Wales. Okay. All right. He, uh, little uh, insight, he snapped it in half. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to be... Well, he says he was scouting out the road. Uh, he was trying to be a hero, essentially, and uh, hit a deep pothole in the verge because he misjudged a corner and snapped the bike in half. <laughs> Oh jeez! But yeah, was he so, all right? Was he okay? Yeah, he's fine. But um, he would he will never live that down. And he told me that, and I'm like, I didn't know you thought this. You could have not told me that, but you did. So guess what? <laughs> now everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. So everyone on watching this right now, go to d ash nine 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 on Instagram and go. Why is G- GS not in one piece? And he will love it. Oh bugger! You're a yeah. bad man. Yeah. Right. Come on. Let's crack on with some questions because we're never going to get through. Question these. one. Three hours yeah. in. Harley. Right. This one. Uh, cheers for that, Steve. Next one is Harley. How's it, guys? Ever played the game Soggy Biscuit? Wow. Wow. I. Um. I mean, I did say make them interesting, didn't I? Yes. Um. Yeah, I. You, I don't like it one. when my biscuits are soggy in tea let alone with other guys. If you don't know what Soggy Biscuit is, don't Google it. Um, but Tell yeah, everyone. Just, tell everyone, no. Sam. Do you have a public school background at all? No. Like, oh, made a knob on a KTM. Mind you, that's probably right, isn't it? I should have eye tattoos and stuff. Public school tattoos. Uh, public <laughs> school ways. Yeah, it's essentially um, four guys or five guys, a group of friends around a biscuit and... Um, can't believe I'm saying this on something that's going to get loads of views. Uh, the last person to finish has to eat the biscuit. Yeah, it's it's, it's a group of men around a digestive or a biscuit of choice, pleasuring <laughs> themselves. And the last one to finish on the, biscuit. Yeah, 
the last one to um, yeah finish the task in hand on the biscuit has to eat the biscuit. It's disgusting. And um, no, I've never played it. See, my girlfriend says that. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> well, she says that I'm premature. The biscuit doesn't I, taste that bad. Yeah, yeah. I say I'm training for that day that I have to pay that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, as long as it's a chocolate that I deficit, I don't mind. Oh. <laughs> um. But yeah, she uh, she thinks I'm quick. So much I could say, mate. Yeah, we're going way too much. Don't. This is just getting don't. way too personal. I'm already on the third one of this. And... Let's hold. Maybe whiskey yeah. wasn't a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Draw a discreet veil over that. We've said enough, Sam. Yeah, All right, yeah, no let's, more. Let's carry on. Cheers Next, that, Harley. Next <laughs> one. Oh God, Ollie Rye. Oh, I both. Hope you're all okay. Random one. If you could be any animal, what would it be and why? Love both channels. Keep up the great work. Cheers, Ollie. Any animal. What would so it be? So I know why he's asked this question because he knows what I told you at the start of this. You know about the bike that I bought. Oh, yes, yeah. Which yes. I'm hoping you've remembered to cut out at the start of this. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Or, um, or bleep out, bleep yes. out the start of it. Yeah, okay. Right, I'm right. Cutting out the start would be a bit difficult. Um, so that's why he's asked it. So I'm not going to answer because that will give me. I mean, that's just given the answer anyway, isn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. 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 You're just gonna have. I hope Honda give me the bike sooner rather than later, and I get to do my review reveal before this goes out. <laughs> well, wait, yeah. When do you think? When do you think you're gonna get the bike? They said start of March. Oh, shit! Right, okay. But I literally don't hold it. I'm not that bothered. It's fine. I'm, uh, quite a few people know already. Um, but, are you sure? Yeah, yes, it doesn't bother me. Like, come on, people aren't going to get through nearly an hour and a half of me chatting utter shit about how my bike is amazing and how I've blown up a GoPro and all sorts of stuff to go, oh, my God, he's buying a monkey bike. You'd be surprised. Honestly, yeah. you would be surprised. The The video ones, the video versions don't get many views, but the audio side of it does okay. It's pod, I didn't think it was a lot, but as podcasts go, it's it's not bad at all. Um, nice. So, yeah, you, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Uh, me, what animal would I be and why? Um, God. Gorilla. I think I'd like to be like a silverback gorilla because they just look so chilled. The hard as fuck and just really, really chilled. Yeah, great. I thought you meant that in a different way of the hardest fuck. <laughs> wow, you got a one track mind. You got a one track mind. How old are you? 14? Yeah, yeah 30. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That just gives us such good fuck. <laughs> wow. Sorry, everyone watching this. I've had four whiskeys now. It's going to start punching soon. Yeah. Right, cheers for that, Ollie. Next one, Pete English. Oh, here we go. Now we're talking. Hi, guys. Hope you're both all fit and well. <laughs> Question one. What five albums would you fill your jukebox with? Ooh. That's a good one. That is a good one. Go on, you first. See, I'm I'm a big fan of best ofs. Like that, the, that's a cheat, the, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Because I, I, 
I find a band I like and then I just go automatically I'll go right what's the best of and then I'll listen yeah. to the best of because what's the point of listening listen to all the chuff you may as well just get the best of and listen to it you um, may as well say I want now that's what I call music 55 <laughs> no I I'm really getting into Credence Clearwater Revival at the moment I'm loving that never heard of them loving it what never heard of them I mean they were iconic they were like uh, when what's the Beatles there, there's Credence Clearwater Revival. Um, they're like they're from the sixties, that sort of time. But oh, um, see, I, it, I was born in ninety two, just to make you feel really bad. Ninety two. Yeah, my son was born in ninety seven. Jesus, yeah. my brother was born in ninety nine, and there's a girl that works with like she's we've employed her in the last what six months, and she was born in two thousand six or two thousand four or something like that. I just went, what? <laughs> what? Credence, what? Credence Clearwater Revival. Yes. Yeah. I'll have a listen to them. I, have no, um, I... I like them. I like, uh, I'm starting to like a little bit of the Rolling Stones. I never really listened to much of that. So again, best of. Uh, any Foo Fighters at all. I love Foo Fighters. Are you a Foo Fighters guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, love interesting. Uh, who else do I like? Um... If you're ever running on a treadmill, Foo Fighters, I can't remember the song, but there's one that's one of the really famous ones, can't remember the name of it, has got the perfect tempo for running it on a treadmill. Which one's that? Uh, what if I say I'm not like the others? That uh, is that All My Life? Yeah, all that my one. Life I've been How do no, I not no. remember that? No, that it starts with All My Life, isn't it? All yeah. My Life, I've been running for something. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it's called, but that is ideal. I used to play it on repeat, like sometimes when I was rolling out a treadmill session. <laughs> Listen to the album 16 yeah. times and I did yeah. three miles. Your favourite song in 2022. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, is that three I've done? All right. Yeah. Who's another one? Come on. I used to listen to so much music and I just don't now. Um, I, I think, think I've who... got mine. Go on then. You go, because I've still got two to get. Go. Album-wise, there's got to be a Red Hot Chili Peppers album in there. Definitely, yes. I would say I, when I was in high school, I learnt the drums because I'm a knob like that. Last, not, last year, right? Great. Yeah, mm. yeah. I wish. Come on, have you seen these wrinkles? <laughs> um, and I, the first full album that I learned to play drums to was uh, Stadium Arcadium, mm. and that was up banging or i thought it was a banging album uh there's got to be a fleetwood mac album in there mm -hmm. um probably what's it called is it promises i think it's called promises or something like that that's a decent album lincoln park oh the yeah the hybrid yes. theory album yeah absolutely yeah. banging album Mint. um good for the gym as well yeah go <laughs> I suppose I should probably go not all heavy, shouldn't I? I'm going to, all right, the last two, I'm going to go not heavy and then heavy. So J. Cole, there's... Uh, J. Cole is... He's the one that everyone always goes, oh, do you listen to Kendrick Lamar or do you miss, listen to J. Cole? Um, Talking a different language. Yeah. No idea. It's um, it's hippity-hop music, Bruce. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, the hip of hop. Oh, oh yes. the hippity-hop. Um, that... I quite like, is it Born Sinner? It's one of his more recent albums. I say this, it's probably like eight or nine years old now. 
that I got quite into. And then the last one has got to be a gym album. Oh. See, I, I'm more lifting weights than running. So I've got to go. It's either Bring Me the Horizon or While She Sleeps, which you probably haven't heard of either of those. No, but they're very shouty, angry music. Okay. Yeah. But it's um, Bring Me the Horizon have been around for years and years and years. And some of their albums, although they're all quite heavy, the bass and the, like general like music mm. when you're at the gym you can't be it it's absolutely awesome it's like like your mid last rep and you're struggling and then it starts screaming you're like i'm gonna scream as well like it's just, ah! um but it works um been a long, not... it's been a it's been a long time since i've lifted anything in the gym i'll tell you Jesus. <laughs> um i've got two right. more and 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 one popped into my head and i've forgotten uh who was it who proclaimers Best oh, of Proclaimers. It's got to be. Just that one song on repeat. No, I, honestly, you'd be surprised. I was surprised at how many Proclaimers songs. I was like, oh, shit, yeah, they did this, didn't they? Oh, and they did this. And there's yeah. just some, there's just some, I mean, they're cheesy songs. They walked like 400 miles and then they walked <laughs> 500 miles. <laughs> yeah, they built up. They built yeah. up. To it. Yeah, 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 come yeah. on. Uh, and who else is it? Paolo Nettini. I love a bit of Paolo Nettini. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, although he's not choice. done anything in a long time. But yeah, that would be my five, I think. You ask Very me nice. tomorrow and I'll probably change my mind. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Question two from uh, Pete. This one I can't quite get my head around. Why do you diehard bikers live down in the heavily congested <laughs> south? Keep up the great work and live your life. It's a good point, mate. Yeah, I ask I, myself this every time I go anywhere different. I'm working on it, Pete. I'm working on it. Where, whereabouts are you? You don't need to give Hertfordshire, right? Here's my address. <laughs> Postcode, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm in, I'm in Hertfordshire, so we're about 25 miles north of London. So mm. enough that you get a garden, but not enough that your house, a two-bedroom semi, is still 450 grand or something stupid. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I said it in one of my Cornwall videos, I'm wanting to move sort of west and up a little bit mm -hmm. um, because... I can't, I'd love to move up north, like Norfolk, uh, sort of Yorkshire, somewhere like that. But my parents are in Cornwall. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to add more time to them. I, I see them. I think I saw them once or twice last year, which yeah, is just yeah. like, it's just shit. Um, so I'd probably move towards Oxford way so I could still commute into London a couple of days a week. Mm. and easy access to wales same distance to scotland same well an hour closer to my parents and yeah. emma my girlfriend her parents live like there i realize you can't see me do that yeah why can't you see me point <laughs> over there um but they live over there her grandparents live three minutes down the road her best mate lives two roads away gotcha. so pulling her away from that is going to be harder than me going yeah i want to ride some pretty roads but if she loved you, she'd make that sacrifice. That's what I say all the time. <laughs> She's there. Where's your bag? Door. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. I'm sure she. As long as I've got I'm my sure bike, she... I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she she is well aware that if there's a house fire, I'm saving the bike first. 
Uh, right, cheers for that one, Pete. Next one, Demo Shavo. Question for Sam. Do you have any man crushes similar to the one <laughs> MFL has on you? Clearly, it will not be as strong as his. Well, hang oh, on, there's just... some replies. Let me see what the replies Oh, are. Christ, what are they? Oh, here we go. Ashley Wright says, I reckon MFL has a poster of Sam on his bedroom wall. <laughs> Demo Shavo says, no, it's on his ceiling. And Martin Yoxall says, with a strategic hole in it. Wow. Yeah. Mm. He he does pay for my other Patreon, if you know what I mean. <laughs> what, on, only fans, that one. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I wish. I wish. <laughs> like, I, I think I was saying to Dave Ashfall about it the other day, I was like, if these things were attractive, if I shaved them, I'd be all over it. Like, I'm still looking at my feet going, I'm sure I can sell feet pictures for a load of money. <laughs> You probably could. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, we're all like, you know, if I was fit, if, if I had loose morals, I would do it. But you could probably just do it and, you know, somebody you, will buy it. Do you watch, are you, you watch a bit of Joe Rogan, don't you? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Did, did you see the one with Theo Vaughn on it? He um, is, he's the sort of Southern American guy. Yeah I, yeah, I know who Theo is. Yeah, I've not seen the latest one, no. <laughs> it, this, this must have been ages ago, but there's a few reels that keep coming because you know 90% of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is bullshit or if it's not like where did he grow up yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean yeah. but um there was one where he sort of put on there that he it was someone called in and said that him his he had called his wife or they'd had a chat in the evening sort of talking about selling her feet pictures uh-huh and then they got onto the subject a couple of nights later, and yeah. she went, "Well, your feet are better than mine." I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Can you imagine? Can you like, imagine how screwed over you'd be, or screwed over you'd feel if you'd been like really interested in these interested in these pictures, and then realised it's just a bloke that shaved his feet and painted his yeah. toes." <laughs> Like uh, looking at that, my feet, it just doesn't work. That that cropped up. I watched that today, but it was on an Australian podcast. You know, you get these Aussie podcasts where yeah, yeah. it's just two geezers sat there or a bunch of geezers just sat there and yeah. talking shit amongst each other. Well, it was that, and they were chatting about this. So it must be maybe they oh, seen maybe, it on. maybe that was it then, but then maybe there was one maybe I've just confused it with a Theo one. But they all, I'll, you know, you know what it's like though. Like when content gets popular, everyone chats about it, don't they, yeah. on social media? So you may well have been chatting. I, I like Theo Vaughn. He's he's yeah. a funny, he, funny. He's user. so funny. Some of the stuff he comes out with, I'm just like, what? <laughs> and you're yeah. famous for this stuff. You usually see my group chat with my mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, this is just <laughs> what we brilliant. talk about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, next one, Charlie Callard. I'm trying to fire through some of these because we've got a long way to go. Charlie Callard. Evening, gents. Hope you're both fit and well. All good. Cheers, Charlie. So a couple of questions. We've heard Bruce's ghost story. So what about ghost ships with a full ghost crew? What are your thoughts, yay or no? Yes or no? Ghost ships with full ghost crew. So I'm not going to bring the mood down a bit. Um I am skeptical mm-hmm. with a lot of the ghost stories because I think a lot of them are just made up. Like there's because it's easy to make up, isn't it? Everyone's got a ghost story, blah blah blah. So bringing the mood down, my brother or one of my brothers passed away when I was ten. He was eleven, mm-hmm. I was ten. Oh god! And my younger brother, who's now taller than me, got more money than me, usual sort of story. He was 
two, maybe three at the time. And he passed away in our living room. And my da- the first thing my dad did or parents did was take my brother up to bed, take me up to bed, that kind of thing. And I, I'm convinced this happened. Happened. My parents don't remember it. But my little brother said that there was a man standing in the middle of the garden. We had so we had um three steps to a, like a half landing thing, and then the stairs went back up to mm-hmm. upstairs, and there were two French doors on this thing on on the door. And my dad carrying my little brother upstairs pulled off and went, There's a man standing in the garden. You were like, No, there's not, there's no one there. What were you chatting about? Mm-hmm. Utter like he's whatever, he's making it up. And no one thought of anything of it. I'm convinced it happened. And I didn't really think anything of it for years and years and years. And then I watched something. It was like a podcast or whatever it was that I was watching where they had said that young children have this, like there's a point in some young children where they have this point where they can or think they can interact with spirits of previous lives mm. i don't know whether it's true i'm i'm not a believer in i'm not religious in any way i don't believe in afterlife or any of that stuff um sorry if you do anyone watching um but i'm not religious at all um but when when i saw that thing whatever i was watching at the time i went shit is that what it was? He was two mm. at the time. And then you see videos where like someone's filmed their daughter, who's also two or three years old, standing in front of a fireplace. And she's going, oh, there's voices coming out, so, uh, out mm. from the fireplace. And you're like, well, no, there's not. But is there? I don't know. So like, I'm not, I'm not up for this ghost ship kind of bollocks kind of thing. But I'm, I'm convinced either it's something to do with our psychosis slash our our brain repeating information on us mm. like they say deja vu is just the brain repeating find seeing something and then a couple of minutes later seeing or processing the other half of it yeah it's, it's like a fraction of a second yeah. isn't it a delay yeah, yeah, yeah. and it feels like oh i've seen this before yeah yeah that's, that's their current explanation about it yeah it? but i'm there's definitely something more because with me experiencing deja vu i've dreamt of something or i have thought of something something's come to my head or whatever it is and then like a year later that thing happens whether it's with the person i thought it was or not that thing happens and i'm like i sit there like fuck i know what's going to happen and then it does i'm like oh my god ghosts (laughs) but it's that yeah that one really got me and i never really understood it i never really I never really thought about it until five, six years ago, until mm. I saw that thing. And I went, shit, maybe that is what it actually is. Um, but yeah, I my mum, my mum and my dad don't remember it. Mm. I've I've asked them a couple of times. I'm like, well, do you remember no? Like you don't remember that at all. Mm. It's really weird. Yeah, I mean I'm I I I I don't know. I'm I'm open to it. Um mm-hmm. I used to be everyone's heard my story a million times on this podcast, so I'll not go through it all again. But even (laughs) after that happened to me, uh, you know, I was 20, no, I would have been 21, 22, something like that at that point. So even after that happened, I was still, you know, 
like there was no denying I saw what I saw, but in my head I was still, well, you know, everything everything has to be logical. I didn't yeah. believe in God. I, I everything just had to be. I had to have a reason, a logical reason behind mm. it. You know, maths and physics, chemistry will explain everything. Just you know, that's that's just how it is. But the older I've got, I'm definitely much more open to it all now. Definitely. I was, I was going to say I've heard you say that on like another podcast that you've been you used to be really logical and now mm. you're starting to lean back the other way. Mm. And like, my girlfriend hates me for it. Like, because I'm there's an answer for everything and normally without being a dick about it there is an answer for everything like it you you crash your bike or whatever happened you're like okay well it's not the bike's fault you've there's something that's caused that accident or what whatever um and she hates me for it because she'll come home going, oh, the girls at work are bitches they're just bitching about everything and I'm just like yeah but in the nicest way they're they've got it's gonna sound really harsh. Um, but there she works, she manages a nursery. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of by her own admission, by other people's admission, a lot of the girls that work with her, women that work with her, don't really care for moving up in their career path. They just want to look after kids, that kind of thing. So they try and make other things important in their day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. because they're not bothered about career progression or whatever. Obviously, yeah. that's very generalist and like massively generalizing for everyone in that industry. But when you're in any industry or any job line where you're not wanting to progress, normally there's another way that you can make your life interesting. And that's normally bitching about people or coming up with stories or whatever. So she comes home moaning and I go, yeah, but... You know, like this is the. She's like, I just want to moan. Can you just let me moan? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's difficult because like I, there's no for me. There's no point in crying. It doesn't solve anything. Like I know it's an outlay of emotion, or like it's a way to sort of lift the weight off your shoulders. But I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't solve anything. Mm. So why don't you? She she's come off her bike a few times, but there was one where uh, the one that I'm actually really proud of her, she basically came around a corner on a dark lane and she hit a flood and it was like two feet deep and she hit it on a bike pitch black. And uh, she, she called me up about five minutes later and went, so I basically drowned. I've lost one of my dick lights. Cause you know, Baron called him dick lights on yeah. this video. Yeah. She, I call them dick lights. She calls them dick lights. I've lost one of my dick lights, but I got the bike out the flood. I'm not drowning anymore. And now I just want to cry. I'm like, <laughs> yes, see, there you go. You've solved the issue. And now, now you have your cry. emotional response. Yeah, now you can have your emotional response. But when you're laying on the side of the road, your bike's still in the middle of it. Get it done. Sort yeah, that yeah. out first. But yeah, it's there's always a logical response to me. But when I hear you say, I, I used to be really logical, and now I'm kind of teetering the other way, I'm, I sit there thinking, I wonder whether I'm the same, because my dad's the same. He I think as you get really, older. Yeah. I think as you get older, you do. Uh, definitely. I think as, as as you experience more in life, you have more experience of, of death, of loss. You experience, even, even if it's just simply watching the news, you know, mm. and, and seeing tragedies happen on, on, on the television and in media where you see a lot, you know, people losing things and losing lives. Mm. And I, I think as you get older, obviously you're shortening the odds 
towards yeah. your own eventual demise because it's going to happen to us all, isn't it? And I think maybe you do just start to think to yourself, right, what what is the next stage? Yeah. Is there another level? What's the point of it all? I I definitely... I definitely not ponder. I don't sit there and contemplate things, you know, next to the fire. But um, you know, it, it does it, it does pass through my head, and especially listening to Joe Rogan and other podcasts where this topic will come up and people will chat about it. In days of old, the old me would just switch off. You know, when that mm-hmm. my wife's like that. When when people start talking about things like that. I, I just used to switch off and just be like, talking bollocks. Just this is it, it's a it's a ridiculous conversation. There's no point in it. I'm not interested. Yeah. Done. Now I'll quite happily sit there and listen and contribute if it's a one-on-one or a group thing. But um, you know, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not sitting in the corner with symbols going ting, you know, hum and all this sort of bollocks. I'm not I'm not doing anything like that. But um, yeah, I just. I don't know. Maybe, maybe part of me thinks, well, if if this is it, if this is it, and we're just we were just like a biological freak accident that resulted in us being here, and there is nothing else out there in the solar system. There's nobody yeah. else. We're all alone. You're just born. You do your thing, and you die, and it doesn't really matter whatever you do because you're all going to end up dead anyway. If that is it, that's fucking depressing. It's shit, I, I isn't would, it? I would rather ponder other things, yeah. you know, and and just wonder and yeah, I think um, be nice, do good, and do what you can in life. Yeah, it's difficult because I think I'm I'm still at that point where it's still logical. God, we're so philosophical and so deep it's people. It's whiskey, yeah, it's, it's whiskey. literally start crying in a minute. I'm just pulled by next one, um, <laughs> but start crying. There's no point in crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the point? It's a good job it's not gin. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Um, but yeah, I, I do sit there thinking like, I, I, for me, I know, I know loads of people do this, but for me sitting here going, I am going to work for the next 30 years of my life, a nine till six, gradually getting slightly more money every year, gradually getting slightly more responsibility. I'll get to 60, retire early and go, sweet, now I can wait to die yeah oh my god like i'd literally i'd rather and this is gonna sound really shit but i'd rather die tomorrow you know what mm. i mean like I, I don't want that so i i try and set myself kind of goals to go do you, I, this is gonna sound really weird but do you watch do you watch matt armstrong he's a car youtuber and he essentially rebuilds crash damaged cars no so i when I first started watching this channel, I hated it because he's just like, I watched it, but I hated it because I liked the content. But him, he was so in your face and so like, hey guys, like that kind of stuff. And I was like, this is jarring, but I kind of want to watch it mm-hmm. because he's bought this whatever. In the last couple, like year or so, he has gone from strength to strength. He's just hit a million subscribers, Jeez. and he re- essentially he he buys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you you're saying that at seventy five. I've got like not I haven't even got six yet. Um, yeah, but I've been he, doing this over ten years, so <laughs> you, yeah. you know. And you you should go around the world. It'd be so much better for you. 
Yeah, Norway's um, gone round the world. She's got millions. Oh, yeah, fucking great. But, yeah, I mean, there's. I'm sure there's other reasons for that as well. She's fantastic, but also I think there's a lot of people that we're blokes, aren't we? Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, but she does. I mean, you, you can't. Part of me, part of me wants. I find. I find. I do this a lot. Particularly at the moment, because of the rise in in women in social media and women on YouTube, you get jealous. It's just jealousy, you know. Yeah. It's jealousy that comes out. But then you look, and you know, I, I Vanessa, girl on a bike, prime example. You know, initially when I saw her coming on the rise, I was just like, oh god, right, another blooming somebody else that's just got into bikes, and yeah. you know, they're going to do the the, the typical. <sighs> influencer female influencer thing and you know get loads of likes blah 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 but then you look at it and you go okay so she can ride a bike she can yeah. work the tools um she fucking works hard when you yeah. look and you see how much graft some of this these folk are putting in behind yeah. the scenes you're like jesus then yeah it, I, it makes you go i need to up my level here yeah <laughs> you know i've got up my game I need to grow some tits. <laughs> so I got but, them. I do yeah, have them. Gonna, yeah, but you need to shave yours. Um, but <laughs> There's the, a market thing, for everything. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I get the odd enough comments that I'm just sitting there going, well, is that really, really me? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the one thing I am really sort of, I really enjoy is the people that actually put the effort, like someone like username Kate, Mm-hmm. who actually puts the effort in oh, and yeah. she makes good content and she works hard and she doesn't just go, there's a load of 55-year-old blokes that are going to find mm. me really attractive. I'm going to just wear a She doesn't play to... that card. No. no. Yeah, yeah. And that is, I enjoy watching her content for the content she pr- produces mm. and her as a person. But when you do see people where they've got like 30,000 subscribers and all they do is abuse that system. I mean- mm. Part of me is like, yeah, fair enough. I'd probably do the same. Uh, yeah, if I could, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, I, it does sort of sit me going, okay, well, you've abused the system a bit and that's a bit annoying, but I kind of get it. But, and I'd definitely do the same, let's be honest. But, but then, you you know, playing devil's advocate here, every single person. Change. <laughs> no, no, but, but we are all capable of playing the system because we all know what gets views. We all know like sex sells. We all know that crashes sells. We all know that clickbait, um, you can get a, a certain amount of clickbait is necessary mm. in order to explode a video. But the key with clickbait, which I, I, I don't really utilize clickbait, um, as such, but I think the key to utilizing it successfully is to have the, the clickbait title and thumbnail have that actually linked to the content within the video because then people get what they expect. When it doesn't work is when people click on your vid because you've got, I don't know, you've got some beautiful man or woman in the pants on the, on the thing you go and you'll never guess what happened. And then you click on it and it's you installing a horn onto a triumph scrambler or something. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. no connection to it whatsoever. Then that's going to bite you in the arse. But Steve, we're all, Steve we're all capable of working. Yes. Yeah. St- Steve at a bike thing. Sorry. My next video is going to be in my, uh, in a leather pair of underwear. Oh. <laughs> just installing a <laughs> horn on a triumph scrambler. <laughs> Yeah. Mate, honestly, try it and see. Don't, because I'll, I'll get all these blokes just going, oh, yeah, really. Like, I've, <laughs> I, I get, so 
for the record, I've seen some of these comments already, all the questions, and I know right. one of the guys has commented going, he's our gay icon. For, That's the next one, Paul yeah. Jack. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that and I went, do people really think I'm gay? Like, I've, got, I've actually, I mean, obviously nothing against it, but I prefer innies than outies. But, like, I, I, I said, I say I've got a girlfriend quite a lot. I kind of go on about it because I'm insufferable a lot of the time. Girlfriend. Yeah. Of course she, she has it. She has got a cock, but she's still a girlfriend. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. I mean, let's not even go there. That's oh, all I'm, I'm going to say. I was, was going to say something. Not really go there. Bad. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. That's whiskey talking. We um, should not have had whiskey on this podcast. Yeah, this is bad. Look how red I am as well. This is awful. I'm but ready yeah, to fall um, asleep. <laughs> I'm going to sleep really well tonight. The best thing about this by far is the longer we go on, the more my girlfriend sitting at her parents going, I wonder when he's going to be done. <laughs> Tomorrow, I think. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Mate, we're two hours in. We're like four questions in. Three, three or four questions. Yeah, anyway, should we do some more questions? Charlie's got got another bit of his question. Oh, yeah. Uh, Also, kebabs, donor or chicken, and which is better? And what sauce? Mixed. Uh, Chicken, no, chicken and uh, garlic sauce. Although I don't have sauce on my kebab. Mixed. Mixed? A little bit chicken, donor, and shish. But you want more chicken. If you like, if the guy likes you, he'll give you more chicken. Um, because the donna's just like scraps of intestine and whatever it is. But yeah, mixed. It's gotta be. I haven't had a kebab for years though. Have you have you ever like been pissed, got your yep. your donna kebab? Yeah, yeah, been pissed. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Ch- yeah. Tick right now. You give me um, half hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, like, woken up in the morning, and you've got your donor in the bed next to you. You know the donor's lying there. You've not, you've not eaten it. Have you looked at the state of that meat? I think um, when someone said to you in the pub, Bruce, you should take Donna home with you. That was a different thing you meant to do. That was a really bad choice. <laughs> it's the only Donna I'm going to get. Home yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. no, it's. I've seen it in the morning, and it's. I used to get kebab wraps, which mm. were just kebab essentially kebab meat in either a stale pita or a stale wrap Stale's the key part of that um and yeah you kind of like chow through it you wake up in the morning you find it in the kitchen and there's like foil around it and paper that has got bite marks out of it mm-hmm. um and it's just oh look that is enough to make you go veggie but at the same time it's quite good it's, it's when you're when you're pissed it's amazing but yeah, when you're I, sober. Like, I used to I used to work the doors back in Glasgow. So you'd finish the shift. Like I'd I'd generally be one of the last out of the club because I'd have to wait for the, the manager and that to to do the tills and lock up. So it'd generally be five, half five in the morning by the time you'd leave the club. And I'd be walking home. I used to have to walk a couple of miles back to my flat. So you'd be walking through centre of Glasgow and the amount of kebab shops you'd pass that are obviously all now shut. But the amount of times I saw rats. Like through the window, you just see rats up chewing the old elephant leg, and I'm just like, oh, it's disgusting. That's why it's so good. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, <laughs> two nights later, when I've got a night off and I'm steamboat, so I'm like, I'm shop straight in. Hey. Yeah, I, I've, no. I've contracted the text the girl that you've taken home that night. And you're like, I've contracted this from you. So I haven't got it. You know, like, where's it come from? Oh, it's the rats. Great, brilliant. <laughs> Christ. I've never had a woman contact me saying she's contracted anything from me. That's what happens when you don't give her your number. Other other than a child. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, right, next one. Paul Jacks. He's our gay icon for the 1290 SAS. Simple question. Is he still giggly happy with the 1290S? Well, that is a stupid question, yeah. isn't it? I, 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 I can't remember who I said it to, but if that thing had holes that weren't norm, like weren't <laughs> wow. socially... What's the word? What's socially unacceptable to you know have your way with? My girlfriend wouldn't live here anymore. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a pretty damn good thing. Well, um, we'll draw a little veil over that one. And next one, Mike Whiting. <laughs> hi, hi, both. As you are both my favourite channels, thanks for the hard work. Oh, Mike, you thank you very much. Thing. Thank you very much, pal. Question one. If a hand grenade landed between your bikes, which one would you throw on it before taking cover and why? My girlfriend's bike. I'd throw that on it and then take my bike out. Why? Because hers is a NC750 that's got 30,000 miles on it. And mine's way cooler. And mine's mine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd throw the GS on it because the GS would just batter it off and go, is that it? Is that all you've got? Mm. And I'd jump back on the GS and ride it wherever I wanted to go. It wouldn't damage the uh, tank shell armour, would it? No. No, not yeah. at all. Not no. at all. The old tractor. Yeah. Uh, question well, I've two. I've got shaft drive. <laughs> Mate, once, you've, once you've been shafted, you'll never yeah. go back. Love a, love a big shaft, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm the gay icon. <laughs> Well, that speaks volumes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Question two. I wave to all motorcyclists, big or small. 50% respond, and the remaining must be grumpy assholes. Mostly <laughs> sports bikes, some are GS and Harley owners. Why and what are your thoughts as it seems to be getting worse? Well, on people not nodding, um, I, I haven't noticed any difference, better or worse, in... In the sort of fourteen odd years I've been riding, it's I, oh, I think see, I have more people nod up north than they yeah. do down here. Um, more people definitely nodded when I was on a sports bike compared to the GS. But I really make a point of waving to everybody. You know, when mm. I'm on the GS, I'm I'm almost like that. Hi. <laughs> Please love me, <laughs> be my friend. Um, yeah, so uh, I tend to get, I do tend to get a response most of the time. It's, I, yeah, go on. I've got a theory on this. Go on. Here we go. Who's got 20 minutes? <laughs> I reckon the whole nod slash wave thing was came about when everyone was riding 80s and 90s bikes where we had no traction control, no ABS, no kind of any kind of age. You've got shit gear that doesn't protect you if you're wearing gear. And no, the whole biking thing. No, no one's driving around with Think Bike on their car, are they? In the eighties. So I reckon this is complete, probably bullshit because I'm drinking whiskey. But if you're riding a bike back then, you're you're waving to someone else on the premise that they are also taking the danger of that you are. You're mm -hmm. like you're putting your life at risk being on a road on a bike that hasn't got ABS, hasn't got trash control, hasn't got all this sort of stuff. So when you're going out, you're kind of sitting there going, mm, "Actually, I'm quite dangerous." So people are more like, "Hello, you are also an idiot. I am also an idiot. Hello." Whereas now you've got everything you need, so it's kind of dying. That wave is kind of dying out with the older generation because that's what they used to do. So the new generation coming up 
aren't waving. I like going into London, no one waves at me, like literally not a single person. Even if they're like because you don't wave at the mopeds because you know, the mopeds. I, I wave at everybody. Everybody. But like in London, they're kind of the mopeds are normally Deliveroo or Uber Eats mm-hmm. or miscellaneous other brands are available. Um but when I see someone on an actual bike or like someone that doesn't look like they only commute into work, I'm like, hey, like whatever, they don't wave back. When you're up north, when you're on a B-Row blast or whatever, you normally get that kind of response. But it's normally the guys that look older. Whereas the younger guys, I don't know, because I I'm think I was thinking about it before, like if say for example i'm a young lad that went out on my bike for the first time i went up to scotland and i had i waved at or i'm riding along a bit of road one group of guys waved at me so i waved back the next group is a set of gs guys that don't wave at you unless you're in a high vis and polite vest and everything um i mean they're very few and far between but they do exist but they won't wave at you unless you're on a gs in a high vis with a showy Neotech flip face with bought, all bought from BMW, but <laughs> just winding you up a little bit. It's um, not winding me up. You're, you're totally correct. You're right. There are people like that. If they don't then wave back at me, am I like, oh, maybe it was just a friendly bunch. And then like, I don't cut, I don't then relate the wave to something bikers do. I don't know. I don't know whether that's just me overanalyzing the situation but I think, like, uh, we're all sitting here going, the biking generation is dying out because it's a pain in the ass to get a biking license. So very few people. I don't think do it, it is. I I, th- I think it's. I think since lockdown, there are more people getting into bikes than ever before. I, yeah. I am. I'm. I have so much more um, DMs and emails and and things like that from new people in biking who are yeah. just like, I, I watched. I started watching your vids. I've, I'm making the, the leap. I'm starting to, oh, I've just passed my bike test or I'm going to do my CBT. I'm going to do this. And there's just more and more and more of that happening now. Um, That's really it's, not, it's not, it's not just women. At one stage, there was a lot of women coming in, but it's, it's all sorts now. You know, I've all different age groups. There's a mm. lot of new blood coming into the, the biking market. I was like, like you just said there, I was a bit despondent about it. Mm. I mean, before lockdown, you know, it was just like, fuck, it's it's dying out here. You mm-hmm. know, like, is it going to get to the stage where there's just there's just not really a biking community anymore? Is it just going to die out? But no, for for sure, there's there's loads of fresh blood. You just need but, to look yeah. at socials. You know, just need to look at like Instagram, for example, and the amount of youngsters. I'm saying youngsters. And I sound like a real old fart. I'm only 46. But like for me, 30, like yourself, 30 years and below, you know, that yeah. sort of age group, there's so much more um, people in yeah. that age group coming into bikes now. A lot of them getting big adventure bikes and going off and doing stuff on them, not just the cafe. You know, they're, mm. they're actually taking them down the lanes. They're going away and doing trips and stuff. And you're like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, awesome. That's, that's yeah. what. That's what we need. We need people to come into the the biking sector, the biking world, and use the bloody bikes. Get them yeah. out there and, and travel and go and do stuff. Uh, that, that's. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm coming off of all of my analytics are like the average viewer is like 56 years old or something yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think it's. I don't. There'll probably be a question on this at some point, but I think the biking. 
current the current license system license system for getting a bike it's good to a point where it makes you not just you don't just get the guy that goes guy or girl that goes sweet i'm gonna i'm gonna pass my test in three days and i'm gonna buy an r1 and wrap myself around a lamppost because Mm -hmm. it it forces you to have more experience but at the same time i think there's definitely ways that it can be made easier and and or cheaper because i think my brother for example is 22 23 and he's going i'm gonna try and get a bike when i'm 24 which is what i did i waited till i was 24 and then i did Mm. my license because you do it before that and you have to do the mod one and mod two twice Mm. Mm. you have to essentially retest i think anyway yeah you do yeah where you wait until you're 24 and then you just do the whole thing in one go happy days i can go and buy a super duke or a Tawona or whatever mm-hmm. um but i do think if i mean there's an element of it in everything but i think I, I still think like advanced driving qualifications in a car you should have to spend a day on a 125 on the road on a bike because the vulnerability that you get when you're on a bike for the first time I just don't like even my girlfriend says it. She's like, I didn't even realize that I need to look out for bikes filtering. I'm just like, they come past me at such a speed. I'm like, Oh God, what a dick. Mm, mm. And you can't, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of, I still think, yeah, you shouldn't be able to just go and buy a bike. Like with, with a car license, you can do your car license. And then if you've got the money, you can walk into Ferrari and get a eight twelve super fast. It's got 700 horsepower, but I don't know whether they're, there should still be steps like you shouldn't be able to buy her 160 yeah. horsepower bike it's got to be one or the other i think either yeah. either cars and bikes are exactly the same so you just mm. have one license and you you know if you pass your car license as it is just now as you said if you've got the money you could go and buy a bucati veyron if you wanted yeah. you, you know if you've got the cash well i think the same should be true on the bikes you're going to die mm. very quickly but um you know i i think that the same it should be the same ideally i think i think the bike test as is just now the system to get into biking as you've just said i think it should be a little bit a little bit easier to encourage more yeah. people in, but I think it's very good that it is so detailed and there's so much training involved. And I think that should be the same for the car personally, yeah. but you know, yeah. it's, it's just, it's not going to happen because there'll be too much money lost to the mm-hmm. car market. So they, they just won't get behind that. It's a difficult one. What you said there about like car drivers having to, a lot of people have said this car drivers should have to do a day CBT just to experience what it's like. But like, would a would a day make that much difference? I think the the reason probably not. The reason people in Europe are on the whole much more pro bikes and much more bike friendly. Like when you ride in France and mm. yeah, Spain and places like that, the the cars really get out the way for you. And I think the reason behind that is because they've grown up, like in Europe, is it 12 or or 14, you can ride a moped on the road. You know, at at 12, to think what I'd be like on a moped at 14. (laughs) But but a lot of people have that early experience of riding little 125s, mopeds or whatever, or little bikes. They've got that early experience where they've had to do that for years before they got into the car. And I think that's probably the reasons. They've not just done a day where Mm. they went out and did CBT. Um, But we just don't have that 
we don't have that culture. But yeah. I think also to tag on to that, you've got so again, using my little brother as an example, he got into cars when he was 17, like you could, because mm-hmm. being honest, not really many teenagers want a moped. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to go, I want a 49cc bike that's got seven horsepower. Yeah. Like Ooh, 40 yeah. mile an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> But the not many people want that. So most people wait until they're 17 and then they get in, like if they're into vehicles or engines or whatever, they get into cars and then they spend the money on, they finance a Audi RS3 for 700 quid a month. And by the time they get to 24, they've gone, well, I'm spending so much money on a car. I can't, A, I can't afford a bike and B, I'm now in the car scene. My brother's mm. just bought himself an R32 Skyline. Jesus. Yeah. So he's 23, 22, 23. I think, I think he's 23 in April. R32 Skyline. It is an import from Japan. I don't know why I said that so weird. Japan. 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 <laughs> Be careful. We don't want to do the accent. Yeah, get China. shut down. China. <laughs> China. That's a Donald Trump reference for everyone that's about to shut me down. <laughs> Um, you can't but, say his name. Yeah, Christ. Yeah, you're gonna get. It's all right. You're gonna get shut down, not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's your episode. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not, no one's gonna watch it anyway. Um, but he's just done that, and I mean, I'll send you some of the videos at some point. But he's got, it's got no airbags. It's got. He bought it as a drift car. Like the guy that previously owned it turned it into a drift car. So it's got plexiglass windows. Mm-hmm. It's got like the doors. There's nothing inside it. So he's building it into a car that's actually tolerable to live with. But he stuck a um, uh, a spark plug in the exhaust with a switch that goes to his dashboard. So when he revs it, massive flames come out the back. And it's, it's fucking amazing. Like, I sit there going, this is brilliant. And my dad gets in it. And my dad's going, my dad's the kind of guy, he's fantastic. But because obviously my brother and all that sort of stuff, he kind of, he's very cautious mm. of like doing stupid shit i've got videos yeah. of my brother drifting around a roundabout he hasn't seen those but he gets in it and he goes oh it's got a really nice straight six engine oh, it has such a good engine all this sort of stuff i'm like yeah but he's doing burnouts dad like <laughs> you shout at me for having a uh, doing a fucking a wheelie on on public road but um which you never do obviously no, Sam, ever. no of course not of course and he doesn't drift around roundabouts in cornwall on the a30 or anything <laughs> um and he doesn't have a spark plug in his exhaust um so, sam <laughs> all, all i'm gonna say is uh, i'm incriminating had, myself yeah i have had some arsehole grasp me up in the past obviously hence why i'm now in the path that i'm at yeah. i'm in there are dickheads out there that's all yeah. i'm gonna say I um they can come for me for everything they want because I said I've that got and they did. <laughs> yeah. And well, we go on the right websites, they'll come for you as well. <laughs> but I think um yeah, the the point I was getting from that 20 minute story was that he is so now engrossed in the car scene. Like his he mm. had um a Fiat 500 bath. So you know the fast yeah, Fiat yeah. 500s? Yeah, yeah. And he had it lowered or hit, it was remapped. It was an air ride. So it was on the floor. And he won awards with it and all sorts of stuff. Jesus. Like, And 
you kind of sit there going, he's now so engrossed in the car scene that him getting into bikes probably isn't going to happen because yeah. he's got 3,000 followers that all want to yeah. see his skyline. Yeah. So I don't know whether then he, he will get a bike, but only when he moves out because dad won't let him. And also only it won't be a big thing for him. Like it won't be this. Hmm. So, I, but it could be though. If he, if it, if it tickled his danglies the way the cars do, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If if something becomes your passion, then if you choose to go down this path, if you choose to go down the social media, the YouTube path, if you're truly passionate about it, that that passion is. Uh, I'm going to be really, really hippie here. I'm going to be really, really LA. But that passion's transient, isn't it? You, you yeah. can convey that through your yeah. content. People, people feed off of it. You know, mm. they're like, "Fucking hell, they're really loving this. They're really into this. I want to be involved in that." So, you know, if if, if he's got that for bikes, like he's got it for cars, then yeah, I think no um, reason why he couldn't. The one thing he really wants, and he keeps saying about it, is that he sees me and dad go away on trips mm. like Ireland mm. and Scotland and all that sort of stuff. And he wants to join in with that. Um, but also he'll come down talking about his car and then yeah. five minutes later, me and dad are chatting about bikes and uh, he can't really join it. So he, he kind of does want that from that aspect, but yeah, I get your point. I think it's, um, but I don't know whether if, if like my dad and I weren't a bike rider and he was really passionate about cars would he carry on just with cars and not bother doing the bike license because the bike mm. license costs him 1500 quid plus he has to spend two grand on gear to get something that's half decent yeah, yeah. i don't know like that that's i would love it to be because once you're in you're hooked in my opinion anyway you're like mm. you give someone a month on a bike even um that Vietnam special of, of Top Gear where Jeremy Clarkson was just like, I absolutely hate biking. I never want to be biking. Three, 13 days later, he's like, I can actually see why people love this. Yeah. So I think as soon as you're in, you're in and you're it's, balls out to the wall, like your credit card on the, on the line yeah. kind of thing. Pretty much, isn't it? Yeah, max me yeah. up, baby. It's, but I think, it's, it's, the whole, it's the whole life that goes with biking, hmm. I think, that grabs people, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. and the community, like uh, uh, this is going. Yeah. I'm just going to tag on your cheesy, cliche bollocks again. But one of the reasons I carried on making videos, making content, making doing the Instagram posts. I've posted. I'm quite actually proud of this, although it does nothing for my Instagram. Uh, I've posted on my story every single day since August last year. Mm-hmm. Like from the start of August, I've had something on my story. And like, so I'm the only reason I do that is because of the con, like the reaction I get and the people commenting and someone will tell me yeah. I'm a dickhead or someone will go like that thing I posted about the trans up earlier. And the trans up for me, the new one is a CB500X with a bigger engine and a mm-hmm. TFT. And I was, I saw all the concepts and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be phenomenal bike it's going to blow everything it's still going to be a fantastic bike but it's just like the i said to one of the guys that messaged me earlier i just went it's like the designer had to get a design to his boss by friday and he forgot about it until four o'clock and then went uh cb 500 cft and 21 inch front wheel Mm. and a slightly bigger engine and like so many people are pissed off that i said that (laughs) 
but it's kind of like the interaction you get is so good and people just want to talk to you about bikes yeah and you go to any cafe that is a biker cafe and people want to talk to you about your bike house normally house the reliability or whatever <laughs> but um it's that is one of the reasons i've carried on doing this I, I assume it's probably the same reason you're still going to a degree it's totally all to do with the community yeah totally mm. totally all to do that was when the decision was put to me about i either i either stay in the old bill mm. or I do this. That's pretty much the option that was given to me by this governor. She said, you know, you can, if you give up everything that you have on YouTube and social media, you have to, you have to stop teapot one. You cannot, you can't have a personal social media. You can't rebrand as something else or start something else up and, and, you know, Phoenix from the flames, a new teapot one, as a different name, you a can't do that. One. You, you, teapot two. You know, you, you, you <laughs> cannot have a social media presence anymore. That was that was her condition because she just did not want me to have any connection between me being a copper and me being on like the internet yeah. within the biking world. She didn't want that. So when when that when that sort of choice was given to me, well, I wouldn't give up. I couldn't give up the sort of community in the, the whole world that I've built around mm. Teapot One. You know, like the interaction I have with people through the podcast, through the comments, through the meetups, through going on tours, uh, that's everything for me. You know, I yeah. I couldn't give a shit what I ride, to be perfectly honest. I really don't care what bike I'm riding. KTM. What's that? KTM. <laughs> you know, I, I genuinely, I genuinely am in first. I'll, I'll just give me a set of keys and let me get on a bike and I'll, I'll ride it. I don't, I don't really care you what watch. it is. I'll, I'll give you the keys to my bike and go, go and have fun. It just won't start. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I completely, because also it's not, if, I hope my boss isn't watching this, but if you told me now, I can give up Every single person that I speak to, like Mark from Leeds, you, Dave Ashpole, like any of the people that I've got any relationship with, just by chatting to them on Instagram or chatting to them on YouTube or waking up to a comment in the morning or whatever from a guy that's got opinion that's different than mine, I get to have an argument with him at 7am. Like, I, I can do that or I can have go back to having two friends like I actually have and not speaking to anyone. I'd walk out my company tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's just, this is because this is the whiskey talking, but it's not, it, I don't do this for the money. And I think Mark from Leeds has asked me this a couple of times. What's like the best kind of advice you can give? Do not do it for the money no. because it's not the money, but it's the interaction you get with other people and chatting with chats, people in Portugal and, Australia and America and all these sorts of different places. And you're like, I get to have this conversation with someone that I'd never met, never spoken to in my life. And we want to just bond over something like mm-hmm. I've bought the arrow Sonora exhaust. And it's really funny because it pops all the time. Yeah. yeah, I know. So have I, and it's, it's fantastic. And it's the only reason I ever want to sit here on a Saturday night and go, shit, I haven't got something for tomorrow. I need to make sure I've got something. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that is genuinely it's phenomenal. I love you, man. I love you. <laughs> this guy. 
Right. Let me have Next. my sick whiskey. Yeah, I know, yeah. Next one, Simon Lewis. Uh, hi, gents. Firstly, Bruce, can you stop having all these great guests on as my <laughs> subscriber list on YouTube is longer than my doing dry January? Sorry, mate, there's more to come. Um, <laughs> a question for Sam. What's the best bike-related item he's purchased and why is that? And also the worst. Can I say my bike? Uh, is that not fair? I'm going to say no. Bike-related oh, item. So not the bike. So I suppose you'd have to break this into two sections. Best and worst. Well, best on bike. On my current bike, or my actual bike, the best thing I've bought for it has got to be that exhaust. It's not that loud. It's not that asbo. It's not that sort of stupid. It changed the bike. It mm. made it. It. You buy a KTM, you want it to come out of the factory and piss people off. Like you want snarl and yeah. fucked. Yeah. There's something else that Theo Vaughn said. He, was, he, want, he likes things that pisses pe- rich people off. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's quite good. So... That thing, although it's not stupidly loud, it just makes it hilarious. Off the bike, but bike-related. Heated gloves? I know you're not a fan of heated gear, but... Heated jackets, yes. The heated jacket, heated vest, fantastic. I think they're great. Game changer. Imagine heated gloves as well. And imagine heated... I've, I've got gloves. I've got socks. I've had a heated seat. A heated seat's pretty cool. Yeah. But the, the gloves and the, the socks, just a faff. I'd rather have I'd rather have good quality heated grips than yeah. summer gloves. Bosh. Yeah, see, my mate George is like that. He It'll be like three degrees outside and he'll wear mesh gloves. I'm like, you're a, an idiot. Um, but then I, I look at, like, Richie Vida's current tour where he's doing the Scotland stuff, would he have done that without his heated gear? No. Oh, oh, he would have tried to have done it, but minus five, snowing. Like, I think, the, do you know what? This, this is like yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, well, yeah that's because Richie's mad. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, I've, I've done it on a Jigsaw in leathers. It's, it's, if you want to do it, you're going to do it. Yeah. And it's part it's part of the and Rich, I know Rich is a bit like this. Well, Rich and I are very similar like this. If if it's something people wouldn't do, if it's something people are like, you're fucking crazy doing that, that's like I a red drag. You're like, yeah. I'm I'm doing that then. That yeah. is it's happening, you know. So I, I think I think Rich would. I mean I'll take maybe taking I'm, it, maybe taking it. I'm not gonna take it away general. from Rich. But last yeah. year, like his his whole North thing last year was yeah. all part of that case uh, heated kit promotion thing. It yeah. was just you know he had a he had a, a game plan in play to to win that trip to go to Iceland and do that, and you know it worked to a T. He produced yeah. some fantastic content. He got great reward for it. This one this year, fair play to the boy. He's, he's yeah. just gone for it, isn't he? You know, this is I think mental. the weather was a little bit worse than uh, he yeah. expected. But fantastic content, amazing, amazing trip. I, I think the thing for me with heated gear is there are times if I didn't have heated gear, being not the Richie Vida, me not you going around the world, not, not all this sort of other stuff. I think there are times on like a Saturday where it's two degrees outside and it's frosty. And I'm like, I want to ride my bike. 
but heated grips are not quite enough because your your hands are warm, but the rest of you is freezing. So there are days where, like, I went into work a couple of weeks ago. You're wearing this the wrong pu- kit. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm not. But like, the gear is fantastic. But like, so I've got this this Halverson stuff that uh, I've sponsored by Bike Shop. Bike Stop. I said it wrong. Can't believe I said that wrong. Ah. <laughs> Um, I, I, every time I go in there, that. yeah, I know, right? Every time I go in there, I'm just like, if I see a customer, I'm like, you should have bought this at Sports Bike Shop. And Martin, <laughs> who's the owner, just turns <laughs> me, I'm like, oh, God. Um, but yeah, it, it's there's times where I wouldn't go out on Saturday because I'm like, I kind of want to go out, but it's cold in it, and I can't be asked because whatever. Whereas if I put my heat gear on, it doesn't bother me, and. I went into work the other week when it was pretty cold and my I've had my gerbing gloves for four years now and I have left the cable on my bike for the whole time and the lid of the plug-in thing snapped off so all the cables all rusty and it's all corroded mm. and whatever so when I plug it in now I kind of have to do that to make it connect yeah and my gloves stopped working and because uh, I hadn't bothered. Uh, it's the first time I'd used them for ages. So I went into work and it was like two or three degrees and filtering through the traffic into London. Uh, I clonked three mirrors and I had to stop and go, <laughs> but I don't do that. I don't like, I've been filtering into London for four years, same kind of people, whatever. Same, same. I know exactly what fit my bike's going to fit through. Even if I'm, if I've got a sports bike behind me, and he's like egging me to go on and get out my way because on the sports bike, I'm like, trust me, I can go quicker than you. And I clunk so many mirrors. And it's because I was cold and I was focusing on the fact that I was cold rather than like, or I wasn't focusing on it, but I was kind of every other thought was I was cold rather than I can get through this gap. So it was mm. just, there's a second thought before I pull on the brake to miss that van mirror. Mm. And whatever. So I don't know. I, I, I think heated gear, the technology is there, so use it. I think if if you only ride in certain conditions, then fine, it doesn't really matter. But if you're a year-round rider, like I think, I don't know whether going back now, if you went to your commuting days and it was like minus five in the morning or whatever, and you got on your bike, GS, and you plugged yourself in and you're like, oh, I'm so and it would just make you feel so much more com- like you don't care. Oh, yeah, to- totally, it'd be much more comfortable. Definitely, it'd yeah. be a much more enjoyable experience. But I'm also the type of person that would be like, "Every fucker's got a heated kit. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it raw. You know, yeah. le- leathers, fleece over the top. Off we go. And I'm going to go around the world on a jigsaw. I, 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 I am. I am that idiot. You know, I I am that sort of idiot that is just yeah. like. I don't. I don't want to be a sheep. I don't want. And it sounds ridiculous. I know. I'm saying it. I'm listening to me say it. And I know it sounds daft, but I'm just like that. It's like well, if everybody's doing it, I don't want to do that. Says the man on a GS. But <laughs> yeah, you know, I like to think I use a GS a little bit different to a lot of other people. Though yeah. the, certainly the stereotypes. But even that's changing, and that's starting to make me go. Hmm. I need someone else. I think I want someone else. I'm not sure. Yeah, but then everyone's coming over to Super Adventure, so you're not going to buy one of those. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we'll see. We'll see. see. 
Um, it's, Simon's got. Uh, oh no, worst. What's the worst bike-related item? <laughs> Can I say a bike? If you want to, go on. <laughs> my so this was years ago now, but my a friend, a guy I used to go to school with, six form, blah blah blah. I I got on well with him when we used to go out, but he's a bit of a twat. Um, it's my girlfriend getting home from work, uh, getting home from her parents. She's like, he's got to be done by now. Are you um, still on that thing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I he had a Phaser eight hundred uh, six hundred. 1998 Phaser 600, I think it was. And he had had it for two years, had not maintained it at all, to the point where he bought himself, when he got rid of that, he bought himself a KTM 1050, and he messaged me on Facebook after like 10 months and said, hey, mate, can I come around yours and adjust the chain? Like you haven't done that for 10 months. So, yeah, he basically went, I'm going to get rid of this Phaser for scrap. And me and my mate sat there like, yeah, this is this is our this is gold. We're just sitting there. And I went, how much do you want for it? And he was like, well, someone's offered me two hundred and fifty quid scrap for it. So if you want to give me three hundred, it's yours. And he lives about three miles away. So we went over, got a taxi over, we pushed it back for three miles down the road. So it looks like of course a shit. Yeah, of course you did. Why not? And then I sat in the garage like I'm going to make this. Some I googled a there was a thing where it was like a some cafe racer that's been made yeah, for this phase. Yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah, that's what this bike's going to be. Uh, four years later, three years later, it's sat in the garage, no MOT, no insurance or anything. It's fucked. It's such a pile <laughs> of shit. It is such a pile of shit. And uh, I, whoever put the exhaust on last time had used wrong bolts. So like normal bolts instead of exhaust bolts so i undid the exhaust and it went and one of the exhaust bolts snapped in the header and i was oh. just like oh fuck so i tried drilling it out i tried like the the whole works i bought i bought loads of tools from Screwfix. just went i'm gonna buy everything to try and get this didn't work and i just eventually I, this is not something i like to brag about and loads of people are going to see this now but you know, this bike wouldn't pass the mot because it wouldn't seal the exhaust and uh essentially to get it through the exhaust i super glued the bolt in so it looked like it was in place and uh it got through the <laughs> mot and uh then i sold it, <laughs> it just isn't, got that, it. isn't it, that crazy that like a superficial thing like that will allow it to pass I th- yeah. that's what that's why the mot i think it's just a fucking joke isn't it it's mm. like either test stuff or don't test stuff yeah. The best thing about the MOT is if you like the guy or you regular, he just passes it. It's oh, like, yeah, it's fine. We we used to I won't say where, but I used yeah. to work at I used to work <laughs> at a nick and there was a garage within the ground, you yeah. know, within within the sort of area that we, we worked who did MOTs and every copper used to go to this garage and literally you could just phone him up. You know, you could just phone him up and go, my MOT's due and he'd be like, yeah, you know, what's your reg, blah, 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 take all the information and just be like, you know, you didn't even need to take your car there. You just go and pick up the certificate. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Obviously that didn't well, happen. It's totally made brother, up. Yeah, it's, it's the whiskey talking. My brother's got the same with his car because there's no way you're getting through an MOT with a... <laughs> Fucking spark plug in your exhaust and a screamer pipe out the bonnet. But 
Right, it's, before um, we incriminate everybody we know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Simon Lewis says, second random question. Apple crumble or apple pie? Crumble. Pie. Crumble. It's got to have the crunch. What's the difference between apple, apple crumble and apple pie? One's soggier. That's not biscuit. An apple it? biscuit. It's so, soggy, soggy apple pie. That's a different game to play at uni. That's a that's a that's a genuine question. What's the difference between apple crumble or apple pie? Yeah, whoever's got whoever's a baker watching this, let us know. Is apple crumble like? Does it crumble that, more? Yeah, what's apple crumble then? I don't. I don't understand. Don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Cheesecake. Cheese, cheese, <laughs> cheese cake. Oh, you dirty bastard. Cheesecake. <laughs> Garlic bread. <laughs> Garlic. Ah, oh, look who's next. Mark Keenan. <laughs> Sorry, you said, you said that wrong. What was his name? Mark from Leeds. <laughs> do you know that's me? Do you know that is me in his intro? <laughs> Did you do the intro? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, oh, yeah. That's fantastic. He Every said, time I watch his video, it's fantastic. He was like, mate, could you? I need, I need an intro. Could you please say Mark from Leeds? So I was just like, yeah, Mark from Leeds. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I love it. He's top he bloke. Right, he says, I'm salivating in my own juices here with all this bearded action. <laughs> Chuffed you've got Sam on the podcast. First question, what has been the highlight of your biking year for both of us? You first. What is it, as in last year? Highlight of I, last I year? I because... Third of February is probably quite short to have a highlight. <laughs> right, <laughs> highlight for twenty twenty two: seeing bears in the Transvergarrison Highway. Yeah, that was pretty cool in Romania. That was <laughs> that was a special moment, and, and not not just one, but to see like Jesus, I don't know how many there were, loads. So like two big adults with with pups, and then one sort of juvenile one. <laughs> I remember watching that and just being like, you turned around, like I'm sure I don't know if you did, but. In my head, I just went, fuck, it's a bear. That's exactly what I was like. I, I came through the little tunnel through the, the the mountain, and there was just like this bear, literally almost like leaning against the rocks, like that, looking straight at me as I came out. And, you know, and I went by it, and I was like, was that was that a bear? And I sort of turned around, and it was there. And, and then I thought, oh, I'll go and get a picture. And then I sat, I sat there and went, it's actually a bear. a bear. It's a yeah. wild bear. There's not a cage. There's not a trainer. That's a wild bear. <laughs> and I was like, that can kill me. <laughs> I was like, Wait. Mm, yeah, maybe maybe I should turn around and go then. But <laughs> yeah, gonna, amazing. I'm going to wrestle it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Strong like a bear. <laughs> Strong um, bull. Yeah, that, that was awesome. Wild bear oh, was yeah, pretty special. I mean, that, that's going to beat me. Um, I would probably have to say... A badger on the A39. Yeah. No. <laughs> I hit a rabbit with my car. Um, I think the one that was definitely up there was Yosemite. So when like I basically oh, yeah, I got yeah. sent to not to bore you too much, but we our company worked. Too late. At, yeah, too late. Yeah, fucking three hours too late. Um I got sent our company merged with the other biggest company in the group of the ownership yeah um and we had all the bollocks to sort it out like merging pipelines merging everything and four or five weeks in they went sam we're going to send you to la all right oh amazing uh they're about a month behind us so you're gonna have to do it all over again i'm like 
Uh, so went out there, which was a really good trip. I mean, I can't mo- moan. My work sent me to LA. Like, I can't moan about that. You were there for like a, a month or something? Month and a half, yeah. Oh. Um, but my 30th birthday was while I was out there. And my girlfriend flew out. And uh, we, I sort of thought, I've got to do something. There's a company in the States called Twisted Road, which mm-hmm. lets you rent bikes, yeah. pretty much. You rent someone's bike. So we rented uh, a 1250RT and drove, rode, drove up to Yosemite. And we did like oh, four wow. or five days in Yosemite. And that was like, I've never been lost for words doing 20 mile an hour, mm-hmm. but it was, it was, you're going to hate this, but it was Scotland like dialed up to mm-hmm. 11 yeah, with yeah. 35 degree weather. Yeah. It was absolutely outstanding. And like my girlfriend, she's never really seen mountains before kind of thing. I know it sounds really odd, but like she's but not very like much mountain mountains, yeah. like proper mountains. So she's yeah. never been to Scotland. She's never really been to Wales she was blown away when we went to Snowdon. We climbed Snowdon. She was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I was like, yeah, it's all right. Um, it's a hill. Yeah. yeah, it's a big hill. Have you been to Scotland? Um, but, yeah, we went to Yosemite, and on the back of the bike, I'm talking to Cameron, and she's just squealing on the back. She's like, look at that. <laughs> sort of stuff. So for her, it was amazing. For me, it was amazing, like, relationship this is sound really cliche but relationship wise we had one of the best weekends we've ever had together yeah so that was brilliant um that was probably one of the highlights and also jumping my bike at abr because that's just brilliant <laughs> <laughs> fantastic are you are you coming back to abr this year yeah i'm not going to be on my bike though oh you're not I'm going to be on another oh, bike. Oh, yeah. and other. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, nice and other, but lad, with upgraded suspension, wire wheels, <laughs> possibly a turbo kit, if I can work out a way of doing it. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be funny. I'll see you there then, brother. Yeah. Uh, right. Second question from uh, MFL. What one piece of advice... Oh, this fits in with what you were saying earlier. What one piece of advice would you give to someone just starting out as a YouTuber or content creator? Don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it in bikes. Yeah, just don't give up. Do it in cars or, yeah, no, I'm not going to say that. Go on, after you. Um, do you. Just just be you. Don't try and be anyone else. Don't try and, don't try and create the content you think people are going to want. Um, Create the content you want to create and you will attract yeah. your clan. You'll attract yeah. the people that like you and they like the content you provide, your editing style. Mm-hmm. Don't get into it thinking that you're going to be a multimillionaire. Um, some people, I had this guy, Brad, American chap, uh, Nomad Brad. Brad yeah. Nomad. This is this stupid uh, views on like shorts. I'm like, I hate you so much. <laughs> three months, over 100,000 yeah. subscribers. Phenomenal. Amazing. That does happen. People put out one video and have 100,000 subscribers. It does happen, but it is few and far between. The vast majority of people out there on YouTube, it takes years, years and hundreds and hundreds of videos to generate any kind of revenue and to generate a sort of following that might 
might even hint towards you being allowed, not allowed, but being able to go full time at it. Yeah. You know, like, like YouTube ad revenue is a very small part of my income stream. I would say average, I make about 500 quid now, 550, maybe 600 quid in ad revenue. I don't, I don't get massive views. I maybe get, you know, on a good month, I might get 200, 200, 250,000 views across everything on the channel, Mm -hmm. you know, 400 odd vids. Um, So my views aren't massive, but uh, it's everything else that allows me to go full-time channel sponsorship. Patreon's a huge one for me, merch, um, uh, channel sponsorships, my tours, all that sort of stuff. But all that comes as a package where you've put the graft in to build up a brand, to build up a relationship. Mark, you know, you're one of my clients. So, you know, you've you've built up a relationship where people trust you and they enjoy your company through the videos. That's how that for me, that's how effectively you 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 make YouTube content creation. Mm-hmm. your business your brand yeah but you have to it's difficult because when your passion becomes your job your career it's very easy for you to lose the passion for your passion which mm. was something i was facing through lockdown it was all just a little bit weird and i was too worried about facts and figures and analytics and that's bollocks at the end of the day as long as you're still appealing to the people who've invested in you and are already there don't worry about attracting new people because they'll come. They yeah. will just come. I That's think um, there's one thing that I remember Richie Vida saying years ago now. He was, there was, I can't remember what it was. It was in a video or a comment. I can't remember what it was, but he basically said, someone asked him, why are you pissed off at kind of thing that you haven't got way more subscribers? And he said, no, because the people that follow me are my group of people yeah like you know what i mean i think the thing and that's something i really sort of empathize with slash get on board with because i say to people now like i've had opportunities given to me like oh we'll we'll give you this and we want you to make a video on it i'm like yeah but people know i don't want that Mm -hmm. like and i really appreciate you giving me this opportunity but i can the people that follow my channel, I can recommend them. This is going to sound really manipulative, but I can recommend them something and say, I use it and they will buy it because they have bought into me as a brand. Mm-hmm. But, and that is why I'm so passionate about not pushing something I don't believe in. Yeah. Like, there, there are so many other brands of clothing, for example but like protective motorcycle gear. Halverson's for me has been, it was fantastic before I got sponsored. And I mean, sponsored, they they don't pay me anything, but they gave me the the suit through Mm. bike stop. Um, The the bike shop. The bike shop, shop, yeah. yeah. Martin's going to DM me after this and be like, what the fuck, you got my question, you got my company name wrong. Sorry, Um, Martin. The bike stop. Bike stop. (laughs) Bike stop. (laughs) Like stop. stop. That probably won't work because I've got a fancy diffuser and all sorts. Yeah, of stuff. It, it keeps cutting out when you yeah. when you get excited. Actually, it cuts I out. can um, turn the volume up. This microphone was thirty quid. 
Wow. Banging. Yeah, this one here, this is the Samsung Q2, which was all the rage a couple of years ago before podcasts went massive. And yeah. it was like 20 quid on Amazon. Now it's like 80 quid, I think. Yeah. Yeah, There's you a need a, a fine microphone. Do I? Fi fine. I Fi fine. And you got, the, I got the boom as well for 30 quid. See, see, yeah, I'm not going to move mine because it'll probably break or something. A newer, what this is, newer. This is oh, newer, newer, yeah, cheap, yeah. On, cheap on Amazon. Yeah, I, I stopped Good buying stuff. this stuff because I lost a, a GoPro to them, it bounced down the road when I was in Scotland. Oops, because <laughs> I bought their. The huge hundred and forty pack of GoPro accessories, and oh, you did it! You did yeah. it! Yeah, it was like twenty something quid. I'm yeah. like, yeah, well, I've got yeah. all of the GoPro accessories. But yeah, um, Mark, I think I've I've talked to Mark quite a lot. I like we chat quite a lot. I've got on the the guy. I can't say this enough. I know people take the piss and say, "Oh, are you two in love or whatever." Mark from Leeds is genuinely one of the most supportive guys I've ever come across. Absolutely. He's like, he just want, he, he has mates in the industry and he just wants them to do well. And I cannot like, I mean, Mark, you'll be what Mark, you'll be watching this. Um, genuinely, I know people take the piss, but you have supported me so much in the last year and I can't thank you enough for it. Because from the bottom of my heart, um, but yeah, Mark, like you've done fuck all for me. Yeah. Pull your finger out. <laughs> Why haven't you pulled your finger out for me, Mark? Um, no, he is. He's a lovely, lovely fella. Lovely. But he he's he's great. And I think um the the one thing, if you're talking about actual you, cock. Yeah, he's he's only like five foot four. <laughs> Tripod he's not nice. All of that is is length. <laughs> um and he's here in the gym and that yeah, I'm not gonna say anymore. Um but I think whiskey was not a good idea. It was a great idea. It's been only six hours. You're gonna have fun editing this one. Oh, um, there's gonna be no I, editing. I'm not editing any of this. It's just all it. You've got to bleep the definitely not what I've you told me. To. You told me not to. You said it was all right. Just go for it. Do you want me to bleep it out now? No, I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, right. Well, you've got till Monday. To, in fact, you've got till yeah. Sunday to let me know because I'll have it done and edited by Sunday. Loads of people will know about it anyway. Um, Mark, I. Oh, we're still talking about Mark from Leeds. Yeah. Mark from Leeds. Um, I would say make a routine, make a schedule of form. I people have come to expect a video from me at 6 p.m. on a Sunday. I know you've now nicked my slot, but 6 p.m. on a Sunday, people know they're going to see a video of me. So if I upload on like a Wednesday at 4 p.m., my views are shit. But like, so that's one element of a, I don't know. I think if you're going to stick to a schedule, don't, don't stick to a schedule that you can't keep up. Don't do like, I'm going to make three videos a week. But if you're going to do one video every two weeks, stick to it and people will come to expect you'll get return viewers reply to comments re like mm. share whatever because i've had people subscribe to me because i've replied to their comments not mm. because they comment and go blah 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 yep. whatever and i've replied and said oh and then they've gone oh sweet i've i watch 
itchy boots and she doesn't respond to me but yeah because she's in fucking bon- buenos aires like, yeah and she gets twenty thousand comments yeah, yeah exactly i get 15 mm-hmm. um so if you reply to people they then go actually this guy's got a personality and they will join in but yeah don't uh, do it for do the videos do the editing and everything when it's a passion of yours do not do it based on the fact that you're going to become like you said like you're going to become a millionaire or like yeah you're not going to become the next peter mckinnon you're not going to become the next sort of tmf or anything like that like you're Mr. Beast or anyone like that. I can't believe we put Mr. Beast and TMF in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. TMS is going to love that. He's going to love that. He's going to love that, isn't he? he but yeah, I think that. if you're do it for the passion and if you keep enjoying it, keep doing it. And you will, the, the subscribers will come, the money will come. I mean, it's shit money, but the money and the free freebies and all that sort of stuff will come. And then it makes it kind of like, oh, sweet. Well, I've got a free phone case or or whatever yeah, yeah just 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 mark just be you just just yeah. be you and i i used to think um like you sam about routine like mm. I, and because your routine used to be very important to the algorithm i don't i genuinely don't think it is anymore and, and tmf was one that actually said this to me he's like it, and it, okay TMF's coming from a different point of view. He's got over a quarter of a million subs. Obviously, Mark's starting at the the well, you're just starting out basically. Mm. So but I, I yes, okay, if you always post at Saturday at six and then you post on a Wednesday, yeah, you're not going to get as many views. But those people who watch your vids will see your vid eventually. Mm. It'll come up on their feed and then they'll watch it. So the vid, the vid will get people watching it. And as long as the content's good and then it retains people. Retention is key. Retention is one of the most important things going mm. on YouTube. If you can retain people, so when they click on the vid and they start watching, if you can hold them there, you know, for at least three or four minutes, then the the algorithm is going to feed on that. Whether you're posting, you know, sporadically or religiously every day or every week or every two weeks or every three weeks. That I think the algorithm now it allocates more weight to retention mm. than than the the routine. Like when you post a vid, how many people go straight to it? That's what it used to look at. Was like as soon as we put this out, how many people go straight to that? And it would allocate more um, kudos to it. You know, like that that was a big high ranking figure for the for for YouTube for the algorithm. I don't know if it is as much anymore. My missus would love it if I could retain three to four minutes. <laughs> so I just wanted to bring the, the 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 level of conversation went up here, and I was like, "Nah, I'm going to bring it back down." Do you know that that is like the average sort of retention? Um, are, we, are we still talking bang. about YouTube? Or we are, we are. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I'm not, I'm yeah. not going down that route. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. I think three or four minutes is considered good retention. But like the, my podcast has gets like gets like thirty two to thirty eight minutes. The, oh, really? the big vids, well, they're generally between seven and sort of 14, 17 and 15 minute average normally for the, the longer vids. It's just views. It's just the views aren't very big, but I'm not really fussed about that anymore myself. I think um, there was a point where I was sitting there making a, like, I, I was really focused on views. 
Mm-hmm. And I think there's I I, I kind of don't I know it's gonna sound bad, but I don't care anymore about the views, but because if if something shows you that the views don't actually matter, I did a video, you might have seen this on my Instagram, but I did a video on cleaning my exhaust headers on my tracer. And all I did was I compared Autosol, some other miscellaneous <laughs> exhaust header cleaner, bleach. Someone used Harpic bleach to clean. I, um, I've done that. Mo- Motorev. Is that the guy? Motorev, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So he did it on one of his videos, and I said, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to compare four or five cleaners and see which works best without having to agitate it. I did the video. It got a couple of thousand views over a course of six months or eight months or whatever, really average. And about two months ago, I just started getting comments on it. I'm like, this is weird. Like, mm. I haven't. This video hasn't got anything. I guess it's maybe a time of year or whatever. Yeah. In the last month and a half, it's got 40-something thousand views. Mm-hmm. And in the original, it got like a 1,500 maybe, two grand. Yeah. Uh, so I'd like the views don't matter. It will, if you do the content, maybe a little bit of clickbait in the title, not clickbait, clickbait, but like not, I've done this. When I mean, when I launched, when I released my new bike, video i'm gonna go i've bought a new bike and like tease people and think i've gotten rid of the super adventure and got a gs but, come on come on you gotta do it you gotta I'm do still that. young if if the new gs has got you're not young years, you're 30 that is not young i yeah but i have a mental age of like a 16 year old that's just seen boobs so do time. i so do we all but you so know what are you doing on gs you're a grown man you're a grown man why? Yeah. Because it's the it is the best vehicle for best bike for what I need a bike to do. Right, it thanks, Tipo. It was right. lovely speaking to you. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, uh, come on, we've got go to get on. through these because we're almost three hours and we're just nowhere near finishing these questions. Oh, um, gonna run and this whiskey. is just Patreon. We've still got bloody Instagram oh, and shit. Facebook to go. We're going to have to do a part two, I think. Right. Um, <laughs> Done. Mark says, lastly, Bruce, tell us a story about the candle. Keep on keeping on. Uh, the candle. Uh, I take it you're referring to France. One of my first bike, in fact, it was, I think, the first bike trip I ever went on when me and two mates passed our bike test. We descended on France on bikes and like we were doing 18 hour days. It was crazy. You know, 800 miles. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Boom. Freezing, freezing, pissing rain. Yeah, I don't care. Let's go. Boom. So we went and one of my mates, I still to this day don't know why, but he was like, I really want to go to this village because it's been awarded like number one Bon Village. In France, and we were like, "Well, it's Bon Village, and it's like best looking village." Which is like, yeah, all right, okay, we'll do it. Let's go. So we went, but we didn't get there till half nine at night, and it's pitch black. So we arrive, book into the hotel, shit shower, shave, come back out. Said to the the lady at the reception, "Is there someone we can go and get something to eat?" And it's like, you know, like quarter to ten type of thing, ten o'clock. And she's like, "Well, everywhere will be shut, but there's a there's a restaurant over the." you know, over the common, like one, it's a tiny, tiny little village, this. So we, we go into the restaurant and as we go in, there's literally a group of people leaving, all shaking hands with, I'm assuming the owner. And um, he looks at us and like me and my two mates, we come in and we sit down at a table. So he comes over and he said, he was like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm closing. 
I'm really sorry. And we were like, you know, really, we are just, any chance you could just do us like any kind of food? Because we've not eaten all day. We've come from, you know, we give them the whole story. We've come from the UK. We're on the first trip. We're just really excited, but we just didn't stop all day. So just anything, bread, bread will be fine. Just bread and a beer. We'll have a beer and then we'll go. And he said, ah, oh, no problem. He said, um, steak, you want steak? So we're like, oh yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. That'll be amazing. So he goes off and he comes and he brings over beer and then he brings over some bread and he brings over um, like these dishes and he puts the dishes in the table with our cutlery and stuff and off he goes. So obviously we're hyper. We're just like, yeah, we're starving. So we dig into these dishes and spread it all over the bread and start eating away, man. You know, it's... This French cheese is it's weird. It's got a weird taste. It's like, what is this? So we scoff all the bread and like we literally finish these three dishes. So the guy comes over and he like he looked at us and a bit weird. And he was like, Do you want some more bread? So we're like, Yeah, yeah, yes, please, that would be great. So he brings more bread over, another basket of bread, and then another three dishes. But this time he looks at us and he leans over and he sets fire to the three dishes and the candles. We just sat there and eaten three candles. What 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 does this cheese taste like? Vanilla and rosemary. You know I mean? I'll tell you. At no, at no point did I think to myself, "This is inedible." I was just like, "Tastes weird," but I'm eating it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the candle story. I did, uh, that, you should tell that one again. That's quite funny. I like that. <laughs> Right, cheers. Thanks for that, Mark. Next one, Ashley Wright. Oh, mate, we are at three hours. Are you okay with this so far? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm at a point where the sixth whiskey is probably going to go through me in the, about the next 10 minutes, but I'm at half you've a done bottle, well. Half a bottle of whiskey. Good effort. Oof, I mean, right. I haven't drunk that all tonight. I'm going to say I have, but I haven't. Weak. Yeah, um, we have got one, two, three, four, five questions left on Patreon. There's no way we're going to get to the others, so you're going to have Let, to come let's back. Let's rattle through these ones and then see right. if we can get to okay. the next ones. Ashley Wright. Evening, gentlemen. Question. Do you think social media is a good thing or a bad thing? Also, how many times do you think MFL has had a dream about you, Sam? <laughs> um, once a night on the dream, and it's once a week it's a wet dream. Um and it's not made of wood, media, is he? It's not made of wood. Sometimes he is. Um, <laughs> the social media thing depends on the person. Some people thrive on it. Some people don't. Uh, mm. It's a very. It can be a very negative place. Uh, it depends whether you've got the nous to ignore that. I don't. I like arguing with people if they tell me I'm wrong and don't give me a reason. Mm. I think but. I I I genuinely think anyone that says they're not affected by the comments on social media or on YouTube and they actually read the comments, <clears throat> I think they're lying. I think yeah. anyone I know like Joe Rogan just says, just don't read the comments. And okay, yeah, you know, if, if you can do that and if you can still grow and you can still have a good community without any integration interaction within the comments fine but i like you i like to read the comments i like to respond to them and um yeah i mean pe people people say horrible stuff don't they yeah. you know it's just 
It's human nature, though. It really is human nature. Like I said this umpteen times. You can read, you can read a comment. Like if I go onto my YouTube now, I could read a comment at half past nine on a Friday night after a couple of whiskeys. And then I can I can take it one way. And then tomorrow morning I'll wake up and I'll read that same comment, but I could take it a totally different way. And yeah. one could be positive, one could be negative. So I think it really it depends on you as a person and how you're feeling when you read that comment it depends on you as a person when you write that comment mm -hmm. and sometimes people are just you know i'm going to say the word sorry beep it if you need to but sometimes people are just can't for whatever yeah. reason and that's just life in it you know it's... oh you, you've said that word that means i can start dropping it every other Drop sentence the yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um i know it's I... not everyone's cup of tea but you know it's a fact of life isn't it i totally agree and i think also the i've been like awake at two o'clock in the morning just like oh, i need to reply to this guy with a better yeah. comment than he said yeah yeah there's i i now get to a point where like you've got a you've got to think of the other people that read it so there's two instances of this there's one bloke that commented on my video this was like six months or a year ago or whatever and all he kept saying he commented on four different videos the same thing he went you've got a voice affliction where you go up at the end of your sentence and it's really annoying. And I just, I saw the first one and I'm not going to reply to that because I'm, I'm well aware I do. Like uh, I'm from this part of the country, like you kind of, it does happen. Mm -hmm. um, he was lucky I haven't got like an Essex twang to my voice or whatever. But like, I was kind of like, well, okay, I get the point. But he commented the same thing within reason, but it was different. So he made the effort of typing it on the second video and i kind of sat there going oh well you know what like if you don't like the videos i'm not you're not paying don't to watch, watch them yeah, Just yeah fucking don't yeah. watch them and three video three comments went past four videos went past and on the fourth comment i replied this was like half 11 at night and he commented again and i just went I saw this on the other three comments. You said, if you can continue to watch my videos and comment on them, that would really help the algorithm and yeah. help other people see my videos. And I sort of replied. He didn't reply. But then over the next week, three or four other people replied going, this really, this obviously helped and it pushed the algorithm to make it that I saw your video. <laughs> and I was just sitting there going, oh, so everyone reads comments. I didn't realize people read comments. Yeah. Um, but the thing going back to what we were saying about people like your your clan or your people that follow you the thing i love about the people that follow me is they back me up oh yeah 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 every like so there was a guy that commented this was hilarious so the guy commented on my r18 video i comment basically i wrote the r18 awesome bike like it's it's just theater in abundance really it, well, it is. It's just it's an R90 on steroids. I just don't get it. I but yeah, well, this is the it. thing. I said in my video, sort point, shock, shaking my microphone. I said in my video, I love it, but I'd rather ride a Harley. Oh yeah, because the Harleys for me, they're not trying. The the R18 is engineered character. The Harleys mm. just have that. You ride a Harley, your hands are up here, you're horrendously uncomfortable, you're pissing everyone off, but you're sitting there going, yeah, I'm, I'm riding a Harley. And there's something about that which is just awesome. Mm -hmm. And the guys, also the guys, 
the Harley Davidson Watford branch are the nicest bunch. It's the nicest dealership, and they are the nicest guys I've ever walked into in the dealership. Like obviously no affiliation, but they are like they are such nice guys. But I, I can't basically I said in the video that I I love the R18, but I don't no, I prefer a Harley kind of thing. And this guy commented and he was just like, Yeah, you're wrong. Like you're blah, blah, blah. And I sort of went back with an actual what I feel was a valid point. And I went, Well, no, actually, I think, well, this is my opinion. I'm not telling mm. you you have to agree with it. Yeah. But I blah blah blah. And uh, he kept coming back with things like, no, you're misinformed. And that's all he would say. And I'm like, well, tell me why I'm misinformed. Yeah, and yeah. Back it pissed it me off so much. I was sitting there and like, I, it must have been like half 11 at night. And my missus was sitting next to me trying to go to sleep. And I'm like, this is what he's just said. <laughs> she was like, really yeah, don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, he's he's just an arsehole. He's probably got a small cock or something. Like all this sort of stuff. And I'm just sitting there like, no, he's really pissed me off. <laughs> like, just, it was so And funny. another thing. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? And it's just, I don't even know where I was going with this, but it's just the comments are just, if if you can, if you have to rise to them, it becomes a very, uh, I mean, if you went to the gym after reading all of your comments, you'd be like, you'd probably hit a really good workout. But the best thing about my subscribers is they just back me up. <laughs> like, I didn't ever do this anymore. Go. I, I, think, it's, after it. I think it's something that, you know, like Mark MFL, he he was asking about somebody that's you know an aspiring YouTuber, once content creator, blah blah blah. I think it's something that you 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 need you need to be aware of is the yeah. the negative side of putting yourself out there. You know, yeah. whether whether you have a hundred subscribers or a hundred million subscribers, the fact you're putting yourself out there, it means that you're putting yourself on offer to mm. people. So you can't, you know, I do complain. I do, I do voice about it on a podcast and stuff, but you, you know, you can't not expect there to be some pushback. Initially there'll be, you know, I, I more than likely you'll have nothing but positive responses. You'll have just great comments, but at some point you'll start getting negative ones and they do come in. And I used to say, you know, when you'd see celebs moaning about the pressures of celebrity and, you know, these folk on fucking television and stuff, that two-bit celebrity type stuff, and um, you'd be like, oh, gee, well, you put yourself out there. And that's yeah. my attitude. And I'm at a, a, a tiny, tiny, tiny level compared to that sort of stuff. And sometimes, I, you know, I, I start thinking, fucking out of order. Why are people saying stuff like this? But then I have to remind myself that I've yeah. chosen to put myself out there. So it's just part and parcel of it, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like sadly there is there is a negative side to humanity and that is just part of what comes out on on this. But social media is also an amazing thing because it brings all of us together. Yeah. You know, like for for me, my own selfish personal side of things, I have the clan you know, and yeah. I have this amazing group of people, yourself included, who who all come together through a common love of motorbikes. In fact, some people don't even ride motorbikes, but they just yeah. love they love the mm, what's the word comradeship. Uh, I don't yeah. know. They 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 love the um, 
Well, it's, the it's, the, it's the community, it's the atmosphere. The, the community, yeah. yeah. They, they love that feeling, that common bond, and the the fact that everyone is so supportive within that little community, mm. that that just makes everything worthwhile. That, yeah. that, that for me is brilliant. You know, getting people together and we do the meetups and we go away and we do stuff. And you, I always, every single meetup, you have people who will come over in the bar at the end of the day. They'll come over and chat and they'll be like, I've never... I've never done anything like this before. I've been riding 30 years. I've been riding mm. 40 years, but all I ever did was, you know, two or three months of the year, I'd go to my local calf with my same group of mates, sometimes no mates. I just go to the same calf and that was biking to them. Mm. And all of a sudden a switch goes, that means they take that leap and they go, right, I'm going to get involved with this. And they turn up at an event and they're just like, holy fuck, this is amazing. It's a whole yeah. new side of biking that they just didn't know existed. And there's a whole community there that they didn't know existed and i love getting messages from people going right i'm off to wales i'm going to scotland fucking yeah. hell i've been to the picos it was stunning you know you're just like that's what i mean you're living your life you're doing it that's but what that, i love that I love is it. that is literally the best thing about this community oh, it's just yeah. everyone whether you are taking a hundred mile round trip and you think it's the biggest thing you've ever done or yeah. it is the biggest thing you've ever done or yeah. you're going around the world it's the community behind the and the support behind everything about it is it like it encourage it encourages people to go and do those things like there's a guy um in cornwall who guy called tom murray i chat to him quite quite a lot he gives me he gives me gives me God, whiskey's hit me. <laughs> whiskey's finally hit me. Um, he gives he gave me all the routes for the Atlantic Highway and like mm. roads to go to and whatever. And he's going to Wales in a few weeks' time. And he went, Oh, I know you've been to Wales, like where are you going? And I sent him like four or five roads and just went, Don't care what you do, do these roads. They're absolutely outrageous. And uh, he's gonna go there and go, mate. But I mean, if he doesn't, he's a dickhead. <laughs> um, <laughs> if he will go there and go, this is amazing. And yeah. the same thing with Scotland and Ireland. And when I went to Scotland, so many people said to me, don't bother with the Isle of Skye, it's boring. Mm. And one guy messaged me on Instagram and went, look at this picture. This was on the edge of the Isle of Skye. It is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I went, well, I'm not going to miss it because I'm up there for five days, six days. Sod it, I'm going to do it. And it was amazing. And you get that. I wouldn't have gone there if it wasn't for Instagram. But also I might have gone there if it wasn't for Instagram. So you like, because also like, I wouldn't oh, yeah. have gone. Because you had all it, the people saying, don't bother. Yeah, yeah, Precisely. And I mean, it's not like I had the money, but I bought my bike on a PCP finance mm. deal. Because I was going to buy it on high purchase because I was like, I want this bike. It's a really cool bike, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about paying 300 quid a month. But I bought it on a PCP as an easy way out because every single person went, oh, you better like be friendly with your mechanic. Like, or like, get make sure you get the extended warranty. And I'm like, well, it's been faultless. But like, I did that because of social media. So there's like, there's it's definitely a double-edged sword. Mm. But yeah, like, if... if yeah, I mean, I can talk about do this. Do Sky, story. people. Do Sky. Um, do Sky. Sky. Sky is known as Scotland in miniature for good reason, because mm. it's exactly that. There's every part of Scotland on Sky. There's, 
and a lot of people just go onto Sky and they do the main road and the loop up to the top and back. If you take any of the side roads and head west, oh my it's god, awesome! It's, it's so phenomenal, good. isn't it? It's just yeah. stunning. And also on the Isle of Mole, there's they have the Isle of Mole Cheese Factory, and they do some really good. I bought whiskey cheese, and that's so cool. I mean, it went mouldy in my fridge because I was not man enough to eat it all. But it's whose it's fault's that, Samuel? Whose oh, fault is that? I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, right, um, next one, Adam Shand. Hey Sam, great channel, love following the channel and all your adventures. Riding through the National Park in the States was particularly awe-inspiring. How was it touring two up? R8, uh, R1250RT was ideal for that trip. Yeah. It was locking panniers, the all like central locking panniers. Uh, an air-conditioned phone holder, like comfy seats, heated seats. Oh, it had everything. An and... air-conditioned phone holder. It's so cool. What a great, you're... Hey, see what you did there. What a great idea. I didn't even mean to do that. I, I totally meant to do that. <laughs> it was that bike, like, I can't explain, because we did three, 400 miles to get there. We did... The again going back to the GS thing where they that guy said you ride a GS because you're wanting to see the environment and where you're going and all that sort of stuff. The RT is the GS, but in a different frame and a different chassis mm. kind of thing. It's the same engine, pretty much. So I kick off about that. It's not the same. Um, but that was it was two or three, four, five hundred, however long it was to get there. We went round. Yosemite at 20, 30, 40 mile an hour, and it was sublime. My girlfriend didn't moan about it once. We had two massive panniers, and then on the way back, we had to get there. We had to get back to the guy by five o'clock, but we left really late because we went up to Hetch Hetchy for the reservoir. So we left really late and going down the uh, freeway. I was going to say the motorway, but the freeway. Um, <laughs> everyone else was doing like 90. And I was doing 70 and I'm like, fuck it. And I just sat, I sat at 95, maybe a hundred all the way back. And it did not complain. It did 50 MPG. It was a phenomenal piece of kit. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, I did a review on it and I haven't published it because it's really boring. Um, but how can it be boring for, if you're out there? But the environment is exactly what you're there for. But as a bike to ride, like if you if I had one of those in my KTM in the garage, I'd take the KTM every day of the week. Yeah, but there are people out there who wouldn't. There's people out there who take the RT. Yeah, but they're like 75 and wear polite vests. You'd be surprised. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Is this what but, you've ordered? No, 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 it's not. Um, obviously, we we used to ride the RTs uh, in the old bill. That was the old yeah. bill bike, the RT. Phenomenal machines. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal. I'd take the GS any day of the week, yeah. but the, the RTs, it was phenomenal. For, for they, what they're there for, It was the agility. So it was blind. the agility of yeah, that yeah. bike. Because we have to do, as part of the, the police bike course, you have to do like an assault course. Not not Moto Gymkhana, but because it's all very, very slow speed stuff, like slower than walking pace. But it's all slalom through cones and, you know, full lock turns. And yeah. and that, that bike is just incredible. It's, it's just um, incredible. It's 
And the best thing about it is the stock exhausts. This is going to sound such a I'm such a knob for saying this, but there was a point where we were going up to Hetch Hetchy and we were literally. This riding. is going to make you sound like a knob. Yeah, yeah. Everything else is also going to sound <laughs> make me sound like a knob, but this is also going to make me sound like a knob. But yeah, the um, we were going down to Hetch Hetchy and we rode across. I no idea what the road was called, but it was a tiny single lane each way road going around a mountain and there was the drop off was just sheer at the left and we i was going down this road and went around the hairpin and and if if you showed that bit of road to any biker that likes twisty roads they would just like go weak at the knees it was unreal and yeah so we came down this bit of road my missus at the back, and I was just like, whatever. And then we were around this corner, and the bike just went, oh, pop, 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 pop. And where I'm trying to do that louder because this is in the way. Um, and the noise of it, I was just like, why is this popping so loud? It's uh, really cool. And then get to the next bit, and it's like a corkscrew back, and you sort of roll off the throttle, bang, 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 pop, 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 pop. And I'm like, this is a stock exhaust. This is great. Um, <laughs> but the, the bike itself is like, it's quite a... Not a dull bike, but it's it's not an exciting bike. Mm. But it's like it's phenomenal for what it's designed to do. Mm. Um, but yeah, touring two up every day of the week, and also you, you can get to a restaurant and go. I'm just going to lock my panniers with a key. <laughs> have, have you taken a Goldwing out? No, I I don't really want to because then I'll have to shed out thirty fucking eight grand or whatever it is 32 grand honestly mate i think i think the gold wing is the biggest surprise for me oh really like two things i was surprised that the top speed is so low it was the one i had was limited to like 114 miles an hour and that's because it weighs the same as bristol (laughs) yeah yeah exactly you know it's but like I've taken the BMW K1600 out and that thing is in a rocket ship, a rocket ship. Well, it's not limited to 114. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but the Goldwing was, and I, I had the Goldwing thinking that it was going to be a one-trick pony, thinking it was mm. going to be a dual carriageway, motorway type of bike, like cruising, comfortable two up at speed with with all your luggage that's what it's meant for no 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 that bike is meant for twisty b roads the twistier the better maybe i'll have to the the guys at honda uh are aware of my youtube channel now because of that thing um I had a call with him yesterday and he basically went, he was talking to me about colours because the 2023 colours aren't available for whatever reason. And he went, oh, what's your YouTube channel? You're not uh, afraid of not blurring your speedo, are you? Mm. And I went, the worst thing is I blur my speedo or change camera over a certain speed. So you've said that. and my, uh, But I think um, maybe I've got a good in with them to be able to test run other things. Mm. Um, but I'll take one out because I think... Missing a fly said it as well, didn't he? He said it was. It's... It was Andy that said it to me. Yeah, uh, Andy. Andy said to me, he said, you know that that bike is something special. And I'll I'll be honest, you know I've I've ridden with Andy, and and Andy doesn't ride a bike the way I ride a bike. You know he's mm. he's fit. He's a good rider, but he's quite sensible. And and I thought, ah, well, it's, pr- it's not going to be my kind of bike, type of bike. Loved it. I absolutely that thing. Put it in sport mode. Take it onto twisty B roads, and open it up. Lean it on its ear. It is 
phenomenal, phenomenal machine. I and you'll started, do it. You'll do it too. Up. Started this podcast thinking I was going to convince you into getting a super adventure, and we're just both going to end up buying gold wings and RTs. And would, would I buy a gold wing? Would I buy a gold wing as my only bike? No, no, no. It, no. It'd have to be because the problem with a gold wing and an RT and a and a K sixteen hundred or anything like that is it's the other end of doing something very well. Mm. Like one of my friends, he's now got rid of his bike, but he had a street triple RS mm-hmm. and he used to come out all the time. He was slowly getting more confident, but he didn't. There was a point where we, I got my super adventure. My mate, George got his tiger. He's got a tiger 900 rally pro. And we started doing trips and stuff. And then Mark, started i guess he started feeling out of the loop kind of thing because he's got mm. street triple rs it's not a touring bike but the problem with it i was talking to i saw hate him that. first hate that yeah but i saw him for the first time in six months the other night like he just invited me around for a whiskey and sort of pizza night kind of thing and he said he was thinking he was toying with the idea of getting another bike but didn't see the point and I'm like yeah because you're Compared to what we're doing, you're doing you're buying the wrong bike. Like you can do it on anything. Don't get me wrong, but mm. when we're when we say we're going to do six hours and eight hundred miles or whatever down to the south of France, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh, I've just turned my heat seat down because it's too hot." Like, and you're going, oh, "I've got no wind protection," and I'm like, "I'm in a leather one piece overalls kind of thing." You eventually get some. He's he's not a burly man like you, Bruce. <laughs> but um he he would eventually get to the point where he got bored of it. And I'm like, well, if you're gonna buy a bike and we are your mates that go biking, kind of think, well, maybe instead of doing one road on the weekend and stopping at a bike shop, uh maybe think, well, maybe I'll get an adventure bike or whatever. Um but yeah, he I'd love him to come out more, but I think he's got he he wants that track bike, but it's just I don't know. I I take their mindset and I appreciate other people have different points of view, obviously. But I take the mindset of you you take the bike, I was told it, Jack Lucasson said it to me, and I live by it to this day. You you buy, you take the bike that makes you smile. Yeah. So if if that RS is not making your mate want to get on the bike and ride it, mm. you know, even if he's, you know, he does a tank of fuel and he's in fucking tatters and he jumps off and he fills up the bike. If he's not getting back on that bike going, oh, I'm in bits, but fucking hell, I'm riding this bike. If you're not doing that, you're on the wrong bike. Whether mm. that's the adventure bike, the sports bike, the cruiser, the naked, you're on the wrong bike. Mm. You know, like just, just, Get the bike that you fucking love to ride, no matter what the weather, no matter how uncomfortable you are. Mm. If that bike makes you smile when you get on it and it just does something to you, like, you know, when you when you meet the one, when you meet that one that you're like, you really fucked me off, but I know I'm going to spend my life with you. Yeah. You know, when when you have that feeling with a bike, that's your bike. Yeah. And you can you can do anything you want on that. I'm a firm believer of that. Any bike will go anywhere but not any rider will and that's oh, yeah i think that's just about matching up you with your yeah. your bike the right bike for you and, I, and you I, might so I, go on. 
I was just gonna say that that is everyone bangs on about it and they get bored of me going on about the super adventure and they like oh like it's probably the same as you with the gs like some people the gs is their bike some people super adventure is their bike some people multi-strada is their bike some people are v4 panavagali r is their bike i mean if they are then let me know if you want a sugar child or whatever that's called um but it that bike out there is every single thing that i ever wanted if you you could pay me 20 grand right now to swap that bike in for something else on the market that's not super that's your adventure bike thing, isn't it? That and is i would bike. go no yeah, yeah. and that, that is the thing and i think like i get it it's not like my dad rode it in december when i rode his tiger and he went oh i'm getting vibration white finger and stuff like that i'm like well you're riding it wrong but like you, you need to you can't ride it like a gs you have to write you know pete english says leave it in fourth gear and just leave like like, the GS, yeah, yeah. like that mm-hmm. you can't do it you can't ride a super adventure like that because you'll you'll break a bone or something but if you ride a super adventure like it's a super juke and then mm. then everything is like you're you're giggling at 15 mile an hour but you're also giggling at 95 on the back wheel so like that it that, i i Genuinely, I know oh, I can bang on about it enough, but mm. is this what yeah. it's like when I start talking about GSs, people? Is this is this what it's like? Yeah, <laughs> it literally is. But that thing is like literally, if I could buy one again, I'd do it now. Like it is just sublime. Um, but yeah, anyway. Next question. Yawn. <laughs> <laughs> next question. Who was that? Sorry, who was that? I was Adam. Adam, thank Adam. you very much for your question, Paul. He asked, he asked a few more things about diesel and stuff, but we've covered that already. Yeah. Martin Yoxel, Sam, now that George Michael has sadly passed on, where do you get your clothing inspiration from? I assume, I, I don't know where this is. Is this either coming from leather trousers from my uh, Halverson's gear, or is this coming from skinny jeans? If with, it's coming from skinny jeans, I'm going to say the same thing that Mr. Devlar is. Don't be jealous that I can fit into them. Uh, just no man should wear skinny jeans. Just yeah. no. Just no. I fucking hate it. I'm trying to. I've I've got I've got my comfortable jeans. You know my classic boot fuck boot fit jeans. Boot boot fucking whiskey. Boot cut jeans. You know, nice and I've got. Big legs, and sadly at the moment I've got a big gut as well. But it used to be trying to get jeans, trousers to fit my thighs was the issue. Now it's the waist goes with it. But everything is skinny, any skinny fit now. Like it makes it makes everything look bigger. And I need the help I I can get in that front. I I don't need that because my 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 thighs, my legs are fucking massive because they're they're carrying twenty stone around all day. So like I I want comfortable relaxed loose trousers can i get jeans like that can i fuck at the moment everything's skinny even the ones they say are like relaxed cut no no, they're not not. the other thing is you you've got the other end of the spectrum that i've got is that i've got my waist is a 32 possibly a 34 you've got a 32 waist yeah but my no what's your real waist it genuinely is. Uh, you're, mean, a 30, you're a 30-year-old geezer, 32 waist, right? Yeah. You know what this means? Is that, okay, where where your trousers do up is, is 32. Yeah. yeah. If, you <laughs> yeah. Ra- if you raise it a little bit around your belly button, 
Yeah, it's called a veranda over the playground, Bruce. <laughs> but it's I annoyingly I've got rugby player legs, so mm. my waist is here and my legs are like this. Yeah. So I've got legs that are like this wide, and then my calves are this wide, <laughs> and I'm also five foot nine. So like getting trousers that fit me are just non-existent. So yeah, skinny jeans. Oh mate, you've gone way down on my my. Uh, I mean, I don't wear them anymore. Oh. I don't wear them anymore. I used to, when Yeesh. I had the mop haircut like this. I used to wear them all the time. <laughs> I'm not going to show you my block of seagulls haircut. One of them. Yeah, you won't even know who they are, do you? No, <laughs> never mind. Um, <laughs> right, uh, Martin says to you both, what's your favourite urban slang word? Mine <laughs> is niptonized. He's a what weird guy, nip, Martin. What? Niptonized. Niptonized. And the definition <laughs> is having your attention fixated on a glorious set of knockers complete with nipples that could cut glass often results in drooling, inattention, and inability to perform simple tasks. In severe cases, it can lead to car accidents or more serious physical harm. <laughs> wow. Urban slang. Is that, is that, where is this Urban Dictionary? I just Google have, it. Have you, have you Googled Urban Dictionary? No, 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 I should the, do. The stuff that comes up, you don't want to Google it. I like, can't do it now, because that'll be really interesting for people yeah, listening. Yeah, but, um, 17 hours later, not seven. Um, the I don't know whether it's urban slang, but I like the term I like to use for anyone that is really slow or pretty stupid or anything is fuck nugget. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's There's another element to that slang which is a completely different meaning which is i'm not going to go into uh i'll let you google that later um but just i just think fuck nuggets are really good oh get out of the way you fuck my, nugget. my my absolute firm favorite and this isn't from the urban slang dictionary or whatever this is just what i and people i used to hang around with in glasgow used to say is thunder and then the c word thunder cunt? Yeah. I just think yeah. that's the, that is just the best the best <laughs> yeah. term ever. You utter thunder. Yeah. Brilliant. And the other the other one that is very close to that is gunt, which gunt? is a gunt. So g g u n t. But it's essentially, you know, when you just <laughs> really bad. My mom's going to be so depressed with me. Um, God, your mom's watching this. He yeah. made me say it. I'm sorry, Mrs. Vincent. I'm really sorry. Yeah. He made me say this. It's all right. She's um, she'll she'll pipe be asleep up by with now. some. No, she'll pipe up with some question like, "You came out my vagina," <laughs> um, and yeah. But a gunt is, you know, when you get the the programs that are like my 600 pound life, mm-hmm. and where they're like really people that oh, yeah. are just like Gun- guntage the the lower belly. The, the sort of line that goes from the belly all the way down and mm, through to the, the genitalia. Arse. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's a c- collaboration of the gut and the other word that you were talking about. Guntage. Guntage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. That's a good one. Excellent. Excellent. God, the things you learn on that every day's a school day, people. Four hours in. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Second last question for tonight. Chris Kemp. Uh, sorry, Martin. Thank you very much for your questions, mate. Uh, entertaining as ever. Chris Kemp. Hi, guys. Hope we're both well. I've just become... Sorry, you've just became Prime Minister. What's the first three things you change or introduce? Yes. Oh, is yes. one that's going to last four hours. <laughs> Absolutely. And another thing. <laughs> yeah. I've had a couple of whiskeys now. Uh, 
Have you got any? Yeah, got definitely. I think I can think of. I think immediately the people in charge of a relevant discipline should be the leaders in that discipline. So, for example, the head of education would be the head teacher or teacher who has a proven track record of excellence within the teaching field. They've been nominated by their peers. They've been nominated by the pupils that they've taught. They're the person that's put forward to go, this person is the very best at education. Yeah. Boom. You're now in charge of education. The same for uh, the Chancellor. Fucking hell. I mean, how can you be in charge of education one minute, farming the next, and now we're going to put you as, as Chancellor? How, how does that work? Like, the Chancellor should be the very best accountant that you have in that country. Surely the head of farming should be a fucking farmer. The head of fishing, <laughs> fishing should be a fucking fisherman. It's, it, I think this could be utter bollocks. You've got me on my soapbox. I'm up here. I'm not yet getting down. But I heard Iceland, when Iceland had that economic breakdown back in whenever it was, 2008, whatever it was, when the crash happened and Iceland was fucked, when it sort of kick-started itself to get going, that's apparently... Maybe it's a Google internet myth, I don't know. But that's what they did. They put people who are excelled in the relevant disciplines, they put them in charge of those disciplines within the government. I just think that's common I mean, sense. The problem with your theory there is that it makes sense. And mm. politics and makes sense don't go in the same sentence. Mate, I, <laughs> I finished my police career in diplomatic protection. And I saw... I okay, I didn't. Those assholes that can park anywhere they want. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah do anything they want. Yeah, I I spent a lot of time around the Houses of Parliament, and I I saw politicians in their own little safe place, in their own caf cafeterias, their restaurants, their bars, walking around places, thinking that they were away from the press and away from the public and they could speak freely. And I heard what these people say. And and it's they're just it's a it's just showtime. It is mm -hmm. just theatre. That's all it is. And uh, I, I have lost all respect for politics in this country because it means Alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. It's um I got to a point where like I I'm not gonna go too far into it, but like you you sort of support yeah, one. We're part. half a bottle of whiskey in. We can go as far as you like into yeah. this. Know, three right. and a half yeah, hours. If people are still listening at three hours forty minutes, yeah. then they're invested in this. I mean, I was gonna wake up in the morning with sort of two thousand subscribers rather than six thousand, but you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think there's there's a lot to be said about politics in this country, and I think I don't understand how we're letting people. There's a massive issue, but someone goes, "This is a tiny issue that's not really a problem." But let's gonna solve that instead. Like mm. um, Rishi the other week, where he was like, "Oh, let's." I think people should do maths until they're in like year ten. You're like, fuck off. That's not a problem right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think. The the aim, regardless of part, party who's in power, regardless of who the puppet such prime minister is at the time, it doesn't really matter. That it's all just a bit stupid, um, and the aim, it should, like you say, it should be people who know what they're talking about and who are connected 
that have the decision. Like it, it, even scale it down. My company that I'm currently in is we're currently going through the point of not making redundancies, but we're slowly having to make freelancers that stand down freelancers and all that kind of stuff and have the conversations about possible redundancy. And you're like, well, I know we have US offices. They tell us in November that they're going to win a shitload of Super Bowl work. And December to March, we're going to be slammed with 300 Super Bowl jobs. They land two. And it happens every single year. But the sales in the UK stop because they're expecting a load of work from the US. The US, the load of work from the US doesn't come. We have to stand down freelancers. It is a repeat process every mm. single year. The people on the ground know that. And the people on the ground know that we should wait a month. And in a month's time, it would be fine. But the people that are looking at a bit of paper that haven't been on the ground for two years, 15 yeah. years or whatever are making the decisions. And it's, yeah. it's the same with politics, the same with everything, but it's just, I mean, I think however many glasses of whiskey I've had, me and you could set the world to rights <laughs> and we can sort everything out right now with my whip that's currently on the shelf. Oh, I see. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah. I, I've I've said this a lot. Um, maybe not on the podcast actually, but I've, I find myself saying it a lot with with friends and family when we have discussions like this. Often whiskey infused <laughs> life. I think the older you get, the more you realise life is just cyclic, uh, cyclical. Hmm. And f- for me, obviously, I come from the old Bill background. So do you? so um, you know i i talk a lot with people who have served in the old bill or or are currently serving and you just see the same old shit happening on like a 15 to 20 year cycle you know yeah. it's like you, you see all of a sudden somebody has this brainwave oh we're bringing this initiative in and we're going to totally change it and we're going to rebrand this and you're like if you've been in an organ any organization long enough you're like Oh yeah, we did this 10, 15 years mm-hmm. ago. So that's just that's just this under yep. a different title. No, 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 it's totally new. And you're like, sounds pretty much like what we did yep. 20 years ago. And then you decided that X was wrong and we're now going to do more Y. And you just see the same old shit happening. And it's just <laughs> the it's most just life in it. The biggest thing I can say from being in a mid to senior management position. I've said this to my, to my uh, we've got a global director of operations. Pretty cool, right? Pretty cool, good job title. He told me, he was just like, oh, it's pretty cool, but he just made it up kind of thing. Um, but I was talking to him the other day and I went, the biggest thing that shocked me by getting into this position is that no one knows what they're doing. Mm. Everyone is winging it. Totally. Every single person is winging it. And I'm like, I 100%. don't. 100%. People's livelihoods are based on this, and you're just going, um, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Code for yeah. I don't got a fucking clue. Help me yeah. out here. Let's do this because that sounds like the thing that other people have said to me would be good. <laughs> but yeah, I saw anyway. this in a film once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Avatar? Let's do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, going back to the question. What's three one... things you'd change or introduce? I've done about three things because we'll be here until midnight. 
the one thing I would change, and I don't know whether this is a legal thing or a company thing, but when you walk into a petrol station or you try and fill your bike up at a petrol station and someone says, take your helmet off, <sighs> why? And the amount of people I've argued with at petrol station, and like <laughs> when I go down to Cornwall, there's a, a petrol station slash McDonald's and whatever at Sparkford. And it's their like main services. And my bike will make it down to Cornwall, but my girlfriend's bike won't. She'll get most of the way and she'll get to Sparkford and then have to fill up. So we always stop there for some chicken nuggets and to fill up. And there are two guys that work there that are lovely. Like they are the nicest guys. There's a woman that works there. Uh, I say I say that like it was targeted. It's not, <laughs> but there, there's a woman that works there that will not let you fill up your bike. Which which one is this? Which services? Sparkford. Where's that? So it, um, it is a thirty, a three, a three kind of route. Is that and the one it, as you you come down the hill and it, all the services are over on the left? There's yeah. a speed camera. Yeah, yeah. So just after the speed camera, so there's yeah. like the sixty mile an hour road that every like it goes to a dual carriageway from a single lane, and there's a speed camera and it catches out a few people. Oh no, no, it's not that one. It's not that one. It's not. That one. Uh, right. And it comes back to a single lane. You've got a couple of roundabouts, and on one of the roundabouts, there's the services, and it's got McDonald's and whatever. But yeah, there's a woman there that does not let you fill up unless you take your helmet off, and I. I've been quite angry and quite tired when I've gone in there before. Um, they are the same, and the Shell station down the road is exactly the same. And I'm like, I fill up at the Shell station down the road is a mile from my house, if that, half a mile. And I fill up there once, maybe twice a week, depending mm. how happy I've been on the bike. And uh, there's a woman there that just does not let you fill up. This is my girlfriend coming home. She's going to be like, why are you so pissed? Um, hi. <laughs> I'm still on this call. Paul, it's an internationally acclaimed podcast, Samuel. Yeah, God, yeah sorry. sorry. I'm still on this internationally acclaimed podcast that's going to make me hundreds of millions of pounds because I'm a YouTuber. Perfect. Cool. <laughs> Send um, me free shit. Yeah. She, I mean, she's one of the ones that kicks off about this petrol thing. But yeah, this woman... Does not, it, uh, ironically, it's a woman in the shell station as well that doesn't let you do it. And I walked in there and I'm like, well, in the nicest way, you can see I've got a, an, an Arai Tor X4. This is my vision, is this. Like, mm. you can see my face. Like, I'm on a, in the nicest way, I'm on an 18 grand super adventure. I've got another plate. I've turned up and I turn up here once a week. Mm hmm. Why am I not gonna? You've got my number plate. Why are you not gonna? Why am I not gonna pay for fuel? And if I don't pay for fuel, what are you gonna do? What's the difference between seeing my eyes and not? And the thing that really got me is I wore just to test it. I wore a full face balaclava and went to fill up there. And like yeah. I'm to the, to the point where you can't see anything yeah. but my eyes. They let mm -hmm. you fill up. Mm -hmm. like, That's what annoys me, mate. You get somebody in a car who's, for example, wearing the, uh, pardon my ignorance, the, 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 is it Barca? You know, like yeah, the Muslim the, whole... Hijab the, or... The hijab, or yeah. hijab, sorry. Um, if you're wearing that, or even if you're just wearing a fucking baseball cap and glasses, sunglasses, mm -hmm. do they tell you to take that off? No. So why no. do you tell bike and bike get off the bike? You've got yeah. to get off the bike to fill it up. Fuck off, I'm an adult, right? Yeah. If I want to make that decision to sit on the bike and put fuel onto a hot engine, I'll do that, right? Yeah. My decision. That really winds me up. 
Yeah. <laughs> and the real. thing that, I mean, I've got, I, I don't like to admit this, but I've essentially, I've walked in there before and been in a mid argument with people going, what, what's the problem? Like, I'm going to pay for fuel. Like, yeah. why is it? And sometimes it's, I'm going to pay for fuel when I was going to use your app, but your app's shit. So mm-hmm. I haven't paid for fuel on yet because your app's shit. So sort that out and maybe I'll pay for fuel. But I've walked in there and they've gone, well, and I've used that. Well, if I was wearing a hijab mm-hmm. or I was wearing some other religious garment where I'm covered, she was like, yeah, but that's religious. I'm like, All right, my helmet's religious then. Yeah, I'm a biker. It's a religion. Yeah, you're discriminating against me as a biker. And like, oh, it's, mm, like, I'm not going to go into it because whiskey. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it, I mean, aggravates me so. Much. And uh, ironically, that's re- I came home moaning about this, like hicking off because me and George had gone in. My George, my mate, had gone into this shell station, and he had lost his shit. And like I'm talking, I had to go in there to calm him down and tell him to get out. And I came home. Emma sat on the sofa and she went, yeah, you know, they've got a sign up that says if you lift your visor, it's fine. I went, what? So I went in there the following day and she went, you've got a sign. (laughs) It's just like they've got a sign up that says it, but they don't follow it. What difference does that make? You can see my face, even though I've got a clear visor. I'm pointing up there. My helmet's there. It's just you not got, on point. You, yeah. you got CCTV in your room looking at you. <laughs> right. Last question. Patreon. Four hours in almost. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think you've won. I think this is the longest one yet. Yes. <laughs> We've not even finished Patreon. Oh, my God. Sorry. I have a nice, I've got a lovely warm glow. I'll tell you that. Sheesh. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a real need to go to the toilet. <laughs> That's what i Right, we're nearly finished. Matt Ward. Hello, gents. Question for Sam. What's it like having the best bike in the world? Wait, guess which bike Matt rides. Yeah. Boring. Good Question man. for Bruce. Stop fighting it, mate. You know you're Team Orange. You're just in denial. Now, Matt, if you've watched my KTM Super Adventure S review vid, Matt is the chap I'm riding with. The one that sends me through the fjord. That's yeah. Matt. It. So yeah. he knows. Like he's he's seen the light, basically. That's he, what you're saying to me. He's had issues. He's he's had two KTMs now, and the previous one he had a few issues with. But he still loved the bike. And then when I when I went out riding with him to test this new one, um, don't tell KTM, but I let him have a shot of the new one. Yeah. And and he was like, eh, it's not a big enough difference. The next day he messaged me and went, I've just bought the new KTM. <laughs> and I was like, I thought it wasn't. He says, yeah, it, I couldn't get it out of my head. After I rode it, I couldn't get it out yeah. of my head. And that was it. That's what it is. And I think um, I rode the 2020 model just that was in the days where i had my drift so it was like quite a while ago um i say quite a while, like three or four years ago whatever it was and that bike was i i took out the super adventure and my mate took out the super duke so mm-hmm. it's a gen gen 2 mm-hmm. we had a lot of fun like a lot of fun but the thing that i didn't mm-hmm. like about the super adventure the like second gen super i think it's second, second gen anyway is it looked quite plasticky like there was a TFT, but the, everything around it was quite plasticky, and yeah, I don't know. It, and then you hear the stories of the screen going black and mm. all this sort of stuff. And then I, when I, when they announced 
the new super adventure like the 2022 model 2021 model my mate texted me and just went there you go there's your next bike and i went nah it's fine whatever um i test rode one because i thought it was going to do really well on youtube i went i'm going to test ride this because it's going to be that i'm going to be one of the first people to get the test ride review on like that kind of thing and i rode it and uh i got back on my footage my audio was screwed my audio was ruined and it was a great bike don't get me wrong it was like i was like yeah this is cool was that GoPro again yeah Hmm. um so i got back and the audio was fucked so i contacted ktm and i kind of lied a bit and i just went i really liked it can i come back and test ride it again all on the premise that i was going to buy uh, i was to them i was going to buy it to me i was getting the video they, footage they listen to this podcast they probably do they, they know they I, do. Like, every time i sit there and i just go oh yeah uh, i walk in there and go oh, i've had it remapped and they just make notes of it I'm like oh yeah bear that in mind for the warranty if he comes back yeah, and yeah, kicks yeah, off yeah. exactly um, but yeah, he. I went back and I test rode it again and went, oh, I'm going to test ride it again because I really like the bike and I'm going to definitely buy it, that kind of thing. And I test rode it for two hours. And I said, can I take it for two hours? And I test rode it, rode it into London. And an hour in, I said, fuck, this bike is awesome. <laughs> like I'm, I am. And to the point where I put the video up, I didn't think the video was that, blowing smoke up ktm's ass kind of thing i didn't think it was that good that kind of get over yourself kind of thing and everyone in the comments was like well we know what your next bike's gonna be that kind of yeah, thing yeah, I was like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I that obvious and, yeah i test rode it again and i was just like i've got a test ride it and go am i actually considering spending 17 grand on a bike and i went back and i was like fuck and i, like, I walked back in and i went well what's gonna change this for me is they're going to go your tracer's worth 800 quid because it's got 40,000 miles on it and it's a tracer you know what i mean and the finance deals are going to be 400 quid a month and i walked in and i sort of went out of interest what would you give me for my bike and they came back and went like he called three of his dealers and the first one came back and went two eight shit and then the, <laughs> the second one came back and gave me like said more i was like <laughs> and then we were talking about the finance deals and i went well i don't want it over too much too many years blah 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 i'll use my bike as a trading maybe put a bit of money in that kind of thing and uh yeah he went oh so that would be 180 quid a month jesus and i was just like oh, what didn't me and i just went okay um yeah i'll have it and yeah what mileage do you put in for that 10 uh yeah see so yeah, like the, the max will do is 20 so i i have to do twenty thousand, and that, yeah, that wax you i i my guarantee or well, i mean my my balloon is seven eight mm. i think it is the guarantee they've basically said to me the guaranteed value if i do because i did that over two years as well it's not over All three right. years yeah, about three. Um, but that's two years, ten thousand miles a year. With uh, I bought crash bars, full tech pack, sump guard, like heat grips, the the kind of almost the works. One hundred eighty eight quid a month, and Jesus. 
yeah, and I kind of just sat there going, I love this, but I'm going to pay it off in June because it's it's up in July, June, July this year. Yeah, mine's up in June. Mate, but the new GS is coming out either end yeah, of the is year. It or, though? Well, either end of this year or next year. Yeah. So I think what, what I'll probably end up doing is um, extending my finance for a year. Are you then, PCP? Yeah. Mm. I, I always buy PCP. I couldn't afford a new bike, so I, no. I just get them on the tick and yeah. just swap them every two to three years. It's on, yeah. on, honestly like the 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 GS, the 1300GS, or whatever they're going to call it, would have to be, I think, even it, like, I've heard a load of rumours, one where they're going to say a 1250 is going to be the adventure bike, and then they're going to do like a 1300 or 1400 that's going to be more of a multi-strada super adventure competitor. Mm-hmm. I think GS has been the top of the food chain for a long time. And suddenly you've got four or five bikes that are have more tech, have more power, are cheaper, and the reliability is almost there as well. So they're gonna to have to do something big. But they're not they're not cheaper. They're not cheaper when you spec them out equivalent. I I I've checked I've checked this and even with the super adventure. When I spec the super adventure out to the equivalent of the bike I own downstairs right now, the TEGS twelve fifty. The KTM, I think, was actually more expensive when I did it. See, I I did this whole thing. Because when I was sitting there going, I can't buy this bike. This is stupid money. I specced up a Multistrada. I specced up a GS. I specced up this and the old 1200 Tiger. Hmm. I paid, I don't really care in saying, I paid 16.4 for my bike. What? Which was what? How? So the bike was. 15. I think it was like nineteen twenty grand when I specced it up on the website. And uh, so I, yeah. So I bought my bike, Super Adventure S, Tech Pack, full Tech Pack. Uh, I bought crash bars, sump guard, heat grips, headlight guard, and I'm sure there was something else. And it was sixteen nine, and then I paid sixteen four because they gave me a discount on the accessories. On but the twelve spec- ninety Gen three Super Adventure S. Yep, twenty twenty one plate. They've gone up a bit in price now because they've gone because of Brexit well, I, and yeah. But I did this a couple shit. of years ago when it when it first came out. I did the vid. Mm. I'm sure it was like nineteen twenty grand when I spec'd it on the website. I mean, yeah. If you if you add every single thing in the power no, 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 catalog, it was it was literally equivalent to what my GS had, which was uh, blipper, quick shifter, heated grips, uh, sump guard, spoke wheels. The spoke wheels are nine hundred quid, which probably added nine hundred quid to your price. Yeah, um, I mean, it was basically. It was to go from what I have as the GS twelve fifty TE to go from that to exactly the same in the Super Adventure S package. It was, it was more expensive than buying the GS. Yeah, well, I I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's well, gone up. I know the base base price price, has maybe gone down. But I know the base price spike has gone up a grand or whatever it is now because of imports and all that sort of shit, mm. but. It's yeah, I paid sixteen four for my bike and it had wow. tech pack and everything. So when you look at it like that and a multi strada, like 
a GS, I'm never really going to buy a GS because I've got a really tiny, you know, and I can't have 135 horsepower. I've got to have more than that. Um, but the GS is fantastic. But then to get, I think I spec mine up and it was about 18 or 19K to the same standard. Mm. That's not with the dick lights. Obviously, the GS doesn't mm. have the adapt radar cruise or anything yet. It will yeah, yeah. I I've I said to someone the other day that I reckon the next iteration of GS, you can quote me on this, but you know the matrix LED headlights that cars have at the moment where they like mm. block out kind of like you come up behind someone, they block. I reckon the next GS is gonna have that. Yeah, 100%, because it's they've got to better everything. I don't know if you've heard, but I bumped into some well, some guys who in said Germany. they were the engineers yeah, yeah, in Germany, and they were telling me all about it, and it's it's quite different to what like MCN and people like that were mm. chatting about. They were like, no, there's just one engine. Because I yeah. was like, oh, is the two engines covering the adventure? And they were like, no, no, it's only, it's only, they were saying 1350. So, but, you know, they, they, they did say, look, we come from a car background and we've been brought in to do, you know, this specific part for the new GS. Yeah. So they, they were interested to see me and what I thought of the old, like the old, the 1250 GS. Yeah. They very much were like of the opinion. They were like, mm, we don't know if GS owners are going to like this because it's quite different. And that but made me that, go, yes. <laughs> that might be... Because let's be honest, I, and BMW are not going to be blind to the fact that there is an a, there's a stigma around some GS owners. So the, and they want to get the KTM owners, the Ducati owners, and the Triumph owners. They want to get those people on board. So I think they they need to push to that point. They need to offer something which tailored. I don't know. It maybe they need to offer something that it, it like someone like me. That I'm a bit of a knob, let's be honest. Like, I'm a bit of a knob. I like a loud exhaust. I like being able to power wheelie in third gear. I like being able to piss people off if I want to with a loud exhaust that pops all the time and giggle. So, riding a GS, the only way I get that is if I've got a really loud exhaust that pops and bangs. And that's, I mean, it does do that, which is quite cool. But it doesn't have the power. So they've got to do something. It's it's a difficult position because they need to do something that's going to impress and keep the no. polite Vest Brigade happy. But they also need to try and bring in like KTM this year where they've launched the new colors, the 2023 colors, and they've done the gray. I don't know why I did that. They've They've launched the gray color. Every single person I put on my Instagram story, every single person that owns a KTM was like, oh, that's fucking boring. Course, every yeah, yeah. single person that owns a GS responded, actually, I quite like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, is me, like, I look at that going, oh, that's a smart move from KTM there. Like, they're trying to entice, entice the, GS the GS slot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because so, the Super Adventure S is, it rides very much like the GS when mm-hmm. when you when you activate the self leveling suspension it mm-hmm. rides just like a GS but with it's like a GS that's ten years younger and someone's mm-hmm. towel flicked its balls whilst it's on steroids and taking a line of coke <laughs> yeah. that's that's pretty yeah. much a KTM isn't it yeah but I tell you what you're not going to lose a GS you won't if you take oh, equivalent right. riders you won't lose the GS but the GS right. will not overtake that KTM. But the I when I did my Norfolk ride, Mark Mac Leeds came up 
to do that um the remap with me that bhp uk remap um oh i didn't realize you'd done that yeah they messaged oh. me and went hey your bike's on my development list are you interested in a free remap and i went Fuck, yeah yeah they um, contacted me a few years yeah. ago and i i i didn't do it yeah they oh. they um I turned up there thinking they were just going to be like a plug and play. Like we've bought a, a map off the internet. They, we were there for hours. Like we left at about four o'clock in the afternoon. We got there at 10. They were very good. Like very, very good. Mm. But Mark was there. I'd had my bike remapped and it was when it was done, it was 151.8 brake horsepower at the rear wheel. Mm-hmm. So take that it was about 11 horsepower more than stock so at the crank call it 170 mark from leeds on his 20 whatever it is gsa didn't leave me like i I didn't leave him he he was keeping up and the only time he he the difference came in was when we were over 70 80 mile an hour on our great public on that runway that you were doing the wheelies on yeah yeah Yeah. Um, but the difference is he'd keep up, but I was in third gear trying to keep the front wheel down laughing, mm-hmm. and he was absolutely gunned. And I think the, the difference for me with something like a GS, something like a a Tiger 1200, I rode my dad's new, he's got the 2022 Tiger 1200. You can pin the shit out of it, and it's a fantastic bike. It's really good. But when you're going for it, it feels like the bike doesn't want to do it mm-hmm. it like it do it and it does it very well but when you're doing 120 mile an hour it, the bike feels comfortable doing 70 or 80 mm-hmm. whereas on a ktm you're doing 70 or 80 and it's going go on shift down a gear like it's not even awake like, yet yeah, yeah, yeah come on mate like this is boring so it look gs is a more than quick enough um so if G- if BMW do a good job of this thirteen fifty or whatever it's going to be, yeah, but I think you know BMW have the best selling big bike for almost twenty years running globally for now, and no, I mean that they are street. <laughs> but if you look at the figures, they are streets ahead of everybody. Yeah. Just nobody else is even competition, and they're they're business people at the end of the day. So they're not going to go, oh, we want to entice this market. They, they're they going to want to placate the established market that they've got. And if they can, they want to entice a few new ones, for sure. So there'll be adaptive, well, there is, there's adaptive cruise control. There's going to be a bit more oomph. Guys, there's like, you know, more power, but all it is is to get through the latest Euro 6, Euro 7, you know, restrictions that are coming through. There's going to be a, a few little tweaks, but it's just going to be, it's going to be BMW, isn't it? It's going to be refined. It's going to be 90% perfect at absolutely everything. Just lacks a little bit of nuts for the outer, the all-out hooligan. And those yeah. people are going to go KTM. Those people are going to go K, uh, Ducati for a bit of flair. That's what they're going yeah. to do. It lacks a little bit of... Um, uh, prowess for the off-road and stuff and those people are going to go click ATM and smaller CC bikes and or the Honda Africa Twin maybe if they want to do a load of, of, of off-roady stuff but that market that want the do-it-all bike that does everything that's got the established global network that just does everything without much fuss and the reliability and if anything goes wrong 
they'll look after you. They're just going to buy that bike, whatever it is. That That's the difference between KTM and BM and Ducati is that if it, all the bikes are the same in, let's be honest, all the bikes are the same when it comes to reliability. Like GS is, I mean, if you want to be, a, I know, I know they've got more bikes sold, but GS is like the most recovered bike in the UK kind of thing. So but again, like, they're, they're the most. Yeah. So like, there's, there's the argument of, yeah, but they've got 20,000 more bikes on the road. Like, so mm. yeah, but they're all kind of the same. All the reliability is relatively close. You'll have problems with everything. If you get a Friday bike, you get a Friday bike, whether mm. it's a yeah, 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 Triumph, sure. whether it's a Ducati or whatever. The difference is with BMW, the dealers are almost franchised to a world. So you walk into a BMW dealer and you say, my bike's got a problem. They go, no problem, sir. Here's a here's a, here's a, bike. Here's a free bike. We will yep. take your bike until it's fixed. Whereas uh-huh. KTM, my dealer in Hemel, is phenomenal. They're lovely guys and they are really, really good. But then I get mess- people messaging me from like wherever going, yeah, but my dealer just couldn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem is if, if like some dealers you're going to be we're going to do yeah. everything to get you sorted. But some dealers just like, yeah, well, you know. And I say to people that say I've not had a, because I get this about BMWs. And I say to people, if you've had that reaction, mm. vote with your feet and go yeah. elsewhere. Like I, yeah. I go almost two hours out my way to go to a BMW dealership where I, where I feel valued as a punter, yeah. you know, like I used to go to one down the road but it's changed hands a couple of times now. And I just don't feel like I get the service there that I should as a paying punter. Yeah. So I, I've gone to, you know, I've been up to, I've been up North. I've been, I've been up Milton Keynes, great service up there, no. but it's a long way for me to go. I've been across into Guildford. Okay. Service, not bad. It's great, but it's quite expensive. And then I'm, I, I started going to one down near Brighton and mm. great for me, but it's almost two hours, but I'll travel that to get the good service. So I, I, I mean, I, I did that with my with tracer. Feet. Yeah. I did that with my tracer. The, the 600, 6,000 mile service on my tracer 700. I, the, um, I won't say the name, but the dealer in Hemel, there's only one Yamaha dealer in <laughs> Hemel. Um, but they quoted me 385 quid for my 6,000 mile service, which was oil and filters. What? And I went, sort of fuck off basically if that's the cost that's a bit much i went there for a warranty so my i had an led rear light and one of the leds or two of the leds in the rear light had gone i went there for a rear light they couldn't give a toss they literally could not care less and as i left with them going i don't really care like you need to go back to your dealer you bought the bike from one of the service mechanics came out and said you got a headlight out you know, Yamaha with the twin headlight bikes, every yeah, yeah, yeah. single Yamaha with a twin headlight bike, like two separated, have one on as a low beam and one as a high beam. And he came out and went, oh, you got a headlight on. I was like, well, if wow. that but is what you say as a mechanic, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. getting myself. And I went to where the place I bought it from is in Farnham in Surrey, motorcycle shop, I think they're called. Uh, he said, no, it's 196 uh standard across all yamaha dealers mm-hmm. and uh yeah come down whenever you please and i like that's a 120 mile round trip for me mm-hmm. and i just went well i'll go there every single time i get it serviced mm-hmm. because yeah, yeah. 
sod paying 400 quid for a guy that doesn't know his ass from his elbow. Yeah. I'm um, a simp. Yeah. I'm, I'm the total simp. Absolute total simp. It's sim. such a shame because it can ruin someone's opinion of a fantastic product. And it, and it should, and uh, you know, put my cutthroat head on, it should ruin that business because if that business is taking a piss and it doesn't value its customers, then to be honest with you, I don't really think they should be, they, they shouldn't be allowed to be in existence for too much longer because yeah. because you've got to look after the customer. Yeah. It's like it's like what we do, isn't it? You've got to build up relationships with the, the end customer. Yeah, 100%. Anyway, mate, we are over four hours. You are the longest one so far. That's all I wanted. I want someone to tell me that I'm longest they've ever had. <laughs> right. We are. We've not even. We've not even Touched got to Instagram place. or Facebook. So will you come back and do a round yeah. two at some point? Will Maybe... I come back? Chat about bikes for four hours and drink whiskey. Mm, I don't know, mate. <laughs> I, I was going to suggest we go, we go, we we like meet up and do a ride somewhere and then record the podcast live. But why don't Done. we do a little trip somewhere and then we can get on the beer and record it live? Good Christ, can you imagine? It'd be fucking carnage. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. I'm we'll bring Mark that. from Leeds and we'll just abuse him for four hours. Shall we? Yes. Shall we get MFL involved? Oh yeah, we'll all bring up. I'll bring my whip. He can bring his butt plug. We can have a really good night. And with that, Sam, do you want to plug your channel, your social media? Over to you. If you would like to follow my channel, I would love it. I'm not worried. If you don't want to watch it, then don't don't worry about it. I have a YouTube and an Instagram. While I'm here, if you're still here, fucking congratulations! Like you deserve a pint. Um, I this Sam V bikes thing that kind of came out of nowhere because it was an Instagram name. I would love a name like Teapot One, the Missing Flyer, Mark from Leeds, anything like that. If what, anyone, Sam V bikes, Sam V bikes is brilliant. Just, oh, I don't know. It's just a bit meh. Like it started as Sam Stay versus it. Sam Stay versus bikes. Stay with it. Yeah, I don't know. You've established yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know. It's established. But yeah, if you've got a name which you think is better, leave it in the comment section below. If you if you have a name one. that I... Thundercunt1. Thundercunt1. ATM Thundercunt1. <laughs> if you have a name that I like and I end up going with, I'll send a crate of beers to your house or whatever Share you like. 50% of his ad revenue with you. Yeah, I mean, it, all right, take 50 quid. Happy days. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that. Follow my Instagram if you want to. I've got a Patreon. It's it's live if you want, but I mean, it doesn't really have anything extra if you want to be that cool person. But you get to be called a Viking. That's what I've gone with. I've just dropped my, I've dropped, dropped my whack on pen. Um, yes, I'm going to have to so, join your Patreon as well now to be a Viking. I've always uh, wanted to be a Viking. Yeah, the uh, yeah, the, it's it's leveled in beard, so it's like aspiring beard stubble or something uh, yeah but you were talking about shaving yours only for charity and I'm uh, this would have to be for a substantial amount of money for me to shave it seven quid no, no. eight I, I'm I'm talking a lot of money for a very worthwhile I mean all charities are worthwhile but it would have to be one that really hits me in the feels and uh, does then, does Paying off a KTM Super Adventure count no, as a good charity. No, oh. no because so you should have bought a BMW GS. 1250. 
It's quite tiring. I it's quite late. I'm gonna to have to go because you're tiring me. <laughs> right, yeah. folks. I will leave all of Sam's links down below. Make sure you check him out. Give him a subscribe, give him a follow, give him a like. Uh if you want to be a Viking, make sure you check out his Patreon. Sam, been an absolute pleasure. Oh, can I give one little shout out? I will have done my sponsor readouts by now. This is not a sponsor, but Chris Hatton, this arrived in the post today. This chap, Chris Hatton, has sent me. Look oh, at that. That's slate. slate. It's that's slate. so cool. Laser etched skate, uh, slate. It's a coaster. And it's from this company called King Bespoke Creations. Can you see that? Yeah. Then there. Chris Hatton. Chris, thank you very much for that, mate. That is top dollar. Thank you very much. It, so Chris Hatton, if, if you want to send me one of those, but with a penis <laughs> etched in it, I will happily shout it out. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you know me. I've got like nearly five and nearly six thousand subscribers. I'm pretty much a big deal. So, have you thought? Have you, like at the risk of extending this another bloody <laughs> fifteen minutes? Have you thought about that? Five thousand people subscribe to your channel. Yes, you're all weirdos. It's watching. crazy, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah, I mean, you I, got seventy five. You got seventy thousand more people than me. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like, like five. Thousand is a phenomenal yeah. amount. Like seventy-five thousand is a phenomenal amount of people. But five thousand, when you look at it, you're like, "That's crazy, isn't yeah. it?" Yeah, we're both weirdos on the internet. Totally. it's just nuts, isn't it? What's wrong the, with you people? Do you not have hobbies? Yeah, you're a bunch of weirdos. A couple of you watch. <laughs> Please don't follow me. Um, yeah. When Please like at, me. When I was at APR, it was really weird because I was just I was half cut walking back to my tent or whatever no I was way. doing, going for a toilet. Smashed. Okay, I was smashed. Um, and I was walking. I'm going to be and, so drunk this year. So drunk. Can you stay for more than a day as well? That'd be great. Yes, I, I'm. I'm there Friday to Sunday. No, I don't okay. think I'll be there Thursday. Friday to Sunday. I'm Thursday to Sunday. But yeah, um, it was really weird that. I was walking back, so I'm going to be careful how I do the hand thing because the gay icon thing might come up again. <laughs> That's the thumbnail. <laughs> um, but that is a... definitely the thumbnail. Mum, um, I hope you're proud of me. <laughs> um, but I was walking back with hot dog in hand, beer oh, in I hand. Did... Hang on, and I people just need to just... do this. <laughs> <laughs> once, <laughs> once, <laughs> thicker and chodier than yours. You'll see the thumbnail, it'll all yeah. make sense. Oh, Christ. Um, <laughs> sorry, Mum. Uh, but yeah, I was walking back and I just like these people just sorry, going, Vincent. you're Sam V Bikes, aren't you? You're Sam Vince. And I'm like, how do you know me? That's mm. weird. And the worst one was I was coming out of the toilet after the morning after having a lot of food and you, you know what was going to happen. And uh, we call it a period in uh, our friendship group. Uh, so I was coming out of the toilet, washing my hands and everything, and got uh, some guy literally looking up the steps and went, oh, you're the guy on the KTM, I watched you on YouTube, went to shake my hands. I'm like, thank fuck, I should. I washed my hands. I washed, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And Christ, <laughs> did or did I? I, I? I had a chap at the ABR, bear in mind I wasn't drinking at this year's ABR. I went to the toilet and I was literally at the sink washing my hands and a guy came in and went, teapot one, give us a hug. And he went and gave me a great big hug in the toilet and I was just like, wow, this is a bit weird. <laughs> don't don't go in cubicle two. <laughs> yeah. Right, anyway. Sam, awesome, awesome, mate. I've really enjoyed this. Um, 100%, let's meet up 
let's do the next one in person we'll do a ride we'll do a trip somewhere we'll stay overnight have some beers and we'll do the next one we'll do well, part two and you can have a go on my super adventure and I'll uh, convince you to buy it well never say never that's all I'm yeah. going to say I won't ride your GSA because I don't really want to fall asleep while I'm riding I tell you what, when we go for a ride, right? I'll I'll wait where we're going, and I'll wait for you to catch up, and then you can tell me how good your KTM is. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I'll have a really big smile on my face. You'll have tears in your eyes. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for having me. I, gen- I genuinely pleasure, appreciate it. I've it's... really enjoyed it, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Absolute thank you pleasure. very much. And uh, I look forward to to meeting up and doing some work with you. <laughs> right, folks. Hope you've enjoyed this one. If you have managed to do four hours and almost twenty minutes, fair play. You are yeah. dedicated. Um, there will be a part two. Keep your eye out for that, folks. Keep doing your thing. Thank you very much to everyone that's uh, uh, left some questions. I'm really sorry to those of you on Instagram and Facebook (laughs) who have left questions and we've not even got there yet, but we will. I promise you, you'll be priority on the next one. So, folks, keep doing your thing. Keep looking after those that you love. Get on out there whenever you can. But most importantly, most importantly, live your life. Woo-ha! Dude, that was mint. I love that. That was fucking brilliant.